It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Welcome, 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 one and all, to the grand fifth anniversary show of Ear the Vibe. <laughs> wow. Are we done yet? We're done. <laughs> We're done. Uh, this is our, uh, like I said, our fifth anniversary, and we are going to be uh, broadcasting right now, currently, for the next five hours. <laughs> I don't know why. This it's, was the dumbest it's thing not that I've, dumb. ever, and, I've ever tried to accomplish. Well, and also, it's we keep complaining because we're like, oh my God, five hours. But I sit at a desk for eight hours a day. Right. I think we're going to be fine. And our regular shows sometimes push two hours and we don't exactly. It. We're good. Yeah. That's true. I we mean, do. look, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But I'm gonna, also stupid. I'm going to make a guess that we're going to go over by at least 30 minutes. I completely agree with you. And we you have a so? we yeah. have a timer going on the video, so we're gonna know when we hit five hours exactly. Okay, all right. Look, man, I'll uh, you know, I'll take your guys' word for it. Okay, I'm a little nervous about it, though. I'll be honest with you. <coughs> but we have a killer show, a uh, huge show, huge show. Oh boy. <laughs> um, number one, uh, let's start with the best part first. Jeremy. From Spectro Radio. That's right. Is it's in the studio. This is so surreal to be here. Is it really? I, I'm tell, me how much you, tell me how much you love it, and then uh, more so how much you love me. Go. Jason, let me count the ways. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying earlier, like, it's like when you go and see, you know, if you see, like, when they pan out away from the set of a sitcom and you see, like, what's around it. I was like, oh, wow, the hallway <laughs> is right here. I never knew. Bathroom. <laughs> oh, I can hear turds running around the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great, and it's uh, it's great to be here finally in Frisco with you guys. No, uh, can you mute him, please? Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy. <laughs> He's done now, and uh, that's it. Frisco, jeez. This is crazy. That. I feel like all of a sudden. I know we just got done talking about it, but it kind of just hit me like. That we five ju- years? that we that we just started. No, not the five, oh. the five hours. <laughs> that we just started this show and we can't stop. And that's it. Yeah, I haven't figured, it, I haven't oh. figured out if we're going to actually like um, uh, be continuously broadcasting or not. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, part of me just really wants to take like a fifteen minute break in the middle of it, but I don't know. Will that affect the novelty of it? I think that we should just. I play don't it think by so. Ear, yeah, I, and I can stop the timer. Just so you know. <laughs> well, it's not that, but it's the, uh, I don't know, people listening right. or watching live. Like, I feel like the novelty, all 16, 15, we're losing people already. Um, just the, the novelty, right, of like of doing this, I think, is uh, is pretty dope. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But maybe not. Maybe it doesn't matter. Who can tell? See, Jeremy, I put the, the Disney World fit toys right in front of you. Don't think that didn't go unnoticed. <laughs> as well as your Epcot hat that you wore last night to meet me. That's I true. Re- I appreciate that. This is my figment. I have a photo of me as a little guy getting this figment in Disney World. Nice. Wow. That was mine. You know, I like that there's a personal touch to it. Yeah. When did you get the little orange bird? When we went to Disney World for our honeymoon. Oh. Yeah. Wow. 
I'm liking it. Everything means something. I should have brought a tchotchke or a trinket to add to the collection. You should have, <laughs> dude, but you don't care that much. Another Jason, missed opportunity. Jason is actually surprisingly very sentimental when it comes to like tchotchkes and things totally. like that. Like yeah. super. Where like I I accidentally broke. Um, he has this mug, <laughs> this um, Nightmare Before Christmas mug, and best movie ever, by the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I broke it one day, and he was was visibly upset about it and I felt really really bad about it so we, and we left and we kind of we were going somewhere and we kind of didn't really talk a lot on the drive like I felt really bad and then we came home I was like I'm really sorry I'm going to find you a new one and he was like what do you what do you mean and he thought I broke a different mug I thought you bra- broke a mug like the the uh, the monkey skull that you can get at Jacques a hanger bar now mm. uh, like a tiki mug yeah. I thought you broke that mug and I was like because that was muled over by our friend Aaron yeah. who you know I've been waiting for months for that stupid mug and so I was like oh god now I have to pay another X amount of dollars for it or whatever <laughs> yeah so he was he was irritated by that but then when he found out that it was actually his favorite mug that had a lot of <laughs> sentimental value he, and this was this was after we came back he figured that out and then he was like I'm really glad I didn't know that before we left <laughs> he was like because I've had time to like calm down about it but yeah. yeah I did buy him a new one it was like $36 wow, wow. I mean you thought that was mug. a tough car ride with that other mug <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> it could have gotten a lot it uglier it unbearable <laughs> that's true man I get weird about stuff like that I don't know I put a lot of sentimental value on inanimate objects and then when they're gone I'm like oh. yeah like Pokemon Go <laughs> I still yes yes I still have Pokemon Go on my phone even though I never play it because I captured a lot of cool Pokemon in Hawaii when we were on our uh, anniversary trip. Or That's whatever. why you have it. That's because exactly you, can't, have... you don't want to get rid of those Pokemon. We talked about them. this before, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to murder okay. the Pokemon. They're oh jeez, yeah, you know they're it's like they're... Toy Story. And they're all just living in there. Like, <laughs> <"Bark, bark, bark." laughs> oh boy. So uh, anyway, so uh, coming up soon here, we're gonna have Spectro time with the old Jeremy here, the old Jeremy Jerster. Uh, Jerry. 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 Um, (laughs) And then uh, around noon, we're going to have our soon-to-be friend. I've never met the guy, um, but uh, only online. We're going to have Corey from the No Midnight podcast, which Terrence was a guest on. Yeah. So yeah. and he's another Disney podcaster and he he's local mm-hmm. and he's like hey we should you know we should get together I'm like bro I just had a kid there's no way this is ever gonna happen oh hey we're doing our anniversary <laughs> show why don't you just pop by because he's yeah. like Sacramento area or whatever yeah, so yeah so that'll be cool um, and then our friend Nick is coming in to talk to us about uh, tips to plan your trip to Tokyo Disney mm-hmm. and Disney Sea he recently did that trip and he's like dude it was really complicated and there's a lot of stuff that I wish I knew before actually going there for my first time and maybe it'll be of value to, to your listeners like right. hell oh. yeah dude and Nick's a super cool dude so is he um, going to be playing his guitar for us we talked um, about quite the musician. I talked about it we with him. It. I think he said no. Rude. But I have a guitar. Oh, you have a guitar upstairs. Yep. I told him, I was like, look, I got an acoustic bass. We could do something. And he goes, well, you know, call me up on Friday and we'll work it out. I'm like, bro, I just had a kid. There's no way that's going to happen. Like, I just, I can't do it. Uh, but maybe we'll do it uh, later. And then we're going to have uh, an ask me anything or uh, demand, answer, demand answers from us is what I'm going to call it. Um, where we'd send out a survey and let's see how many people actually we have oh, that responded. I forgot as of, about this, dude. As of last night, there was like twenty. Wow. So um, uh, let me see. Do 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 do. Ask the crew things is what it's called, and then the response is thirty. 
Holy crap. We have 30, 30 questions. Okay. Wow. A couple more deterrents, which is, which is good. Oh, great. <clears throat> so we're going to do that. Uh, about 1 o'clock. And look, I think the Ask Me Anything, I think it's going to go a lot longer, but we'll break it up. Maybe we'll save some for the secret show. Okay. I don't know. I don't okay. know if we'll have time. Well, um, put, yeah, there's two segments of it on there, so that's... Oh, dope. Yeah. Okay, so well, it is broken up remind me when I, uh, you know, I'm going to breeze through everything like I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> and then we have uh, around one o'clock or so, all times Pacific, of course. Um, I'm going to be doing the, my movie review, which Yay! we haven't done a movie review on this friggin' show like since November. <laughs> and whose turn was it? Mine. Yeah. In the entire time. <laughs> and then, and then to, to your guys' credit, you're Bro, like, oh. Bro, you just had a kid. It's <laughs> Bro, I just I'm pregnant my wife. I can't, I, I'm not going to have time. She's going to be like 32, and you're going to be like, I just had a kid. God, I, I hope I'm alive when she's 32. That'd be amazing. Um, Jeez. What? I don't know. Oh. Just... Sure you will be. Okay. <sighs> um, did it take the, the energy down a little yeah, bit? A little bit. Right. Um, so the movie review was uh, Melody Time, I think, which is another uh, package film that Disney did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a bunch of shorts, but they had like the Pecos Bill short, the Johnny Appleseed short, all kind of combined into there. So we'll chat about that real fast. Our old friend uh, Dan, a.k.a. Mouse Brew, a few old timers from all the show, remember uh, Dan calling in to talk to us about the adult beverages available at DCA. So uh, we're going to give a quick update on where Dan has been and what's (laughs) new at Disneyland. I don't think, or DCA, I don't think any of us have ever tried the new like Michelada drinks or whatever at DCA. Have you, you didn't try them, Jeremy? No, where is that? Because I want that. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) It's about six hours there. That way. <laughs> um, so that'll be cool. And then, of course, we have our armchair imagineering segment. Now, um, here, let me actually look up the proper name of this. Because I like to go off about how a podcast stole our idea, our name for armchair imagineering, even though I say it's not really like super creative, so I can't really take all the credit for it. Anyway, uh, apparently, Modern Mouse Radio has been using that <laughs> that name since 2012. Oops. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Josh emailed me. Super nice dude. He's like, hey, I heard your most recent episode, and you know, I hope you're not assuming that we stole it, because we actually were using it first. And I'm like, Damn, that's a much nicer email than I would have written. Yeah, um, you yeah. know. But look, it's it's all for it's all for fun. I don't really think anyone stole it because it's you know whatever. Um, and then our friend Kyle, former Imagineer Kyle, is going to be on around two fifteen to tell us quote why fast passes suck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, end quote. Basically, why they're ruining the park, how they ruin the lines, and uh, how they even came to to be, and of course. You guys know Kyle. It, there's going to be hard numbers involved. Mm-hmm. These are these are actual like crowd numbers. Uh, how may, how uh, the capacity of the of the ride, the capacity of the lines, the theoretical ride, all this kind of you know hot, heady stuff that I'm just going to tune out for. Um, and then um, <laughs> wow, fair enough. Around three o'clock, we're going to be interviewing Rand Boyd, who co-authored a book, or actually authored a book called Elbow Grease and Pixie Dust: Memories of Disneyland Maintenance. 
Uh, I'm really excited for this. I, I I read most of his his chapter. He has his wife uh, wrote half the book, and then he wrote the other half. Um, and it's all about this stringy kid who used to work at Taco Bell, getting a job at Disneyland, and working there for 20 years or whatever it yeah. was. So uh, cool. he's seen a lot of cool stuff. We're going to talk to him about that and just kind of the old days of Disney and and uh, you know what do you what do you do on third shift with forklifts? You know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, then a little bit more of ask uh, demand answers of us or whatever I said, and then uh, that's <laughs> demand it. Demand answers from us. <laughs> yeah, that's what we should have called it. That's, and that's what I'm it. calling it right there now. There won't be any tangents. There won't be. <laughs> no, that's it. No, no, that's it. Well, because then we got to get ready for the secret show, oh, which we're doing boy. three hours oh, of secret show. Yeah, and one cocktail every half an hour. I was going to say, how many beverages which are is we consuming? Really stupid. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to be like they're going to be half drinks. I'm going to need some food. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, Taryn made a double batch of Disneyland gumbo last night. No. No, I only <laughs> made a, a single batch. Oh, why? Do you see how much there is? No. Oh, my God. There's plenty. Oh, okay. okay. Taryn made a single batch of Disneyland gumbo last night uh, while I was out cavorting with Terrence and Jeremy at Trader Vic's. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is actually how it went. And and this is not not to, to dig on Jason or anything. Wow. But I think sometimes he, he thinks he has more time in the day than he really does. And so he's prepping True. for this five-hour craziness. I don't really have much to do except set up the cameras. I had that done. He's sitting in here doing all of his work. When he had said that he was going to make this gumbo, and I was like, do you want me to make the gumbo? Because I think that you're not going to have time. He's like, no, I think I could do it in the morning. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, if if he waits till morning, he's going to go, eh, just, I didn't have time. We'll so just we're sort of <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, no, how about I'll just make the gumbo. Worst mistake of my life. I'm sorry. If you guys have made that recipe, it's delicious, but Tastes oh, just like the park. It really does. It's great, but I hope you have a lot of time on your hands. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, is yeah. it making like the roux? Like, yes. The super roux, the roux long. It's like 40 yeah. minutes of just stirring. Yeah. No, yeah. oh, I just turned the heat up higher Hard than what pass. it says in the thing. But well, uh, yeah. it's on our website. Search gumbo in the thing. I think there's a search Disneyland or whatever. Gumbo. Yeah. Um, it's delicious. It's, it is. It's a recipe from the park. And it tastes just like the park. So. Oh, and I got Doritos, but I got the taco-flavored Doritos, guys. <laughs> Frito Doritos. Oh, Frito now Doritos. I'm excited. Once you got to make a roux, it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> That's your rule? <laughs> yes. Wow. wow, Bev's popping big cans already, dude. <laughs> of water. Oh, pound them. So we got a, a mini fridge full of Red Bulls. <laughs> I'm on my second one. Yeah. Sponsored by you Red Bulls. You are not. Terrence's heart's going to Are explode. you serious? <laughs> you know, I thought about that because I've had wow. two cups of coffee. I have this big mug of tea, this big thing of tea that I made last night because when I had to go pick up Jeremy, it's like an hour away. And uh, I'm like, I'm going to need this caffeine, dude. I, I turned yeah. out I didn't need it. Um, liquor is its own caffeine. You only fell asleep at the wheel twice on the way back. I was impressed. <laughs> yeah. Bad. No, it's not for me. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, and then I might have a Red Bull. I, I kind of, I think the best thing for the show is for me to have a heart attack on the show or at least, or maybe Terrence now, especially. I don't it's know. It's probably going to happen, yeah. On the air. I think that's going to be amazing. So Do you? We'll, tr- we'll no, try to get you terrible. help as fast as possible. It's good radio. Come I, on, man. <laughs> I noticed that there were paddles next to the Red Bull. Is yes. that for if we there's an AED out there. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. They're actually called, they're, they're branded uh, Red Bull and they're called Wings. They're, they're, <laughs> so, oh, Red Bull eventually will give you wings when you. Yeah. <laughs> 
player. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so uh, on the secret show, it, it's not too late if you guys want to sign on as a, a five dollar or higher Patreon supporter, patreon.com slash years up. You can be a part of the live three hour secret show. Don't want to miss it. Uh, can, it's going to be good. I can guarantee it's going to be messy. Oh, for awesome. sure. Awesome. And you, you know what? And, and normally I don't care, or normally I care. Sloppy. The opposite. Like I, you know, I don't want us to get, and we're oh, not yeah. going to get super wrecked. And and I, I forgot to, to talk to everybody about that, but I'll just do it right now. Um, it still needs to be entertaining. Sure, of course. So we're not at a bar like chatting with people, but it's still going to be cool. We're going to do some Disney news, a bunch of Disney news. Wait, did I have Disney news? On, we didn't have Disney news on the first one. No, no. Oh shoot. Okay, well, I have a ton of Disney news today. in that case. Um, I'll be a little more uh, picky and choosy. Um, we're going to have... Terrence, what's death incidents at Disneyland? Resort? We're going to be talking about all the deaths and close calls and all those incidents have been reported at the Disneyland Resort. Okay. Dis- uh, Disneyland and DCA. So, yeah. Disneyland that sounds Resort. good. Um, and then... The secret show stuff, so... Right. Good. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Kyle and uh, his husband Greg are coming on. They're joining us for the secret show. And uh, Greg is a master storyteller. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Greg used to work at Disneyland uh, as a CM, of course. And he ran, like, the submarine ride and he ran a bunch of stuff. And he has a bunch of stories to tell. So, Kyle and Greg are going to sit here and just... We're we're just going to pepper them with questions about what it's like to to be I'm crazy at Disneyland. It's going to be amazing. That together. Yeah, it's I know. Be drink three at that point. It's, it's going to be amazing. Well, and, and <laughs> I'm just going to say as a teaser, there's a reason that they are going to be on the secret show. <laughs> For sure, you definitely don't want to miss it, and it's going to be live. Um, if you have any questions, you can pepper them in the chat on the YouTube channel, um, and we'll try to get to them. Um, but you know, we uh, we may not. So, are we good? Yeah. yeah. Are we good? Are we are we straight? Are we are we solid? I feel great. We're you, good. Did, you did all your things. Yeah. I did all my I did all my Johns. <clears throat> did we talk about our sponsor? Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't hear Getaway Today. Jeez, you guys are on me. Let me uh <laughs> thank you. Oh see I had it in the wrong there it is. Uh, this episode, of course, is sponsored by the good people at GetawayToday.com, Disneyland's top wholesale partner. They'll help you plan your Disneyland vacation with the best tips and secrets, all while making it affordable with their discounted tickets, reduced hotel rates, and layaway plan. Head online to GetawayToday.com slash ears up and start planning your magical vacation. Don't forget to mention Ears Up Podcast sent you and use the promo code ears up to save an extra 10 bucks off your SoCal vacation package. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, any feedback forever on the show. Taryn, we don't have any feedback, do we? No, I'm, I'm saving it for the next show. Okay, cool. Um, well, you can uh, hear it on the next show uh, if you email it to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Any show suggestions or guest suggestions, or if you're a guest, or if your name is John Dabney, please, John. email to Terrence at earsup-podcast. You can say hi, hi. to Bev and anything else to me. Jason, uh, support us. Be a Patreon. Whatever you you know all this stuff. You know all this stuff. <laughs> okay. Let okay. me let me move my files around here. Join us as we unravel the magic behind some of Disney's most beloved pieces of music. It's Spectro time. This magic Jeremy Swing with us. Finally, finally. Terrence like pointing at his notebook and I can't see it because he's at a... Should we just listen to the entire like eight minute song? Yes. Yes. Before? Okay. Twice. Welcome to the spectacle. The spectacle. 
sparkling sensation. It's actually Jeremy talking. It's so good. And the thrill of Disney fantasies. Thrill of Disney? I thought you never heard like through this part. Is that the the voice of Jiminy Cricket? Yeah, yeah. It sounds really. Cliff Edwards. Hmm. Well, actually, that isn't Cliff Edwards. Cliff Edwards originated. So you're a liar. I'm a liar. (laughs) (laughs) This is starting off really great. Perfect. Cliff Edwards was the original voice of Jiminy, but I don't think he was around to record the Spectro Magic intro. Um, He was an impersonator. I think it was an impersonator. Bummer. Yeah. All right, Jeremy. probably should know that. What are we talking about today, friend? Well... In honor of the fifth anniversary of Ears Up Podcast, I decided to take a look back at the music of Disney fifth anniversaries of Disney parks around the world. Oh, oh that's like cool. Because that. each one cool. has its own certain, you know, things. And I wanted to tell you about things. <laughs> things and stuff. There's things. So for our first fifth anniversary celebration, we are going to jet across the Pacific Ocean to land in the first park ever built by Disney outside of the United States, Tokyo Disneyland, which initially opened in 1983. So in April of 1988, the park celebrated its fifth anniversary with a new daytime parade known as Disney Classics on Parade, which ran until 1991. The parade led off with Mickey Mouse on a fifth anniversary float and featured several parade units dedicated to classic Disney movies such as Snow White, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, and the Jungle Butte. The Jungle Butte. <laughs> the Jungle Butte? <laughs> I love that. Here is music from Disneyland, Tokyo Disneyland's fifth anniversary classics on parade number one. Uh, hang on. I, apparently, for some reason, I have to download them all. So I, had to, I didn't know that until right now. Here we go. Spoiler alert. (laughs) It reminded me of like uh, the opening of like um, like Three's Company or something. (laughs) Like a sitcom, like an 80s sitcom. There were definite disco vibes. Yeah, for sure. It definitely gives off that roper feeling. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Predatory. (laughs) Wow. He was, hey, man. Mr. Roper was, was uh, he was on one. Oh, dear. Oh dear. <laughs> As part of the fifth anniversary of Tokyo Disneyland, Disney also announced plans for a brand new second Japanese park, Tokyo Disney Sea, which wouldn't end up opening its doors for another 13 years in 2001. So let's stick around in Japan for a minute and fast forward to 2006 when Tokyo Disney Sea began its fifth anniversary celebration, which would run from July 14th, 2006 to May 31st, 2007, and featured an original song called Sea of Dreams, sung by J pop singer Mizia, number two. Oh, I love, I love, I love her. <laughs> Good point. 
Bev, can you hit those notes? No. No? I don't believe Can it. you try? You're like so sharp? No. <laughs> sure can't. Not a- The no. audience won't care if it's just a little sharp. Right. I'm coming okay. off of being real sick. And when I'm 100% healthy, there's not a chance in hell that's going to happen. Uh, all right. Fair enough. So, uh, Jason, thank you for letting me borrow that song off your iPhone. You're welcome. Um, Can I make that my ringtone? <laughs> sure. Because I know you're a big Mizia fan. A huge. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but let's go with it. Yeah. You might recognize Mizia from some other work of hers, because she is popular apart from that one number. And in fact, she recorded the song Maware Maware and performed it at Nelson Mandela Square in Johannesburg before mm-hmm. the Japan versus Cameroon game in the 2010 FIFA World Cup. Mm-hmm. Here she is. Absolutely. She sounds different. (laughs) No, there she is. She was just blowing the whistle. the best Welcome song, Terrence. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so that song has nothing to do with Disney, but it, other than that it was sung by Mizia, but I loved it so much, I was like, we're playing it. Yeah. And it's now going to be on my running playlist. <laughs> Konnichiwa. Na, 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 na. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, are we still playing the song? I can't, I can't tell. There's no difference. Several new attractions debuted as part of the fifth anniversary of Tokyo Disney Sea, including daytime show The Legend of Mythica, Big Band Beat, as well as the opening of their very own Tower of Terror. Ooh. The Legend of Mythica was Disney Sea's daytime lagoon show and took place on the park's Mediterranean harbor using motorized watercraft of various sizes. The story for Legend of Mythica is that long ago, humans and mythological creatures lived side by side in harmony, and the mythical creatures danced to the beat of the humans' drums. However, Hmm. are you with me so far? Sounds legit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) However... There's always a but. Humans became increasingly violent, causing the beat of the drums to stop and forcing the mythical creatures naturally to retreat to the depths of the seas. The story explains that now the spiritual companions of the mythical creatures have come back to teach humans to relearn love and harmony. What? Wait, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, I what a twist. Can you repeat that? Get from the beginning, please. <laughs> <laughs> Track one. <laughs> right. uh, okay. All right. I mean, you know, it's a little far-fetched for a Disney show, but I'll play along. You know, it's, it's just really complex. It is. So... Those uh, spiritual companions are each represented by a Disney character. Mickey Mouse is the spirit of imagination. Minnie is the spirit of love. Donald Duck serves as the spirit of adventure. Pluto is the spirit of truth. Goofy is the spirit of laughter. And Chippendale are the spirit of friendship. The show was conceived by Disney VP of Parades and Spectaculars, title I'm still trying to get, Steve (laughs) Davison, who also gave us Disney California Adventures World of Color. Nice. I think you have to fight 
the current one, the current whoever has that title to the death, like a duel. Yeah, I think that's how you overthrow him and get his title. <laughs> Pistols at dawn, yeah. Davidson. Duel. We're out. We're doing this. Slap him with your leather gloves. Exactly. <laughs> The music is courtesy of Glenn Ballard and Alan Silvestri. Glenn Ballard is famous for having won the 2006 Grammy for the song Believe from the Polar Express and also for having co-written Alanis... 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 over-enunciation goes wrong. Alanis... And with no wine... Yeah, night is young. The 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 morning is the morning is young. That's true. Um, Alanis Morissette's album. (laughs) 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 To be fair, there's a lot of L's in one sentence. Yeah, it's fine. Jagged little pill. Great album. Pal. Great album. Jagged little pal. Pal. And Alan Silvestri is famous not only for his venerable soundtrack to the incomparable Back to the Future trilogy, but also his work on Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Disney's A Christmas Carol, The Avengers, Lilo and Stitch, and Forrest Gump. Here are some highlights from Tokyo Disney Seas, The Legend of Mythica, number three. That we need to feel, we need to trust. It's the beginning of my heart. We need to stop the dark. We need to love inside. We need to love inside. We Why didn't they ever get Prince to do a friggin' song for the parades or whatever? That would have been so dirty, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) What are Mickey and Minnie doing? (laughs) (laughs) Freak you. Right? (laughs) Go ahead, please, Jeremy. The Legend of Mythica gained further notoriety on the web because in 2011 it was... On the web. (laughs) (laughs) On the web. Gotta remember the year. (laughs) On the BBS. On the interwebs. (laughs) Bulletin board. Really made the round. Yes, go ahead, please. Um, sorry, because it w- in 2011, it was mid-performance when the devastating Tohoku earthquake and its subsequent tsunami struck Japan and the Fukushima Daiichi power plant causing devastating damage throughout the country and resulted in the two-month closure of Tokyo Disney Sea. Wow. Um, so, uh, if you actually, if you go YouTube um, Tokyo Whoa. Disney earthquake 2011, it's usually the first hit, and it's actually kind of crazy to watch because it's like the... The sound, the poles that hold up the speakers are waving back and forth. Everybody like gets down and takes cover. Really, the show stops. Wow. And it's just kind of cool. So look it up if that you're feeling morbid. Terrifying, actually. Well, actually, it, they say that it, like if you watch the whole thing, they were like they handled it so well. We always mm-hmm. felt safe. And the announcement says Tokyo Disney. We've just experienced an earthquake. Tokyo is built to withstand earthquakes so just stay away from the tokyo buildings. like in all the entirety of tokyo disneyland tokyo oh, okay yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh everyone okay. else is <laughs> yeah, yeah. screwed you yeah. should have been disneyland 
Big Band Beat was also introduced as part of the fifth anniversary and still runs to today. This is a Broadway-themed show taking place in the Broadway Music Theater in the American Waterfront section of the park. It features Mickey Mouse and his friends singing and dancing with a live big band and features such songs as Sing, 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 The Lady is a Tramp, In the Mood, and It Don't Mean a Thing. Number four. I love this already. You're a big trumpet fan? No, I'm a big mm-hmm. Broadway fan. Sing, 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 sing. Everybody start to sing. Which reminds me of Zingbot. Those octaves. It's jazz, but with a jazz twist. (laughs) (laughs) Papers in the papers in the back. That's the face I make. You pooping? And singing. Ah! <laughs> Jeez. It's hard to tell the difference. I usually do the same time. <laughs> <laughs> really, like jazz and blues are re- is huge in Japan. Really? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of, uh, of uh, wealthy uh, Japanese uh, music fans and, and musicians who, who are trying to like restore a lot of New Orleans jazz and New Orleans music history and stuff like that. It's it's crazy. Huh. I had no idea. Mazel. Yeah. All right, that wraps it up for Tokyo and now we are going to head across the globe to Disneyland Paris because Disneyland Paris celebrated its fifth anniversary in the year 1997 dubbed The Year to Be Here and featured a theme song of the same name by Jean-Marc Chastel and Jay Smith. Number five. <laughs> Every time I hear the French language, I just think that they're just making fun of Americans. I don't know why. Yeah, that's what the song is about. (laughs) And then the English is there to fool everybody, which also seems very French somehow. I don't know why. Terrence just did the Carlton to this. <laughs> really? It, it works. It, it, it well, works. It pretty much it always works. Mm-hmm. That song is so true, Beverly Hills, to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. 
where was I? The celebration, in many ways, took its cue from the concurrent release of The Hunchback of Notre Dame and even featured the castle dressed in jester attire in a nod to the Carnival of Fools from the movie. I'm sorry. So, what? Yeah. yeah. Probably a really good choice. Aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was, sounds pretty. It gorgeous. It's no birthday cake, but... Well, this is basically happened like I think a year after that. So they didn't learn their lesson. They were like, I know. (laughs) I can't decide which one is more offensive. You know what's great? Purple and gold all over the place. Meters of purple and gold. (laughs) (laughs) The fifth anniversary of Disneyland Paris featured several new additions to the park, including the Festival of Flowers, which took place between April 12th and June 15th of that year. The Music and the Magic was a live stage show celebrating Disney's classic movies that took place in Discoveryland at the Videopolis Theater. Number six. Smoke. Where's my cigarette in the holder? She lives on the hill. Hey. Uh, thank you for coming, everybody. I want to thank you for the Starlight Lounge. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, let me catch that beat. Oh, yeah. I was good with all of it until that point. Turn my headphones up. Oh, I can't hear myself. Oh, this is dope, dude. Um, Dad rap. Dad rap beat. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's finish this up. Step in time, step in time, step in time, step in time. Never need a reason, never need a rhyme. Step in time, step in time. Uh, yeah, I need that whole file, Jeremy. The hip hop version of whatever song that was, because uh, Got it. We, we needed we needed dad rap over that. I liked every song but that one. <laughs> dope. It's gonna, that was dope. You say you got no worries, but I got four for you. I need you to stop. <laughs> I need you to pick up your room and pick up your shoes. I need oh. you to mute yourself. <laughs> Let's go, Jeremy. I can program you like a VCR. Like I knew when I put that in there where that was gonna go. Okay. VCR. The guy who got his degree in IT. I know. How do you do a story on Instagram? What is this Insta thing? (laughs) Terrence, what button do I push to make a story? What? Just don't make a story. The only way to make a story is you actually turn your phone on and you put it in water. Yes, exactly. Sit there for an hour. And then you try to work it. It sounds weird, but it works. (laughs) Life hack. (laughs) <laughs> the park also received a new parade for the celebration. The Carnival of Fools Parade, thank you, took place every day. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Burn. Took place every day and featured 150 dancers, actors, and characters and was heavily inspired by The Hunchback of Notre Dame. The music was adapted from the track Topsy Turvy from The Hunchback soundtrack, number seven. Conan the Barbarian.
I've never realized how every song in the parade has this grand thing. It can't just be like bum ba bum bum. It's like top C, like it has to go huge and then oh, yeah. go back into another one. I where think it's it's huge. Again. Yeah, I've never realized that. Every single song. That's it. It's called entertainment, sweetie. Yeah. Look you, it up. Have you been to Disneyland before? Yeah. Yeah. I never paid attention to that. Like no, I, it always felt like it just kind of flowed together. Like, no, it's grand finales for every single song. True that. Okay, that's it for Paris. Now, on January 20, January 1st, 2011, Hong Kong Disneyland began its year-long fifth anniversary celebration entitled Celebration in the Air. During the day, guests could view the new Flights of Fantasy Parade, which still runs to this day at the park. The parade is described as a sky-high celebration that features towering floats supporting acrobats and aerialists. Number eight. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're proud to have you join our fifth anniversary celebration. And now, let your imagination soar as we present Flights of Fantasy. 女士们、先生们、小朋友们 Does this sound familiar to you guys? Totally. Yeah. Paint the night, right? Sensational. Sensational. Flights of Fantasy debuted six months before Disneyland launched Mickey's Soundsational Parade as part of its Soundsational Summer promotion and was derived from Hong Kong's Flights of Fantasy. In the evenings, guests could experience a special mini castle show called Tinkerbell Castle Illuminations as part of the celebration in addition to the nightly performance of the park's Disney in the Stars fireworks show. I have the audio for neither of those, so we're going to press <laughs> Wow. But I just wow. want... <laughs> wow. Fair enough. Those Hong kidding. Kong jerks won't release anything. Really? So, yeah. Those jerks. So, wow. Yeah. And oh, it well. just, none, of the, none of the audio I found was very good, so mm-hmm. here we go. Now we go back to 1976, oh. when Walt Disney World celebrated its fifth anniversary. Do you guys have any any idea like what might have also been going on in the year 1976? Um, Olympics? Yes, yeah. but not that. Oh. World's Fair. Is that every year? I don't know. There was a new president. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, a lot of stuff. I was <laughs> no, I was guessing. not born yet, and so nothing really right, matters. All right. No, no, I'm still guessing. Oh, uh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the United States of America celebrated its bicentennial anniversary ah. in 1976. So Walt Disney World. I feel like you're really offended that we didn't know that. <laughs> no, well, you know what? It's like it's so it's such an open-ended question that it's like like Olympics, president, all those. Yeah, things you are have true. to ask it so like, okay, like, what um, what year was it in the United States, and why was that important for the United States? Everyone. That's how you have to frame the question. But, you know... I understood nothing about that question. Not phrased like a third grader like that was. Um, How is it important, everyone? (laughs) 
And go. Uh, you have to write I'm your tired. answer. Write your answers with a crayon, please. Okay. My answer and then is A. And then eat the crayon. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm uh, out of paste. Next year, I'll I'll, uh, I'll try to figure that out. Please do. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> So the park's fifth anniversary wasn't really about the park, but it was instead about the 200th, 200th anniversary of the United States. The park received several additions to pay tribute to the passing of the second century of the country, including a new daytime parade, America on Parade. America on Parade was described as America's happiest bicentennial salute and a sparkling, larger-than-life procession of peoples of America. The parade featured a record 50 parade units and larger-than-life doll-like characters measuring nearly 8 feet in height developed specifically for the parade. The parade units represented historical, cultural, and scientific achievements throughout the history of the United States. The parade was viewed by an estimated 25 million visitors that year, as it appeared not only in the Magic Kingdom, but also a second version of the parade played at Disneyland that same year and ran both day and night because it was replacing the Main Street Electrical Parade while it was on a hiatus being reimagined for its 1977 launch. Hmm. Relaunch. Take a listen to America on Parade, number nine. though, Bev. She said it reminds her of uh, Nintendo. Oh, yeah. It's like the Contra yes. version of our... <laughs> of our <laughs> well, parades are side-scrolling, I guess, so, you know, yeah. it's all right. <laughs> What's the background staying the same? Yeah. What's going on? I just love any song that starts with da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> That's how you know it's a win. That, oh my yeah. god, that should be everyone's alarm clock sound. Could you imagine waking up like that every day? <laughs> I mean, that's how the Muppet Show started. That is it. That's true. It's brilliant, actually. Thank you. You guys want to Terrence thinks? There it is. How do I look up? <laughs> what would I type in Google to find that? Da 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 da. I'm sure it's a music. You need to speak with someone who has like a musical background or like some musical education or. Unfortunately, talent? we don't know any. Yeah, I know. Strange. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> if it's not on the sheet, I don't say it. Okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's like a thing. Like it has a a name. Yeah. 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 But seriously, how do you Google that? We've we've I, hit a, we've hit a blockage with modern day um, knowledge. Googling. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Finally, we found something that we can't Google. It's yeah. true. That's a bar bet. 
You know, the, the, our cell phones have killed off the bar bet. I'm actually going to see if we can Google it. That's actually a moneymaker. If we could create a program where you could actually hum something in there. I think you can. You can with SoundHound. Yeah. No, but I know, but, that, but that's for like an actual licensed song. This is that part that da 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 It's probably not licensed by anyone. I'm telling right? you, it's, it has a thing I, like, the also, walking, like the walking bass landing. Do, 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 do. You know what you need to look up? That's a thing, right? Look up Tiny Toon Adventures, because that's how that started. da 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 They're tiny, they're too No, I understand, <laughs> but, but how are you? But, but it still doesn't answer the question <laughs> of what, of what that's that. called. Just cut out the audio. I'm saying put that part out. Sorry. Go ahead, Jeremy, please continue. <laughs> okay. All right. In 1960, Disneyland celebrated its fifth anniversary. On May 28, 1960, Disneyland debuted the Mine Train Through Nature's Wonderland attraction in Frontierland, which was actually an expansion of the original train ride known as the Rainbow Caverns Mine Train and was inspired by the true-life adventure movies of the 1950s. It actually had one of the largest footprints of any attraction in the park. The train traveled through several vignettes, including Bear Country, Beaver Valley, Big Thunder Waterfall, The Living Desert, and of course, the Rainbow Caverns filled with its ethereal music and featured many early forms of audio animatronic animals that would pave the way for future animatronic animatronics, including the birds of the Tiki Room and eventually Mr. Lincoln for the World's Fair exhibit, which debuted in 1964. Take a listen to the Mine Train Through Nature's Wonderland, number 10. Howdy, folks. Hi. Welcome to the little mining town of Rainbow Ridge, the gateway to nature's wonderland. As we head for the wilderness, a couple of suggestions. Please stay seated at all times and keep your hands and arms inside the train. Now we're going deep into the earth to view the dazzling rainbow caverns. You see giant stalagmites, stalactites, and colorful falls on every side. Say, if you look real careful, you'll see Geyser Grotto and even the Witch's Cauldron. Even that? <laughs> Even that, that's true. Even a witch's cauldron. A theremin going on there? I love it. A what? A theremin. What's a theremin? That little... That little... Oh. Never heard of it. Remix. (laughs) (laughs) The thing just keeps playing, so I got to stop. I got to, like, remember to turn it down. A little known secret of the mine train was that if you boarded the train around 8.50 p.m., the train would stop on a hillside above the living desert, offering one of the best vantages of the fireworks in the park. They don't do that stuff anymore. (laughs) They don't do any of the fun stuff anymore. No. It's just (laughs) such a dirge going (laughs) (laughs) On October 1st, 1960, Dixieland at Disneyland debuted. This popular park-wide event would feature top jazz talent of the day performing throughout the park. In the first year of the event, six different jazz bands floated on six separate rafts on the rivers of America in a swinging water procession that was accompanied by pyrotechnics in the skies. For the finale of this opening processional, all six bands assembled aboard the Mark Twain Riverboat to all play when the Saints go marching in together. From there, the separate bands disembarked the Mark Twain to six separate locations throughout the park to play more for the park's guests. At midnight, the bands would reassemble for a final march together from the hub down Main Street, USA, toward Town Square, where they'd play a final... Excuse me. They'd play a finale all together. Through the... <laughs> 
Through the years that followed, Dixieland at Disneyland would attract such talent as Louis Armstrong, the Dukes of Dixieland, Turk Murphy's Jazz Band, one of my favorites, as well as traditional Disneyland favorites, the Firehouse 5 Plus 2, and the Disneyland Straw Hatters, among several other top jazz talent of the day. Take a listen to some of the musical acts from Dixieland at Disneyland, number 11. It's probably bad that every time I hear Louis Armstrong, I think of Louis Anderson. Someday, I'll make my way up to fries. necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strivings. I mean... Enough of that. So that was Louis Armstrong, uh, The Saints March by the Dukes of Dixieland, and Mississippi Mud by the Disneyland Straw Hatters. <laughs> and that is the music of Disney Park's fifth anniversaries throughout the years. Wow. Good thank job, you. Jeremy. Well, thank you very much. You printed it out. Not only does he have his own like letterhead on his papers, which, awesome, yeah, by the way. which I love, but it's like in 25 font <laughs> with reading glasses. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cover yeah. one eye oh and read God. this. <laughs> it's true. I reference VCRs. I have huge glasses. These b- when my when I, I had a great grandmother and she would order Reader's Digest, but yeah. it was like this big, the large it was like print. four large letters print. on a page. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. who I am. Have yeah. you changed That's the font on your it. phone yet? Because it'll no. change your life. I know, but I see people with it like that and I'm jealous, but I don't know how to do it. I otherwise probably would have what's done your, it. What's your degree in, again? IT? Information okay. technology. <laughs> yeah. Right. Not IT. Information <laughs> technology. And you have an iPhone, so literally everything is done from settings. <laughs> I got you, boo. So, uh, all right. Well, thanks very much, guys. Well, we have people in the chat room. Victoria... Yeah. Uh, Someone called Victoria says, uh, "Hi everyone, picked up a box of wine and I'm ready to spend the day <laughs> with you." Oh, All right, we don't have one here yet. I know we it's, don't. We kind of failed. In, in well, is it it's on its way? Early. It's too early in the day. No, it's not. It's no, eight it, o'clock in your in your neck of the woods, isn't it? Fair. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to keep it under control, but uh, well, so I, uh, yes. I'd like about- to be awake for the last. Three hours of the show, so I'm gonna hold that. It'd be so much better if you were. I mean, I love you, and it'd be great if you were awake. But it'd be so great if you were asleep. Jeremy's got he gone. That was he like that was like last night at Trader Vic's. Want another drink? Yeah, I, I want another drink um, because without it, it's going to be boring. And Jason and I are looking at each other like, "What the, <laughs> bro? For real?" <laughs> I didn't mean I didn't mean that to sound like yeah. that, but I, it really did. Uh-huh. Yeah, you guys were going so slow. I was like, I need another one. Dude, that was exhausting. <laughs> I, I had to drive an hour away. That's true. Minutes. I couldn't just sit there and, and uh, hand stitch leather luxury on the way back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you, uh, you were driving me, so I appreciate that. You're welcome, Jeremy. Okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> No problem. And you leave like super early tomorrow too, like a dummy. Eight thirty. I just 
I'm so mad at you about that. Honestly, your, wait, your flight is at eight thirty. Yes. What? I Terrible. Uh, yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah, because it's like you're not a seasoned traveler. But that still gets me back to New York at like five. Oh, that's it true. It just eats up the whole day, and I'm like, it's just, it's just. You're gonna so have to leave here at like. Three. Actually, I think I got to go now. <laughs> Basically. So, you walk into the airport? Jeez. Yeah, so next time I'll make it longer. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> well, we've been on the show for, what, almost an hour now? Wow. I can tell you exactly. Uh, 55 minutes and 10 seconds. 11 seconds. Wow. 12, 12. Keep going. The whole <laughs> yeah, exactly. time. 13, Is it bad that I already have to go to the restroom? I do, no. too. Ooh. You want to take a restroom break? Sure. Well, right. we can't all go together. <laughs> Why not? Sure, we can try. <laughs> the toilet's big enough. It'll be fine. There's a sink. There's a yeah. bathtub. There's a it's a trough. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can you imagine? Aren't there, aren't there men's restrooms that yep. just have yes. like yeah. Yeah. The nicer ones. Open Coliseum. It is. It's a big metal tub. That's True. disgusting. Yeah, if you've Ew. ever never heard your own urine hitting stainless steel, you've never lived. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Hey, dude. <laughs> All right. Look yeah. straight at the wall. Um, okay. Well, let's go uh, move forward with the plan, Terrence. What do you think? Let's go. Come on. Let's push it. All right. We go have right. Corey in the studio. Terrence, uh, I don't know. How are we going to do this? Figure it who's going to Who's going to leave to give Corey a microphone? I can. Yeah, or I can. It doesn't matter. Well, I want you two to fight over it right now. Arm wrestle over it, actually. I, I should go. Arm wrestle no, over I'll, I'll it. Go. No, I want you oh, to arm wrestle. You have to do the camera. That's yeah. right. No, I'll go. Okay. You have to I'll use the restroom anyway. I have to go body out. Okay. <laughs> she has to go potty. Potty. <laughs> I forgot I wasn't talking to Abby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, uh, you know. Oh, you even brought headphones. I did. Wow. He doesn't want to use your stinky headphones, man. Swag. <laughs> oh. Oh, that'll wow. Oh, there you go. That a boy? Corey, what's up, dude? Nice to meet you, How's man. How's it going? Nice to meet you, too. Good, good, good. Nice to meet you. I got Terrence on my show before you guys got me on yours. I know. How does that... Uh, How's that work? How was Terrence? Was he a perfect gentleman? You can be he honest. Was, he was a fantabulous guest. Okay. He did a great job. All right. That's good. That's good. I'm still waiting for my my uh, my cut of your appearance fee, Terrence. But <laughs> I forgot to ask for the appearance fee. Can it's I just say... It's that you think that I have... get an appearance fee. <laughs> <laughs> <I> know, right? <laughs> we have Red Bull if you need it. That's pretty much where we're at. No, I'm good. Red Bull level. Uh, we are exactly on time, and I am shocked. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. perfect, yeah. Well, let's ruin that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just mess it up. It's over. Yeah. It's so nice to meet you guys. I, I was telling I was telling uh, some of my guys at my podcast, that, uh, which is the No Midnight Podcast, by the way. I guess I should plug that Hell yeah, at dude. some point. But uh, that, like... I started listening to you guys pretty early on, like right when I had the just the genesis of the idea of doing a podcast. And yeah. I, I listened to a couple and there. I mean, I'm on the show where I can be honest. There are a few mm-hmm. out there that are really terrible. Oh, yeah, they and, are uh, terrible. And by a few, I mean most. 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 Um, <laughs> so I, I was a little frustrated because I'm anybody who's listened to my show knows I'm I'm a complete nut for quality. Like mm-hmm. I, that's if it's not good, I won't air it. And like I'm, I'm just psycho about it. So like fi- trying to find a podcast that I that didn't make my ears want to bleed was really difficult. And then I found you guys, and the vibe was cool. You guys all have very differing perspectives, and I was like, this, this. This. Oh, nice! Yeah, and so I started listening to it. See, this then, is what uh, you need to do, Jeremy. Is this is heap praises like this? So <laughs> yes. take notes. Oh no, I have the story's not over yet. Oh, so, okay. um, so then <laughs> I'm like, so then I, I hear I, on one episode you guys mentioned that you this is when you were living in Concord. You mentioned that you that you're in Concord, and I'm like, mm-hmm. 
hey, that's close. Yeah. yeah. Like, we could, we could do, we could work together. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, you know, when you first get into podcasting, it's all, everything's all rosy. So, yeah. uh, so I send, I, I send Jason an email. Oh, I know where it's going. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <going>. gotcha. um, <laughs> we teased it on my show, so I have to pay it off here. Yeah. Um, so I send, uh, I send Jason teeth. an email. Because <laughs> at the end, you're like, oh, and send everything. Oh, Jason, you send all the emails. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. There, you can reach them. Awesome. So I email Jason. <laughs> I think what is it seven or eight months go by and yep. i'm not gonna lie by then i was like you know i'm not even gonna listen to their show anymore <laughs> you can't even email me back forget you know those what? dudes forget those guys yeah. you know, enjoy concord you know no but like no it's so, welcome to the what we like, deal with too you think he writes back yeah, to us no, spo- yeah. no spoilers yeah. so about it had to have been eight or so months i mean i could i could be exaggerating it a little bit but it was a long time you can find and, out I, right now you can't find out so while he looks that up so i get an email back that was like oh my god i'm so sorry i missed this email <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, we all listen to your show. And I'm like, uh, uh, what? <laughs> I'm like, resubscribe. <laughs> and then, and then Terrence, uh, Terrence is, is definitely the guy on this show that, that I, I identify with the most. I, our, our, our geekdom is kind of aligned. Yes. So, it, so Terrence and I got in touch almost immediately and started, uh, and started talking. And then here we are. So Good. did you find but the day? I do that. I did. And it's, um, <laughs> It's, is it worse than eight months? Like oh yeah, years. it's it's uh, <laughs> like three hundred and eighty-two days. Oh, are like, you kidding me? Five three seventeen is when he emailed in, and then somehow I didn't see it. Like legitimately didn't know about it. And I wrote we, back. We on, launched in February of seventeen, so it was right after we launched. I I wrote back in on May May twenty third. <laughs> Bro, yeah. <laughs> a, he has okay. his inbox sorted by months. So I'm I'm like, back to last June's emails. To, this craft June, yeah. to be email. fair, though, yeah. I think somewhere in there, our whole email thing broke down, didn't it? I, For like four months. Yes. Sure. Yeah, that's what happened. It's exactly she what happened. She just held you out. Yeah, she's trying. I tried. For sure. Uh, Why didn't you call me to fix that? I have a degree. <laughs> in information technology. Um, I don't know, because the third hamster you send over to run the power of my computer, you know. Well, uh, well I'm glad we connected. Yes, and, uh, too, yeah. yeah, and you know what? I, I, I have listened to your show, and the quality is great. Sweet. <laughs> it's, I mean, it sounds amazing. It, it, it's really, I mean, my your, your studio here is gorgeous, by the way. Oh, First of thanks. all, I, 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 you're, you're a nerd after my own heart. I love it. But <laughs> like, yeah, I have soundproofing everywhere. And Dude, I, I, you know my, I've, taught, I've had to teach my guys mic technique because none of them have ever used a microphone right. before. You yeah. know, and so there's, a, there's, there's been a huge learning curve to, to try to get them to be as professional as I want the product to be and that my guys have grown so much as I'm sure you've experienced, you know, doing, doing this show. I mean, you guys grow, tough, you guys, man. you guys yeah. adapt and you, you get better and better and better every show. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I remember like putting the, the first studio together, doing the sound baffling, you know, you look up how to soundproof studio, how to, and there's, it's all 12, for recordings and answers. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's all for like, well, your drum kit and your guitar and whatever. It, it's, it's not for like radio. Right. Yeah. It's not for the human voice. Correct. Um, and I didn't want to have just panels all over the place, uh, just a whole wall because that's really expensive um <laughs> same yeah and so it's, it's literally trial and error which i hate i can't stand trial and error i can't I wanna, listen to our first year of shows i can't i can't listen to it i don't do it either i don't i don't go back i mean i listen to every show now but just because i write like the little synopsis and then just to i don't know make sure that we all sound decent or whatever mm-hmm. uh mainly to give notes oh uh, that, that's <laughs> yeah, what you do. basically you have a Terrence, note session afterwards <laughs> let me uh just remind you to please you know not be so much better than me <laughs> Terrence, right. i'm still um, working on that so 
though. It's hard. It is. It's very hard. Um, yeah, it's it, you do have to, to grow, and it is weird. So I was sitting here listening last night, uh, uh, listening to some music, and uh, just Prince, kind of reflecting. There yes, you go. man. Um, reflecting on the show. Mm-hmm. And how we've changed and and how that happens. Because you don't know. Like, in the moment when you're doing it, you don't know. You're just like, oh, well, maybe you can do this better. Or maybe this could be better. I don't know. But some of that is also just listening back on your own. Mm-hmm. and have it. So I encourage everybody to listen back to your previous shows. Yeah, the, cr- the cringe is like? useful. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it yeah. really is when you're like, that was terrible. Well, we'll do it again. So you do like a ton of shows. You do like 12 shows an hour, I think is what you do, right? Or what yeah, do you... If, only. Um, if I had more time, if I didn't have a day job, you know? Right. Um, podcaster's dream. No, we do We do three different, distinctly different shows a week. Um, so we do a Monday show that's it's brief, usually under 15 minutes. It's kind of whatever's hot in the parks community right now. How do you right do now. that? <laughs> <laughs> like our show. Very carefully. Um, yeah. So we do that and and then uh, Wednesday is kind of Wednesday is my pride and joy. It's our show unpacked. Um, it's uh, think uh, this American life meets parks podcasting, like and pl- with some humor mixed in. Like we uh, we take really deep dives into radio stories and, and dive into the background of parks attractions and, and people and movies and whatever we want. That's it's our cool. show. It's a great yeah. thing. So that's big. We're we're ten episodes into that. That's kind of a culmination of if you listen back to we did Walt and No Midnight Cereal and the Disney Decade and things Disney wishes you would forget. If you if you listen to those three shows, you guys would dig things Disney wishes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those three shows, we Adam and I. Adam's my my best friend and creative partner. He and I kind of honed our style and found our voice and our storytelling yeah. and so we were like we need a name for this like we can't just keep doing like miniseries we need to like miniseries can be under this umbrella you know branding so right. so we came up with unpacked because we realized that that's something that we somehow managed to say on almost everything we ever recorded <laughs> we'll unpack that idea hey let's unpack that you know so so the, the the word had been there all along and so we did that and then friday is our was our original show our original show used to air on wednesdays and it was uh just the no midnight podcast and then it was happy hour live and we did it on facebook live mm-hmm. and that is now evolved into the friday fan forum and okay. that airs on fridays and it's uh it's a long form discussion fun uh guests and it's it's very interactive lots of uh we, i'm trying to get um, our listeners to send us some more stuff voicemails uh voice memos and stuff to be a part of the show so we want it to be kind of the we air panels we when we host panels we air that on there so any, okay. anything that's damn dude goes in on friday wow it keeps me really busy i don't sleep a lot yeah dude that's a lot of work and i don't have the i mean i was gonna say don't get any ideas please no 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 there's there's no way we're too spread out i couldn't do it if, if yeah. i wanted to yeah um oh i can't either it's tough man i can't do it but i do it well like I, I i don't want to edit i don't all of our shows are completely edited They're yeah all i don't want to do that and and uh, that's my favorite part the recording part's fun but my favorite part's when i get to like zone out and get in my studio and, really see i hate yeah, that i love it i hate it so much i i i don't I wanted to do the show like just like a radio show where everything's left in. If we say it, it's on the thing and like whatever. Ours started that way, but then I hated it. <laughs> this is terrible. Like if it's it, better if for it, me. Well, but if it was me, if it was like me, who's a radio person, I'm 18 years into doing radio. So if it was me and three other radio guys, yeah. then I think I would have been comfortable with that. But mm-hmm. I think if because it's me and just three three dudes that happen regular to, dudes. to be yeah regular yeah. dudes that yeah. I think have great personalities and, and knowledge then you know then I'm like I'm a little too angry for that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to edit that so how do you do that because I, I listen to a lot of po- well, not a lot of podcasts but a few podcasts and they're all produced like mm-hmm. that like uh, Criminal is one that I yeah. listen to a lot very produced very you know interview mm-hmm. oriented how do you even put that together 
It's, how do you put it together? How well, do you how do you edit out stuff and go? Well, I'm going to keep this and not keep this. Or that's the hard part. I mean, with the talk show, it's just a, a matter of just making sure that the that the show is you know clean. Like just just yeah. cleaning it up and making sure that you know nobody sounds stupid or if you know the the thing that the guys love about editing is if they get they stumble over their words, they can go they they know they can stop and start their sentence again, and then I'm going to cut that for them. Wow. And it, it, it doesn't take me long. I mean, if we okay. record a show and it takes, an, like for the Friday show, it, yeah, I know, I'm trying to sell them. Yeah, um, like, no, but like... <laughs> you don't get any ideas. He's going to start sending me the files. Right. Hey, will you cut this for me? You need to um, stop. <laughs> no, but it, uh, it, it takes, I mean, it's, it's an evening. Like if we record for an hour at seven o'clock, I mean, I'm going to be working on that thing until probably 11. Yeah. But it'll be way better than it would be if I pushed it out at 7.15. I got a lot of video <laughs> games to play, dude. I don't have that time. I'm saying you guys don't get ideas. Oh, do, no. do you stumble over where like, I'm not cutting your Alanis Milhead out. I'm not doing no, that. No, you never do. No. But, we, <laughs> but also, you? having video yeah. video games doesn't mean no time. That, that's filling time. <sighs> it's true. Sorry. Jeremy? Sorry. You don't have time, Jason. I don't have time. <laughs> you don't have time. The Wednesday show is the challenging one because we we don't... We know a lot of... When you reach out to podcast guests, they think they're going to be on a radio talk show style show mm-hmm. and so the first step when we book a guest is to explain to them um so you're like we're not going to interact with you <laughs> like we want your story and i'll be off mic coaching you through it and then you know we'll edit it together and people don't get it and then when they hear the show they're like ah okay, okay. so that one's interesting because that one involves a lot more legwork adam spends about a week um, not total, but you know, in between his life and his marriage, right. writing the show, and then I go through and take what is essentially a, a article that he's written and slice that into a script mm-hmm. that I can work with and start look researching clips and guests and maybe record with the guests and find the right audio. On our uh, last episode, we had to get permission from an NPR podcast to use a clip from a um, Rick Moranis interview. Okay, which thank God for Twitter, um, <laughs> right? But, you know. Uh, a lot of that is the research is is the hard part, getting everything yeah. ready. But once we sit down, we kind of just flow through it, and and then again, I spend a full night and possibly a little bit of the next morning putting the finishing touches on it. <laughs> yeah. But it's so rewarding. See, the first what four episodes maybe of the show, we uh, would do some form of editing, <laughs> and then we'd quickly stop to that. Yeah, and it but does, you guys don't need it. Well, I would. It's, I, it's your it's your your vibe. I would edit out like the ums and the big pauses, which right. are mainly right. me. I mean, no matter. I, I've been doing it for like thirteen years, and and, right. and still I go. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> same, same. I, I Mine know. is so. I Tired. cannot start damn sentence without saying so. <laughs> I do that, too. especially on an edited show. So we'll stop, and I'll go. Okay, so how did I finish that? Okay, so but uh, nope. And Adam will do it too. He'll go. So sorry. <laughs> and then we'll start this because we both just do it. Like it, it, it drives us both up the wall. If it was a drinking game, right? Oh, it should be man. Secret show. <laughs> Every time Jason says um, oh boy, um, is Am it I, that bad? No, it's, it's not. not that bad. No. I don't even notice it. No, now, um, but now it's all I'm going to yeah. hear. <laughs> right now, I'm now I'm hyper focused on um. Some fans going to send you an email. You had 437 ums in this week's show. <laughs> we have people that would do that as yeah. well. Love Dan Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say exactly. that most of them are sitting in this room right now. I was going to say podcast fans are the greatest. They really are. They really are. Uh, so I mean, do you, especially Patreon podcast fans. Yeah, we love oh them. My God, we're paying. You guys so are we doing really some do. stuff on yours. You guys are doing it like we do. Yeah, we expanding. do. 
pretty good. We do pretty good. I I, I heavily am uh, thankful for our Patreon supporters Same. because yeah. mm-hmm. I mean honestly, it's it is a labor of love, and we do really enjoy doing it. But you know, but it's after a while, it's expensive, <laughs> man. After a while, you know, I want to be able to pay my people for their time. I want yeah. to be able to not necessarily make it a business because I know it's never getting... There's so many Disney podcasts out there. It's never going to be... Well, we're getting like Our, 5 million downloads. Or right. It's right. not going to happen. But um, Our goal is to expand and, get, and go full-time. That's that's my goal. That's my, it, my two-year plan. I plan to be in, in, in SoCal two years from now doing oh, this. Oh, really? That's Along amazing. with a couple other connected entities in order to monetize it right because this doesn't make money but no the things outside of it do yeah Uh, yeah so you're gonna move down i want to man i'm committed i've been doing radio for 18 years and i love it and i I, i've had so much fun with it but i want to like i'm i want to go out on top and move on to something else and i'm i'm in a i'm i'm feeling very creatively stimulated by the podcast and okay good that is amazing yeah yeah. I, I want to do it. I'm committed to it. A Disney podcast carry that on, or something else? We we will probably expand into. We eventually we'll probably scale back to to one show on the No Midnight Podcast channel, and then yeah. Adam and I will probably expand and do other podcasts together. Like uh, you know, wait, you and I thought you said that's why you brought me on the show before. I thought that was my tryout. Oh, is that your tryout? <laughs> Oh, well, then we'll, never mind. We'll, we'll I talk about that. Terry's trying to move from his Turn kids. my mic off. Don't yeah. read that email that I sent you there, Jason. Okay, I didn't read anything that I said in there. I think right, you're Terrence, a you are person. always welcome, man. It you was a always joke. have a chair on the Friday Fan Forum. Dude. I was I just kidding. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. It's, I, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a passion. And I can yeah, tell definitely. you guys are passionate about it, too. I'm, 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 I love doing radio. I love it so much. I I, I just am really bad at the, the details. Like, Ed, I wouldn't sit and edit. That's not my personality. Yeah. I mean, sub- substances help. I'm glad you. Yeah, right. I'm glad you're doing it, California. Because awesome. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Everybody do in it, the man. room was like, "Yep." yep. <laughs> there, there we go. There we go. I really appreciate you guys having me. Though we're, we're neighbors. Yeah, so, man. I'm so. glad you. I'm glad you came down. And uh, yeah, I was talking before uh, earlier in the show about you coming in and I was like uh, yeah you know I need to uh, we, you, you reach out like yeah we should hang out we should you know meet up and do it I'm like I, I have a kid man and life, yeah. never <laughs> gonna happen you're like you stop by the house <laughs> yeah come, and, and, then, and then we were doing the show I was like well hey dude let's have Corey on because Perfect, I, yeah. I, I feel kind of bad well and, I'm not gonna lie I heard the episode when you announced this show yeah and that you were gonna have some friends on the show <laughs> and I, I was I was already in contact with you guys at that point and I was like Man, I hope I get invited. <laughs> and then, like the next day, I get a t- I get a text from Terrence inviting yep. me, and I was like, Sweet. "Absolutely, nice, yeah." Well, cool, man. I'm glad you came on. Thank you. I'm glad you made it out here. You're 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 pretty close. You're yeah. fair enough. It's not that big of a trip. Five minutes. Not That's bad. not too bad. And it's through the Delta. It's a gorgeous drive. Yeah. isn't it really oh, though? Yeah, I like favorite. living out here. It's good. It's a good time. Yeah. Well, are you gonna hang out a little bit longer? Yeah, I got I got cool. nowhere to be until this afternoon, so I'll, okay. I'll stay for as long as you need me. Cool. We're gonna have Nick on in a second here. Um, I need to take a break and use the restroom. The next I'm gonna pause the timer. Okay. Well, no. Just, well, unless you guys want to chit chat, I, mean, I don't know. Oh, well, that always goes really well. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'll leave the mic open. I'm gonna use the restroom. Hi, and Taryn. Then come back. Uh, Corey's got you. <laughs> I went. I went from guest to to impromptu host. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Exactly. I'll take it. Um, how's the chat going? Is there anything exciting in there? By it's the, always exciting. By the way, that girl Vicky that was making funny comments earlier is my my friend and dog sitter. She's sitting oh, in really? my apartment right now, oh, cool. watching my dog, so I could be awesome. over here. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, no, things are good. This is like a kind of a weird day because we have um, <laughs> eight hours of podcasting to do. Yeah, yeah it's with, a lot. with young child, it's like 
I mean, she's sleeping right now, so everything's good. But. I saw you get up and leave the room earlier, and I was yeah, like, oh, no, baby. There's going to be a lot of that, just because, like, we've never left her with anybody, and so we there are people here who can take care of her, but mm. I'm like, I'm like not ready. You're still in mom mode. <laughs> no, no. Like, it's really weird. Um, yeah. You should be unapologetically in mom mode. At this yeah, point. I totally am. Especially because, honestly... I work Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. I leave here at 8.30. I get home about 6. and Short commute. That's good. It is. It's not bad. <laughs> uh, um, and I don't see her very much during the week. I see her for about an hour in the morning. And then if I'm lucky, about an hour... It's making me really sad. I know. It's, it's kind of awful. So weekends are like my time with her. Yeah. And then so then this whole day is kind of taken up and I'm like, so I'm trying to still get in as much time as I can. But yeah, it's hard. It's weird. Jason gets all the time with her. They're going to be like real little buddies. It's yeah. I'm, I think I'm outnumbered. You are. That's, it's not good. <laughs> no. You, you have to assert your dominance. I know. Soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So do you, do you I think keep checking to make sure he's not in the room and I'm saying, he's not going to listen back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder care. if he will, because he always listens back, but he's not going to sit hours? and listen to five hours. There's no way. It's not happening. Maybe he'll just put it on while he's doing stuff. I don't know. Drive so over and Drive over. down to Disneyland. You guys can listen to it. That's when I'm going to listen to it. Oh. When I go down to Disneyland in oh, yeah, November. That's, that's true. Did I hear that you guys are going in November? We are. We're, yeah. Have you, uh, have you, are you not saying your dates on the show, or are you saying your dates Oh, no, on the show? yeah. It okay, because I didn't want to ask if you weren't. When are you going in November? I am going uh, November 22nd, which is Thanksgiving, ah. which is also my birthday. Ah. And birthday. Albie, who's on my podcast, his birthday is that Saturday. So we're going to drive down Thursday, do Thursday night, Friday, Saturday in the parks, and come back Sunday. So okay. It's going to be cool. We're going earlier. We're going for Jason's birthday. So we are going to be there. Uh, Five through eight. And we're actually only going to be there six through nine, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you guys are way earlier. You're you're drinking a Red Bull. I don't think I've ever seen this happen. I love that you you guys stopped up. you cookies? Yeah, so I just so uh, on the way back from the restroom. Um, hope you guys don't mind. <laughs> He's talking about his store. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, we got a package from my aunt Mary. Oh, and she because uh, ma- nice. so my aunt is super Greek, like from Greece, and uh, every year, as old Greek ladies are wanting to do, they make a bunch of pastries and stuff for the Greek festival at the church. And she knows I love Greek festival cookies, so she made uh, she sent me two. Uh, Two things, if you guys want. They're, Do not pass those you. carbs over here. You might, <laughs> you might not like them, but... Uh, Do it. And she's got her own packaging? Well, they're for the, you know, they sell them for the festival, so I think there's a festival coming oh. up soon. Wow. My hands are cleanish. Thank you. Mm. I like them a lot. This really goes along with your rule of no food in the vestibule. I know, because we have ants. <laughs> it makes bad radio. And I yeah, don't, don't eat while we're doing the show and no food in the studio. I love that it's not because it's not for, like, it doesn't sound good, but it's because you might get ants. <laughs> oh, my nice. God. We've had a terrible ant issue. In our old house, we literally never had ants. I we never saw a single ant in that house, and I lived there for five years. And in this house, we've had... At, ants we, everywhere. Oh, my. Yeah. They're horrible. And they show up within seconds. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some ants before the end of this stupid show. <laughs> it's up on the desk. Where'd Terrence go? He left. I don't know. I thought a segment was ending. I was like, I'm like halfway on, like got one cheek out of my chair in case I need to give it up. But he needs Terrence. We also need a a mic for Nick. 
Sorry. I'm now I'm now I'm chewing and talking. Oh, I can dessert. I just I can I can get off my mic. Okay. I can do that. Can I just plug my stuff really quick? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, check out yes, No please. Midnight Podcast. Just search for No Midnight wherever you get your podcasts. And nomidnightpodcast.com. I was thinking I could scooch closer to you. Huh? And we could just add another Oh, yeah. And then we can share. We don't have to all be off mic. Do you yeah, guys yeah, do absolutely. like the live, like like how they do the chat? Is it live or do you just we, release it separately? We don't do. We, we'll we'll do right before we do a taping. We'll do about fifteen minutes on okay. our on our Facebook group because those are those are the real the real chill peeps. Um, so we do it on our Facebook group, like fifteen twenty minutes before we go on. Sometimes what gets recorded during that ends up being hysterical enough to be a bonus episode, and so that'll go to Patreon. Okay, but um, no, we, we we got away from doing the live. We found it was too distracting for me and for everybody to worry about that while. You know, there was nothing like tossing to somebody for something, and then they were zoned out, staring at the chat room, and had no <laughs> yeah. idea what I had just said to them. So, yeah, we, that happens a lot here. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I made a rule: no computers today. No computers today. Oh yeah, yeah, I did notice. I, I actually I brought my computer because I saw that everybody had computers, and I was like, well, I feel like <laughs> there might feel like there. No, I felt like there might be a moment when I would need a computer, <laughs> and then you guys started when I was on the road, so I didn't see that nobody had them today. But yeah, yeah they can be, they can be very distracting. So that's that the main reason we stopped doing the the live because it just I felt like the quality of the well, and we found that people were watching the show and not listening to the podcast and it was like that's cute but that's not helping my download numbers which are you know like i need those download numbers so exactly i just factored those in to be honest yeah i mean because it's not for us it's not that i'm trying to end your segment podcast nerdy talk i get out of here no i'm trying to get you out of here but terrence keeps leaving with our next guest so i like tuning your guitar and i told him to tune it on the air because it makes for better radio (laughs) god so does yelling well, yelled away. At from least the he yelled away though. from the microphone. See, All right, I love those cookies, but I need some water. Like, There's Red Bulls oh, right there, dude. I I was like prepared, and I went to the kitchen and got water before I came in here, so Smart. that my mouth would not go dry. And then I left Hell it yeah. sitting on the floor oh, over there. Oh, man. So, can I try your Red Bull? Yeah, Red Bull's disgusting. It reminds me of one? being 22. I can't. Yeah, I, Red Bull. yeah. I only remember. Vo- I don't know what it tastes like without vodka. <laughs> <laughs> vodka, and then you get, if you Red Bull and vodka. Here's my secret recipe: shot of Jaeger in it, oh. like a flo- Jaeger float. Forget about it. So you like all the it just it things. needs alcohol because it's so gross already. It's super like, sweet. If, yeah, if yeah my, my recipe is don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my recipe. It's actually past. I never it just won't. It was a free box, which is why we're just trying to get rid of them. Yeah, we got a free. I just saw Terrence walk by. Oh, bro! And he's gone. Oh, because Angry Becca's here, so. So the show so is the on show hold. Has to stop. All right, Nick, come here, dude. I'll you guys need a me. producer at the front door today. Terrence is the producer. Someone that's not. Terrence. He needs to produce not divorce papers and focus on my show instead of his life. <laughs> Where's Nick? Yeah. That's Dev, can yeah. you go get yeah, Nick, please, so we can continue with the stupid show? This is a stupid idea. Terrence is fired. Never do a five-hour show. With Terrence. Needless to say, I'm going to be watching hey! and paying attention before I decide what I'll do for, yeah. for my next big anniversary. I think you should. Although I dig yeah, the idea of the live show. That was yeah. cool. Oh, I can't move over anymore. I wish I could have Yeah, come. it was a good time. Hey, I was Terrence actually there here, that everybody. weekend, but you hadn't emailed me yet. So. Uh, Corey, thanks, man. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, hang out. Feel free, dude, to get some food. I guess food yeah, out there. there's Disneyland gumbo out there. Just hang out. Is he going to hang Sweet. out for a while? Can I use his headphones? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess you should ask him. I'm, I'm <laughs> handing out his stuff, but uh, it's fine. You won't, you won't be sorry. They're good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick's setting up his uh, his camera. Look at that giant phone, that cellular telephone. You're going to have to plug those back in. That's all. I'll do it. Yes. Thank you. I don't know. We'll share. Yeah, don't even worry about it. We'll just we'll figure it out. 
Jeremy's just sitting here yeah. drinking water. I like <laughs> so Nick is the video guy. Yes. And uh, if you went to our hundredth show or, or uh, saw it on the camera, he was uh, shooting some video, and he has a not cool little video of his trip and uh, oh, some of us in it. it. Yeah. All right. Oh, of course I you. did, man. Jeez, are you kidding me? I was on it. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> That's what happens. Hey, he wasn't kidding. These headphones are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking Nick, this. Nick, how you doing, cool. dude? I'm doing amazing. You know, thanks for having me. I really appreciate being here. Of this course. Is, this is something. It's our pleasure. <laughs> it's something, that's for sure. It's a, it's a pretty snazzy it's shirt you've got on, too. I like oh, that. Thank yeah. you. I was debating right before I came over. No, the other I, one. Should I wear the, <laughs> no, I was like, should I wear the Chiro shirt or should I wear the Spectra radio shirt? Because I have a Spectra Whoa. shirt that you gave me. Which, thank you. I wear that shirt all the time. Nice. Yeah, except today. Thank you. Except today. Yeah. I was like, so, yeah. fuck right. up, chum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave now and start walking to the airport again. <laughs> so, Nick, you're, you're here, dude. You're here to talk to us about what? Uh, we can do uh, Tokyo Disneyland if Tokyo you like. Tokyo Disneyland, hell yeah. Because um, that's, I don't know, I, I went there a little less than a year ago, and I think it'd be cool to talk about maybe a little bit the differences between what they have in Tokyo versus what they have here in uh, the California Disneyland. Absolutely. Okay. So, the main things that come to mind, like Space Mountain is, is a big one, and like the thing that I thought was interesting about it is it looks kind of like how our space mountain looked like in the 80s okay you have that like escalator type thing going up into the mountain mm-hmm. so like the bulk of the ride when you're waiting in line you're in like this huge line outside down below and then you go up into it and when i when i first got there just a little background story it's not <laughs> it's it's not like yeah, we jump right in yes yes yeah wow i'm like a little uncomfortable right now like oh, okay i gotta okay gotta get settled in the topic here so here we go here we go <laughs> we're doing this so like here when did you go sorry when did you go to, to disneyland in it was Tokyo? it was october like the last week of october of last year oh super recent okay yeah, so it's all right. what is it what's like the heavy rain is that monsoon or typhoon? i think so monsoon it was it was, yeah. it was monsoon season which i i didn't know i didn't know that they had so monsoon it, it was insane like wow it, it, it's like it, it was terrible or it was awesome depending on how you look at it because the lines were fairly short okay and before going i was reading like every ride was like 120 minutes and that no. just wasn't the case <laughs> no but anyways like in in japan like <laughs> i'm all right I, i've always heard like here in the united states well california for sure it's has a really diverse population of people. Like mm-hmm. You can go to a mall and you can see white people or Indian people. Like everybody's there, all, all kinds of races. But when you go to Japan, it's like I was the only like white person. You're the only there. white dude. And so it's like also I was taller than most people. Yeah. And so it's like I feel like everybody like they weren't like staring, but it's like there was just. There's like, wait a minute, who's this guy over here? He's <laughs> yeah. a basketball player. He literally <laughs> stood out. So right yeah. before I get in line for, for Space Mountain, I just ate, and I had this soda cup with oolong tea, and I'm waiting in line, and I got like halfway through the line, so I'm in the middle of everybody, and I take a sip, and have you ever like taken a sip of something, and right as you sip it, you're like, oh no, I have to sneeze. <laughs> yes. And so like I, I, push, I, yes. I push my lips together as tight as I possibly can, and instead of holding it in, it just lets out this cloud of mist to everybody <laughs> around me. <laughs> And I'm like, I already stand out. Now I'm doing this, and everybody's looking at me. And it's like, it wasn't like a, ooh, that's disgusting. Like, they're like, oh my gosh, this American guy's dying right now. Like, what do we do? Like, they, they were concerned. He's literally exploding. But anyways, the ride Which itself. I, I, do, I do like that, because because if you did that in the park, like, if you did that to me, I'd be like, what are you doing? That's disgusting. Yeah, and I wouldn't looks. care at all if you were choking or dying. There'd be a fight. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yes. But, but their culture is not 
very it's very inclusive it's very like are you okay and i appreciate that yeah so i like that it was it was a i wouldn't do it, it but was i a like bizarre it. experience because it's like i i kind of felt uncomfortable but i didn't get the rude looks like you would here yeah right. but the ride itself when you when you're waiting in line you know right before you get on the ride and they have that big spaceship above you yeah 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 there's isn't it looks more futuristic. It's more like rounded. It looks like some ship that might have come from somewhere else and come here. It didn't look like an actual ship like that would NASA would have or something or whatever we have. Right. But you get on the ride, and on the ride itself, there's no music. So it's like you're going through, really? and like, you, yeah, you hear the track, and like nobody screams on the rides there. Um, and it, it was just a <laughs> bunch weird. of. Uh, it's, not, it's not polite to scream, that's why. Yeah, and so it's like everybody, <laughs> so everybody's contained. just quiet. Uh, you hear like the wheels screeching. It was very bizarre. That's but terrifying. I would it, not it's, want It's that almost at more, all. yeah, it's almost more scary without the music. <laughs> well, right. It, I mean, it's almost, it, it's almost like uh, everyone's there putting on a show for you, uh, like some weird dystopian kind of <laughs> it's like alternate like reality. Yeah, where it's like, uh, <laughs> like the Truman Show where just an effect doesn't work and everyone just. Oh my god! I don't know. That seems really weird. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah, playing, yeah. and then when you leave, they're like, "Oh my god, I hate this dude. Get out of my car!" Are so many Americans here. What's god. going on? <laughs> so that that part was that part was pretty pretty interesting compared to here. Um, I want to do a spectra segment on the music of that Space Mountain and just play wheels. <laughs> oh yeah, here. we're now going to. <laughs> and that's the music. Yeah. The actual on ride Mountain recordings. <laughs> That's so, terrifying, by the way. And then another thing that's really interesting oh, okay. about the park, I probably should have started with this. When you first walk in and you go in their main street, the entire thing is kind of like enclosed in like this glass ceiling. So it's okay. like there's like these pillars in the middle of, of main street mm-hmm. and there's just glass everywhere. It's like Vegas. Isn't Disneyland Paris like that, Jeremy? No. Next. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Next. What else you got, well, Nick? It rains a is lot. It also to, is it to protect you from the rain? I'm, I'm guessing. I'm not 100% acid sure. Rain. Or the bird poop. Not the yeah. acid rain. Mm. That's why their parades don't go down Main Street. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because makes perfect sense. Because they can't fit. Yeah. Oh, I'm an expert. My name's Jeremy. <laughs> no, they, like, <laughs> don't ask me to help you with your phone. Hey, speaking of... <laughs> I can wind a typewriter tape, but I can't... <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Go no, ahead. no. But speaking speaking of music, one thing they did have on Main Street, they had like this guy with this custom made bike, and the front had two wheels, and there was a piano in the middle, and then he <laughs> sat on the back, so he would be randomly like pedaling, stop out of place, play piano for a little bit, That's go dope. to the That's next place. Awesome. It was really bizarre, but it was cool. I like that a lot. Um, other rides that were that were interesting there, they still had uh, like the Astro Orbiter type ride, but again, like the one that like Disneyland had in like the eighties, where they actually look like old school kind of rockets yeah nice. so they they had that but it was the last the week prior to me going there they closed it and they're taking it out because i guess they're making like a beauty in the beast land or something okay which that yeah why <laughs> bev that's kind of what i thought i was like it, it's cool maybe a ride but a whole, a land, whole land devoted to it why? seems a little extreme so there yeah yeah but i mean hey we got a bugs land so don't knock until you try it <laughs> not anymore not anymore land. well if they want to replace it i have something in my uh, armchair imagination mm-hmm. that'd be perfect for that area oh we're Ooh. gonna do this it's gonna be great it's gonna be a good time <laughs> so uh, that was the first time i think you've been there yeah that was the first time okay. i i was like it's it's a life goal for me to go to every single disney park in the world mm-hmm. and i was like i was working a ton of overtime and i i had the money i had some like time that i can get off 
And I was like, I could find somebody to go with me, but I feel like if I do that, I'll have to keep waiting and waiting. It could be years. So I just went by myself. Nice. Wow. So I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this. It's something I want to do. If I don't do it now, it's probably not gonna happen. Why are we? We're getting guests that are doing things that I would never do. That Sit and edit fun. audio, and then go to Tokyo by myself. I just wouldn't. I, I don't like being in Disneyland by myself, and I know my way around. Being somewhere else in a different country by myself, no. See, I don't understand that because I went to Disneyland by myself, and it was the greatest experience in the world. I feel like the biggest nerd in the world. And because, okay, so I don't know if you guys know this about me. You share your experience and I'll I'll tell you mine after. Okay, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I'm one who likes to talk to people. And I I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that about me. And I strike up conversations. And so when you're in line with, like... You mean annoy people. It depends. (laughs) That happens. Okay. But when I'm in line, so it'll be like me and then Angry Becca and then our kids or whatever. And there'll be someone in front of of us in line and their kid and we'll start talking. And and it's normal because I'm with my family and they're with their family. And when I'm by myself and I'm like, hey, little kid, what's your favorite ride you've been on? All of a sudden, I'm a creeper. And that's why it feels weird to me being in Disneyland by myself because I don't want to talk to anyone. And it's weird for me to go on a ride by myself. I didn't like it. Okay, talking to anyone is not randomly talking to strangers' children. You creeper. <laughs> yeah, you should be a little more selective. What I mean is, like, if I see, like, for instance, a kid will say, hey, I like that pin. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And I'll start talking to them about their pin. And it makes sense when my kids are there. But when they're not, like, the looks well, I get. And, like, I, I could get Maybe it. just you know don't I mean? focus all your attention on the child and also not- talk to the parents. Yeah, well, also be very careful because then a social club will sue you. Oh, Bam! got it. Crank that one in there. Let's not talk about that anymore. (laughs) Go on, please. It's still a funny joke. So I've had two interactions with people when I went by myself. And the first Mm -hmm. one, I I stayed at an Airbnb for the first time because I was checking out Cal State Fullerton because I was debating going to school there. And I was like, you know what? Disneyland's right right here. I might as well go if I'm going to drive all the way down here. Hell yeah. So I stayed at an Airbnb and I took an Uber to the park and I'm like using my phone, taking pictures, like sharing it to social media with my friends and whatnot. And it's like maybe like one and my phone's at like 20% and it like occurs to me if my phone dies, I can't take Uber to get back to my Airbnb. Right. Oh. So like, right. I'm like trying to find a charger anywhere I can, like freaking out, going to all the different stores and eventually get redirected to the Grand Californian Hotel and their gift shop and they had this little brick and on one side it was like a USB port the other side connected to your phone Mm -hmm. and the middle part was a battery and she's like this thing's already charged it'll charge your phone like three times you're good to go and I was like thank goodness I'm I'm fine so I connected to my phone and like 15 minutes goes by and that little battery pack died (laughs) and I'm like I'm like what am I gonna do now and I'm walking through California Adventure and uh, it was back when uh, Tower of Terror was still there. And there's this lady sitting on a park Shout bench. Shout out to a real one. <laughs> <laughs> there's this lady sitting on a park bench. And there's this light post. And there's this little compartment that's opened up. And there's a receptacle in there. And she has one of those power bricks that has four USB slots. Oh, geez. So I asked her. I was like, hey, my phone died. I have this thing. Can I, like, plug this in and just sit here for a little bit? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. And so I sit down on the park bench, and I'm telling her why I'm in Cal- or why I'm in uh, California Adventure Disneyland, checking out the schools. And then after a while, she's like, "You know what?" And like, she reaches into her purse and she pulls out a business card. She's like, "I actually work in marketing for the Walt Disney Company, and every year we have a team of interns. And there's one intern that's a communications major. If you get in, let me know." I'll- I'll help you out with something. Wow. Bro. And I was like, what the heck? Once that happened, I was like, this is amazing. I want to yeah. just try talking to random people. Talk to everyone. So yeah. then 
So then got I'm, any kids? <laughs> <laughs> That's usually not a good opening line. <laughs> hey, I noticed you're here by yourself. Where are your kids? Oh, man. No, so I want to talk to them. After that, I proceeded to go on Tower of Terror, and I'm in line by myself. And there's this family, like, right before you get in that area where they line you up to get on the ride. Yeah. I'm standing there. And, like, this girl kind of, like, looks up at me, and, like, I made eye contact, and then I was like, oh, no, kind of thing. Like, she went up to her mom, and, like, she, like, taps her mom and then points at me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like oh, no, this is not going to end well. It's like, there's no way I, where I can go. Right. And so, like, her mom looks at me, like, and then smiles, and then they come up to me, and they're like, they point at my, my sweatshirt, and they're like, oh, my husband's the VP of Fender Guitars. What? And I was like, are you kidding me? So then I started talking with the, the mom about guitars, amplifiers, like effects pedals and everything. And they, wow. they knew all the stuff that I was talking about. It was insane. Number one, hook me up with the telly. I want to. <laughs> okay. Number two, why? For, why doesn't that happen to me? It does happen to you. I was just thinking about this story oh and I'm like, because you talk to children. Well, that's also. Yeah, children don't have the life experiences. Oh, my bad. That. I mean, aim higher. Okay. Right. Sounds good. Literally higher. <laughs> actually, yeah. two to three feet higher. Yes, yes please. You're absolutely right. Yeah, so after that, I was just going out of my comfort zone trying to talk to as many people as I could. There's a surprising amount of truck, uh, like big semi-truck drivers that they'll stop there. They'll be like, I've heard about this place my entire life. and In Disneyland. Yeah, they're like, this is part of my route. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop here and check it out. That's cool. So I met like three... Uh, Semi truck drivers, Long, yeah. yeah. Wow. Meffed out. <laughs> I love wow. this place. I love it. I love it. I love this place. I love it. So good. So back to back the, to Tokyo. Back to Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, the the one thing that I could say about the park, I felt like every single ride, the ride itself was almost better. It seemed like Disneyland was the first attempt, and then once they got to Tokyo, <laughs> they they made it well. Like perfected. Yes. Okay. For lack, yeah. So it was perfected, and then the one thing I didn't like is the park itself. Walking around, it didn't feel as special. Mm, like when yeah. you go to Disneyland in California, it's completely submersive. The entire like environment when you go from one place to another, it's like it feels like you're in a different part of the world. In Tokyo, I think it's because they build so high, so close that you you could still see like skyscrapers and stuff uh, off in yeah. the distance. Oh, so uh, no burn. Yeah. Kind and of it, yeah, it, it takes you out of that. Um, okay. Splash Mountain, though, their their line is kind of like on the same caliber as Indiana Jones, where you oh. don't mind being in line. Oh, really? Splash oh, okay. Mountain? Yeah. That's cool. Why? What's what's their cue? <laughs> they show Song of the South over and over again. That's what it is. That'd be awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, so you, you first walk in, and it's everything is like below. So you have to like walk in a spiral all the way back down to where you're being loaded on. Okay. And you can kind of look down, and you could see like almost like, like layers. It's just really... That's kind of cool, actually. It, there's just a lot to look at, and it's really, yeah. it's really interesting compared to what we have. Yeah. And then, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's kind of like Disney World where you sit side by side mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. So that ride was that ride was awesome. Uh, you know, you're talking about not feeling special. Taryn and I got that feeling. We went to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Just being in Disneyland. So that, that's kind of how I felt when I went to Disney World too. It, it's just, I mean, it's I don't know. It's it's. The same, but different. Mm-hmm. And I got a weird vibe out of it. Are you talking about Magic Kingdom? Uh, yeah, Magic particular? Kingdom. Yeah. Okay. I felt like the rides were shorter there. Like I don't know. It seemed mm. like it was smaller or something. Something just seemed different. It didn't, like you said, it didn't seem as special. It was yeah. like more spread out. But yeah, every individual yeah. thing seemed less. Yeah. <laughs> it was a copy. It was weird. I don't know. It was bizarre. It's like a copy of a copy of a copy. Like multiplicity. <laughs> I, like, I like Peter Steve. <laughs> Such a great movie! I'm so glad that movie comes up on this show. It's such a great movie. Turn my Terrence microphone off. I was gonna say, I think my microphone broke. I 
<laughs> no, it worked. I mean, yeah, it's broken. It's I don't broken, know what to do. Yeah. It's it's uh, rude. But the uh, off. the park in Tokyo that's definitely worth going to is yeah. Tokyo Disney Sea. Right, that's right, right. Probably like the best theme park I've ever been to. Really? Really? It's insane. I wasn't expecting it to be that good. I thought Disneyland was going to be like the main thing and Disney Sea was just going to be like this whatever. Why is that? Because it's so it's so completely different. It's It's not a copy of a of a of a park that exists already. It's it's different and it's it's huge and it's themed so perfectly and just differently. Like there's an area Mm. where it's like kind of like steampunk almost where they have Mm -hmm. a a journey to the center of the earth ride which is amazing. Talk to about talk to us about that ride. That was oh, actually on my list to ask you as well. Yeah, so that that ride when you when you get in line, it's it's kind of like Indiana Jones, but instead of like you feel like you're in like this temple, it's almost like like an underground like science lab where they have like these displays of these you know like stereotypical like science rooms where they have those what do they call them like beakers mm-hmm, and there's like mm-hmm. something that's making the Bunsen burner and whatever yeah. yeah they have like that kind of stuff and like these weird things and like jars but everything is so vibrant and like neon like futuristic steampunk kind of feel okay but then you you get to the end of the line and you go in like this elevator thing and they make it seem like you're going down for like miles or something and then it opens up and you're supposed to be deep underground and then you get on this car which is a similar sort of ride set up to the Indiana Jones ride where the car will tilt left, right, forward, back. And you just go through and there's all of these, I, I don't know, just different different scenes. And then it ends with like the biggest animatronic I've ever seen. I, I, I don't know, maybe like <laughs> 10, 12 feet tall or something. Really nice. And it's like this dragon thing looks like it's about to get you. And then you shoot out of the side of the mountain. And if you ever look up... Uh, Damn. Tokyo Disney sees like their their main what do you call it the center point like Disneyland has the castle at the hub the icon ball. yeah like their main icon is like this volcano thing and you mm-hmm. come out the side of like the volcano and it gets really fast it's it's a really awesome That's ride amazing. so there was that did you catch their version of Fantasmic is that the one that they do in the lake yeah I I saw like the last little bit of it and they had those guys that they wear like those water jetpack things yeah and they're like flying through the air and I saw yeah. that <laughs> okay let me ask a quick question then why can't we have any of that like OSHA maybe it's <laughs> <laughs> a very good question a very good point actually because I mean seriously like I hear stuff like that and not that Disneyland in any way shape or form is old to me but I hear about that, and I look at some of the tech that they have at other parks, and I'm like, I want that. Yeah, I think they I do that know. at SeaWorld, too. So uh, maybe it should be allowed uh, SeaWorld's here. just another. Zoo. No, but if they do it at SeaWorld, they can do it at Disneyland. Sure. Maybe the water's just not deep enough. Yeah. I actually, I actually was thinking that. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <clears throat> right. Look so, at me like, no. What are some tips that you would have for people planning their first trip to either of the of the parks? Ooh, there's there's got to be something that... Uh, the, the, that would the, help anybody out because I know there are a few people in the chat like I really want to go there. The the first thing I'd, I'd say is don't go your first day. Like if you're flying to Japan, don't go that first day. Give yourself like a day or two to get used to the time difference. Because I remember really going there, sleeping for I think it was like eleven hours after the flight, and mm-hmm. I woke up and it was three in the morning. And it's okay. like, okay, oh, what do I do bro. now? Right. Kind of thing. So I'd say don't go the first day, and then that also gives you a chance to get used to their train system. Their train system in, in Tokyo is amazing. You can get anywhere you want 
with public transportation. Wow. But it, it takes a little bit. Like, it took me about a day, a day and a half to figure out how it works. And Because there's times I'd get on a train. I was like, all right, I'm all set. And then I think I'm going this way. And then we end up going backwards. I was like, no, no, what's happening? And then, <laughs> and then get all lost that way. You got lost in the train system. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Which is kind of terrifying it, when you're by yourself. Are I the left, signs in English at all? or Some of them. Okay. So, Every every single sign, I remember at the train station, there would be like four different signs. All of them would be in Japanese, but underneath it, there'd be a different language. So one might be uh, Chinese, the next one might be English, the next one might be French. So you just have to find your, your right sign. Okay. And then a lot of the times, though, I was just looking at my phone. I knew where I had to go, and I would just look at the, the Japanese symbol and like hold it up to the train. I was like, that that looks like it's the same thing. <laughs> no, and there was time. The buses were hard, though. I couldn't understand the buses. I, I went up to like strangers and kind of would point at it and then point at the bus. It's like, is, is this right? Yeah. And they would kind of tell me, because I thought they were going to speak English more over there. Like, I was watching videos of That's... traveling to Japan, and mm-hmm. they said they would. Yeah, I've heard that. And like, it, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. They do. They're just messing no. with you. They, they did a great job. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've heard about this. This is the kid who spits tea on everybody. Yeah. This is him. I remember that face. Yeah. He's mocking tall? us. He's pretending to be a dragon. It's that super tall guy. Yeah, we know that guy. <laughs> no, but when I when I was at Disney Seas, though, uh, these two yeah. workers ran up to me, and they're, they're like, you from America? And like it was like they... They they like had like a college class or something where they learned English and they're like oh my gosh an American let's go try it out and see if we can do it right and so they they came up to me and they were super cool. captured they, one in the wild yeah they they wrote my name on a on a sticker like first first visit and then they wrote my name in uh, uh, kanji yes yes it was other was was it kanji or is it like, like the symbols yeah I, kanji I think it's is kanji. it's kanji yeah oh okay I I believe you I've been to Japan too oh, oh. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> 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 totally kidding but, but, but I have but did you spit tea on anybody <laughs> I'm totally kidding <laughs> no but did you spit tea on anybody while you were no, there no but I did feel tall you missed out <laughs> wait what, seriously yes yeah wow first time first ever. time ever. <laughs> Totally. Oh, and their their Tower of Terror is really cool too. Yeah, it, it's it's diff- It's a different storyline than than ours. I'm, I could be getting this completely wrong because the entire thing is in Japanese. <laughs> but uh, the, the hotel is is the High Tower Hotel, and okay. it's this really rich guy that went around to like all these really like well known locations and would steal stuff and bring it back to his own hotel for like display or whatever. So there's like like mummies and like just other Egyptian stuff, right, and right. there's a there's like paintings and stuff. What are those like big heads that look like they're sculpted out of a giant rock? The busts. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're like it's like Easter Island or something like oh, that. Oh, right. Yeah. They, the the uh, I want to call them Moana statues, but that's not yeah, what yeah. It but is. that that's but maybe same same sort of thing. So they okay. they had stuff like that, but then the premise was he stole like this idol thing that was like cursed. Okay. And so you go into their little what do you call it the pre ride room where they right. play a video, but it's like this guy's office and behind the desk is the stained glass window and it's actually like a screen and then it starts explaining the story and to the right of the desk they have the little tiki guy mm-hmm. and then something's happening and then it goes dark and there's all these little stars all over the room and then the lights come on and the little idol guy's gone mm. and I was like that was cool and like the next time I went up and I was just staring at the idol trying to figure out how they did it <laughs> had, had no clue really it, it, was, that, it, it was that good of a it's an amazing effect. hell yeah and then like the ride itself it's like you get to the top and then that little idol like curses whatever elevator you're in and then it drops it so it, it's same kind of like premise but See, a little different they could have done that Instead of Guardians of the Galaxy. I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, Not the biggest fan of that ride. 
But it also seems similar to Guardians of the Galaxy because doesn't that guy steal a bunch of crap and like? I don't know. I've only written it once. And it was terrible. But <laughs> here, Terrence, you're an expert. It's not that bad. He's a collector, and you're um, follow. He's a collector. Wait, so you're a fan? I like the ride. Oh, I do like the ride. <laughs> do you it's a know good thing how you're many... sitting one person away okay. from Terrence me? Terrence is wrong about lots of things. No, I know. I hear this all the time in this room. It's really okay. But um, the guy's a collector, and uh, you're following Rocket, which is a little raccoon-looking dude mm-hmm. to free all of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's great. I'll have to say, though, the pre-ride video for that now is pretty cool. It is. With it a little is. animatronic, too, in it. I love it. I like that. Absolutely love it. Mm. Anyway. What uh, tips do you have about Disney Sea? Ooh, Disney Sea. Try the popcorn. They have different flavored popcorn everywhere. I love so flavored popcorn, There was, like, dude. a curry flavor that was really good. There's a white chocolate, a uh, soy sauce flavor, uh, I think a pickle flavor. Pickle flavor. They pickle have that at, like, good. DCA. That's pretty dope. So that was good. Just, just try the food. Do they have churros? Ooh. Over there? I don't remember seeing Cheerios. Huh. Never go. Don't. There's no reason to go. <laughs> Terrence, he, took the word, he took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, de- definitely try the food. That was a good one. Where'd you stay? I, I stayed at a, a Best Western that was like a block and a half from a Best, train station. Best Eastern? Best Eastern. <laughs> Wow. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Wow. No, and it, it was it was in a cool area right by a train station and for like nine days it was like five hundred bucks. Wow. What? Yeah, it wasn't Jeez. it wasn't bad. That's pretty good, That's awesome. dude. That is the best western. How many days did you go? Did you already say that? Nine days. Nine days. You were you went to the parks for nine days? No, I went to the oh. parks. I, I got two two day passes because they have one day passes or they have two day passes, so I wanted to go for four days, but I wasn't there the entire day. Like okay, the first the first day I went there, I, I was there for a little bit, and then I was scared I wasn't going to be able to figure out the trains before oh. it got dark. So I wanted to make sure I got home or to the hotel before it got dark. Um, yeah, so two days in each park. Oh, one thing that you guys would probably like, cause you're fans of the Haunted Mansion, in the Star Tours line, they have three of the droids mimicking the hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs> so it's like they, they have really like the little hands going left to right. That's, That's cool. awesome. I got a couple questions from the chat. Yeah, yeah. What do they got? Answer some questions. Let's do this. Um, for Nick, did you happen to see the cost of the hotel that is on the resort? Ooh. The one that's in Disney Sea? I think so. Uh, I I remember seeing like like a couple thousand dollars for when I was going. I, I don't know, not no per way. day, but like for the whole thing. Mm. You know what was I? That's a lot. I I could have done the conversion wrong, but I was looking into going to the Disneyland in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and I think I put five days. And for the Disney hotel there, like their Grand California, they had called it like the Wilderness Lodge or something. Okay, I think for five days it was like two hundred bucks. Which I I don't know if I did it wrong, but that seems insane. Yeah, I think you moved a decimal somewhere yeah. because I did that, and then the park tickets it said for two days were eighty bucks. I mean, it is cheaper. Wow, I I know that. That's crazy if that's accurate. Because I, I was, and then a flight there, like round trip, was like five hundred dollars. Really? And I was like, that's not that bad at all. Wow, I feel like that's less than it costs me to drive to Disney. Yeah. Right, <laughs> very right. sure. Um, and then uh, second question: How many days would you recommend to see everything? Would two days work for each park? It, it it depends because, like I said, I've heard there's times where there's an hour and twenty minute lines for everything, mm-hmm. and in that case, you you probably won't be able to see everything. So yeah. it really depends on like how big of a fan you are. Because I didn't want to feel rushed each day because I wanted to have two days in each park so I can kind of go at my own pace and enjoy it. Yeah. So. It, it really depends. If you're somebody that wants to check out the rest of Japan more than, like, say, the parks, 
you can probably do each park in a day, but for me, I wanted to do two. Okay. Uh, Melissa clarified she said the other hotel, the, the grand one that is in between ooh, the two parks. They were both pretty similar. Okay. They're both, yeah. Yeah. Sounds well, like one, you can do that. One one park was actually like you you walk in and there's like this giant globe thing, kind of reminded me of Universal Studios. Yeah, where it's like spinning and there's like a fountain around it, and there's this wall that's just a hotel, and you walk through like the underneath it to get into the park. Yeah, so that one was pretty cool. But then there was one that's also outside, so both the hotels looked really cool from the outside. I didn't wow. go inside though. Okay. Hopefully that uh, weird eleven diamond or whatever hotel they're going to build in uh, downtown. Um, you know, downtown Disney is going to be like that. That maybe. they were going to build. Wait, so well, that's not happening now, now, or what? It's on hold now, or get, something. It's going to get built. So the so Dis- for sure because Disney basically said, well, maybe we don't need the tax break from the city anymore um, because mm-hmm. the, if you get tax breaks, then now you have to pay like twenty pay people bu- yeah, fifteen pay, bucks an hour. Like you know yeah. what? It's cheaper for us not to do that. Well, that's so, fine. Yeah. Just bring back the ESPN zone, and I'll be happy. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> thank exactly. you. Yeah. I loved that place. I honestly think they're just playing chicken with the city. Yeah. The city doesn't care, dude. People are going to go to Disneyland no matter what. Exactly. But the city care. does care, I think, because they they Maybe. want. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> what do they care. want? No, they I'm want already, their cut. I'm getting tired already. They want the Johns. <laughs> Have a Red Bull, Taryn. It's great. great. No, seriously, yeah. they're great. Here, let, let me let me open four and uh, and get you right in there. Gosh. Yeah, my second one's making me a little jittery. I apologize. Second one. Second one. Yeah, yeah. his second Red Bull. We've only been here for. Jeremy, remember last night when we were talking about uh, Terrence drinking Red Bulls and how it's not keto or keto or whatever? It's not keto. And he's like, the sugar free ones, I'm I'm, I'm not going to be drinking those. Nope, not going to drink those. Right. (laughs) He hasn't come up for air yet. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, They are pretty gross. I know. They're they, not good. They work. I'm taking small sips. I remember in high school, I would chug them because it was it felt really cool. And then you get right. that like weird high. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do it like right before a dance because I was that cool. God, Just can you imagine them. what kind of dancer Taryn is or was, at least especially in high school where she was trying really hard to not care? I, I specifically remember... This is very embarrassing. This is be but good. I, I specifically remember um, the song Intergalactic by Beastie Boys. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> it was like my favorite song, my favorite band at the time. Yeah. And it came on in the middle of a dance and I I went wild. Um, and then when I kind of came out of like the fog of dancing, there was a circle around me. <laughs> So let's circle up and can you show us what happened? Yeah, I let's know. Go. You got to save some for the yeah, secret first, show. First pound of Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a requirement. Let's go. Yeah. We've and never seen the electric slide done that fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's electric. But I did know all the words, so there was definitely like simultaneous like singing yeah. along with it. Yeah. It was wow. really good. That sounds terrible. Damn it, why weren't there cell phones back then? You and I would have not gotten along, um, I don't think. No. Um, do you want to we tell do you want to tell the story real fast about the reputation you tried to build in high school? I think that's more secret show Is it? related. Oh, really? Man. Well, maybe we're talking about different stories yeah. then, Terry. <laughs> maybe. Which, which I don't know. You had in your backpack the whole time? Oh, the lollipops? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to be like the lollipop girl. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> we represent the <laughs> Weird inspiration. No, there okay. was like there was like a month that happened in high school where I kept lollipops in my locker because I wanted to be I, I, I got it in my head that the I dun- wanted to be the girl who always had a lollipop. 
<laughs> they were like dum dums, right? Weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were just little dum dums, and wow. like so uh, between periods, I would just go and grab a lollipop. <laughs> It only lasted like two days, but now I have fourteen cavities. <laughs> I definitely had it in my head that this was really cool, <laughs> and like that I was making a name for myself. <laughs> it wasn't a good name, but you made one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hate everyone in here. <laughs> oh. Hey, you guys remember that girl? <laughs> uh, Y'all are rude. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Charlie's over here laughing at you too. All right, Nick. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate the uh, the insight. Yeah, I'm glad, glad um, to be here. And then also, too, if, if you don't mind, I think one thing that a lot of your listeners might be interested in, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, um, I do a lot of uh, video stuff and photography stuff, and I, I do a lot of stuff for myself, and I, I, I post it on YouTube, and one one of uh, my viewers saw my stuff and was like, hey, uh, I know somebody that works at Pixar's Animation Studio. Would you like to come join us and get a private tour and make oh. a video of it? Oh, Terrence. Wow. Well, unfortunately... My friend who worked there is no longer working at Pixar. Oh, no. He was let go about a week and a half ago. You have also been let go, Terrence. From anyway, sorry, Nick. Go, go ahead. <laughs> no, no. I needed to harass but, Terrence. You've been but, replaced by Nick. But, but luckily for you, there is a video that now lives on YouTube, and you can see a little bit of what it looks like and, and all the different things that they have inside Pixar's animation studio. Yeah. That's so, cool. So they let you videotape while you were in there? A part of it. They had an upstairs area and like tons of signs everywhere, like no cameras beyond this point, and... Uh, a lot of it was like the animators and stuff. They were they have a lot of their offices and whatnot up there. But we got to do that. Um, they have their own private theater in there, which oh, is amazing. And when yeah. you walk in, it the sound dampening. It's it's so quiet. You feel like you could hear your heart beating. Ooh, wow. And it, it's it's like a little. I don't know about that. But like when you walk in though, and you look up, they have like all these like stars, like that kind of like sparkle a little bit, and then occasionally a shooting star. Wow. And, and not like a. Not like Pirates of the Caribbean, where it's like a flash of light. Like it actually looks like a shooting star with like trails, like that sparkle after it and whatnot. So uh, we did that. Uh, we got to see. They had two buildings. Their main building is the Steve Jobs building, where they do all the final edits Too and stuff. Soon. <laughs> and then, uh, oh man! <laughs> and then the other building uh, they did they they do the first two years of production where they get the story down, the characters, mm-hmm. and all that. And then they have a third building there where they have it reserved for all the th- stuff they do in theme parks, the ride right. design, and I I think it was like promotional stuff they do in there as well. And yeah, so there's a whole video on that cool. of the, the whole Pixar tour and what have you. And if you just look up Nick. Gulan, and that's G U L A N. It's it's like I had your name on here. It's it's like a Mulan, but with a G. Okay, oh, that's good, good way to remember. Right. It. Hell yeah, dude! That means it's better because it's earlier in the alphabet. There you go. <laughs> but you know, I've I've seen your videos, man. I really like them. I think your editing you. skills are Thank pretty you. good, man. We watched. I was watch the. Uh, you did one on the iPhone. Yeah. X. Yeah. And it's just a whole. And I, I was telling you on chat, man. I don't give a heard about the iPhone or whatever, but I was entertained <laughs> by the the video. Well, I just tried just to make it simply because of the editing. interesting. Yeah, it was, well, interesting, and, yeah. and it was, and so, and I guess that's my point to anybody listening. If you just want to watch little short, entertaining things, don't let the name fool you. 
yeah. it's still an interesting thing. And I think yeah. that's really the, the, the key. We try to do some of that on the show, but we're not very good sometimes. Because well, who's um, going to take a brand new $1,500 iPhone and put some blue painter's tape and tape it to a drone and see what it looks like from the sky? <laughs> yeah. There's right. not too many people that are going to do that. No. I thought the uh, look of terror on your face when you're oh. like, yeah, it started spinning out of control at one point. Oh. I was like, oh, well, no. it, it was really... St- I wish I had a camera on my face as I was flying it because it was really spinning in circles. <laughs> and then it started coming down really fast. Oh. But there's also going to be a little bit of, of today in there. I've got some shots of the studio. So anyone out there that oh kind of wants to see what it looks like in here... Yeah. Um, there's okay. going to be some shots from today in it as Hell well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and you have a lot of music stuff on your uh, YouTube channel as well. Oh. You're pretty good. Oh, I see where you're going. <laughs> you see that? You see how you're picking up what I'm putting down? <sighs> the master of segues over like here. Right. <laughs> the king of segues, baby. Could someone hand me that, uh, that axe over there? <laughs> Here's the thing. Ter- Terrence, he, he sends me a message and was like, hey, I've seen some of your, your music stuff. Do you want to play some stuff? I was like, wait, what do you mean? It's like some, some like Disney stuff. I was like, I don't know any like full Disney songs. I only know like parts of things. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Not even like the full thing. And like we couldn't figure it out because he was going to play something too. And then man, so I, I've got a kid, man. I just, <laughs> yeah. That is no excuse. That is no excuse. So there, there was that. And then I was like, okay, I won't bring my guitar. And I get here. And he's like, look what I found. Pulls out my guitar. So, this was my grandpa's guitar. Oh. It's getting action yeah do you hear just yeah, tilt, yeah, yeah. tilt his yeah. mic down I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think i don't know any full move, songs and then I, move your mic over to him so he can use your mic and yeah oh here let's so the trick uh-oh got it here we go no we're good so the trick if you could point it actually that's not bad um no, so I, can, go, Bev. I can play i can play a little little bit of some sure. stuff and see if somebody can guess it all right jeremy's gonna suck at this so don't don't expect him to do anything <laughs> Oh, is that is that loud enough? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Part of your world. That's your world. You get the gist of it. Yes. <laughs> so there's that, and then... When am I impressed? I don't know. That looks really tough. There's... It's from Tarzan. Tarzan. of a parent or a parent it's a parent (laughs) (laughs) any 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 guesses for that one no Um, you'll be in my heart you got it got it that's the one so where were you on the hundredth this is my redemption okay (laughs) (laughs) you probably couldn't see him he was standing in my shadow gonna say actually my main competitor is doing the plane so i have such an advantage <laughs> that's what did it but as far as far as disney stuff goes that's that's what i know right now if yeah. if terrence in uh nope and um <laughs> jason if you guys want to collaborate on something sometime for a future oh, show we, we could do it i mean i got the, the acoustic bass up there i also think we need someone in the background for the uh, dad rap so maybe we can lay down a live, lay down live tracks. Yeah. Damn, yeah. all acoustic. I can bring a cajon, get the get the beat going for it, dude. I'm telling, I got ideas, man. Somebody bring me bongos. 
No. <laughs> you go to the park and have your own drum circle with eating lollipops. Someone in the chat. <laughs> someone in the chat oh, called man. you the the Kojak of high school. <laughs> oh, yeah, but check Coach. out his site because he's very modest. He's not bragging yeah. today, but he has uh, some like covers of like Rocket Man that he did that are so good. Oh, thank you. Like they're thank amazing you. and people would really enjoy it if outside of the Disney stuff. Yeah, yeah. thank you guys so yeah. much for having cool. me. I really appreciate it and uh, Of course, man. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Yeah. All right. I'll see you guys hopefully soon. Go uh, grab a Red Bull, dude. Hang out. Oh, yeah. Actually, there's a uh, uh, give you wings. Sierra Nevada in the fridge if you guys want if you guys want a beer if yeah, it's not too early. Man. Is it after two- <laughs> 1 o'clock. 3 more hours left. All right. Wow. We've done 2 hours of this weird thing. <clears throat> we got a few minutes before uh, Dan comes on. We're a little behind schedule, um, so we're not going to do the Ask Me Anything question. Or no, we're not going to do the movie review questions. But let's do a couple of the Ask the Crew Ooh. demand answers of us. Like okay. it? Uh, <clears throat> I might need to adjust your mic, uh, Bev, because I tweaked it out for uh, homie's guitar playing. Okay. Oh, so we'll see. We'll see. Okay, I wish I had a theme song for. Actually, I, I could play some Prince, but uh, half of Prince's songs are inappropriate. Be a lover. There we go. <laughs> but a theme song. Nineteen ninety nine. That one's safe. Yada da 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 da. If you could ask the folks on ears up one thing, what would it be? Someone wrote in and said, "Where's my fanny pack patch?" Oh, bro! Email me. I got I got like five left. He'll get back to you in a year. In three hundred eighty-two days. Is this one where you like promised it oh, to on. somebody? Am I? Yeah. Can oh. you not hear yourself? I just can't hear myself. Hello? Why not? I don't know. Do you have Turn your headphones, headphones on? Up. Well, you are definitely okay, special. That's, that's me. That's fine. Sorry, that was Taryn. No, no, no. I'm, whatever. Just it's fine. No, you're good. Okay. Um, who is or are your favorite person or people to go to Disney with, and why? Uh, my wife. <laughs> Is she listening? Just checking. Yeah. Uh, no, my family. So we were talking about this. I loved going to Disneyland before kids, and I loved going more after kids. So okay. probably, probably my, my wife and kids. Jeremy? Uh, I have about three friends who uh, we've been going together for maybe 15 years now. Uh, Jen, Jen, and Libby. Oh, okay. Libby. Oh, we like Libby. We like Libby. Yeah, Libby's good. We probably like the Jens, too, but we like Libby. Yeah, you'd like them. The blobber glops. Mm. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, I was going to say Bev, but she didn't say me, so. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, dang. Well, I. Sorry. I love you, Taryn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Ruth. Burn. Um, no, I do. I like going with uh, Bev and Sam, and I'm sure I would like going with Terrence, but that's never happened. Um, <laughs> I actually once. really enjoy going with Jeremy, yeah. and of course, mm-hmm. Jason. I I actually don't think I could ever go to Disneyland without Jason. It would be sure. very sad. Yeah. I love going by myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's Jason's all-time favorite beer besides a Ballast Point lager? Oh. Ew. That's rude. That's a joke. Uh, no, you know what? I don't... I'm one of those dudes I don't have an all-time favorite anything people go what's your favorite song or what's your favorite movie or beer I, I don't I can't do that because I have to go well, what genre I don't have I don't have top five all-time movie I don't have my favorite movie of all time you could watch all the time I don't have that I just don't know why okay so I don't I don't have an all-time favorite beer um, I like Rogue Shakespeare Stout Thank it's real you. good fantastic uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale um you know, I don't know, man. The Eagle now, Rock Solidarity. The now defunct uh, Pill 31 was up there with me as well. I that's pretty that good. Beer. 
Uh, here's one for Terrence. What is Terrence's all-time top five Ooh. rapper list? <gasps> Bro. Oh. Top five all-time. Wait, let me find you a beat. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Um, turn it up. Give him headphones. <laughs> Do I need a beat for this? I don't know. Do you? No, I don't. Okay. Um, you won't get one. In no particular order. Uh, Biggie. Pac, of course. Uh, Too soon. Most Death is amazing. Really? Yeah. He's a terrible actor, though. Can we he's, just admit that? He's a that? bad actor, but he's okay. a great rapper. Yeah. Um, probably, oh, goodness, Jay-Z. And... If you say Kanye... No, no, no. Um, I got Lauren one. Hill. Lauren <laughs> Hill. No, I'm, I'm trying to think of who my fifth would be. I got one in mind, and if he doesn't say it, I I'm know. walking I'm out. I'm going to be shocked if he doesn't say who I'm thinking. Um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't. I don't know. I don't even know who. You, my have can't, think, you can't think of a fifth. You have to. Even I can think of five, um, and I'm white as hell. Common. <laughs> No, Common only has one good album. Drake? Dre. No, Dr. Dre is not a good rapper. I was trying to Probably pull. Snoop, honestly. Snoop, first two albums were Eminem? Great. Snoop-a-loop? Yeah, Snoop-a-loop. See, I, I was definitely thinking Eminem. You, no. have to, you have to respect M's game. You I have res- to. I respect Eminem. The problem I have is that the first two albums are great, and then there's Trash, and then the last album, Kamikaze, that just came out, fire. Yeah. Fire. But everything in between there, eh. Not a huge... Not a huge... He I would did a say lot of drugs in that space. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was dealing with Kim. I would a say lot. Eminem. Okay. Q Tip from Tribe. Okay, that's a good one, good one too. Okay. Um I would definitely say uh Method Man. Ah, okay. Okay, okay. I would say uh Future. Mm, see, I would I, I would say Is Future considered a rapper? He's just yeah. trap, but he's a rapper, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. He's a trapper. <laughs> I mean, I guess he is. <laughs> um, and you know what? I, I would say uh, I'm kind of getting into Little Wayne. Have you listened? Have you heard Carter Five that came out? No, not yet. It's not very good. Well, you know, honestly, there's not a lot that like I've, I've uh, yeah I don't know, but I I like the kid, and actually, he sounds a lot like Eminem to be honest. Yeah, it's like true. the way he flows. Jeremy, what about you? <laughs> John Debney. <laughs> Gavin Greenway. Yeah. Right. Lauren Hill is my favorite rapper. Flipping the Negetto on a Dirty Mattress. That's my <laughs> song. They had a... Oh, I'm... Do you know what song that is? I, it's from... Um, the Miseducation. No, I know. I'm trying to remember uh, what song... What, what song. That's like 20 years old. Bro. Everything is Everything is the everything name of the song. Everything is every... That's a... Yeah. It's a good, good album. Song. And good then album. I Don't Care. <laughs> that's my it? top five. My top five is Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. <laughs> Is it one of those where, like, that's the only one you've ever listened to, and so you just don't know anything, like, your movie choices? Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> sure, you hit it. He, kno- he knows what he likes. He sticks with it. That's Fine. true. Yeah. Over and over and over. <laughs> um, since Taryn measures, this is more of a comment, uh, since Taryn measures areas by White Houses, I vote for measuring height in Svelte John Debney's. Ah. He's six foot tall. This is from Pop Sugar Vince. That's not a bad idea. Are you serious? Yeah. He's also Sugar. brought that up to me separately, I have to tell you. <laughs> oh, he's I recycling jokes? I knew jokes. who that was from. He can't recycle my jokes. They're not my jokes, <laughs> but jokes in general. Um, first off, congratulations. I thought I had a question, but it turns out I don't. 
Corey, thanks, dude. Are you Corey, leaving? Thanks, You're out here? Yeah, man. I got a house party tonight. Go Hell yeah, dude. Right. Rage it out. You're all invited, but you'll be... <laughs> we'll be Pretty here. much, yeah. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, man. Bye, dude. Um, what's your favorite Disney movie, and why is it your favorite? Is this a general question? General question. Yeah. Mary Poppins now. Rude? Yeah, Angry Becca's... Idea stealer? Sorry, Angry Becca has been getting me more into that movie. I think it's great. Very whimsical, yeah. fantastic movie. Wow, okay. Anybody? Mary Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Do you think it's a wonderful, fantastic, and whimsical movie? Actually, I just have a lot of really good memories for, of that movie. Yeah. Like, watching it when I was younger, and, like, I remember I went through this weird phase where, like, after school, I would change my clothes, and I would try to dress up like the women. Like, I would try to... <laughs> like, I had jerry-rigged this outfit, so I could have, like, a long, like, skirt, and yeah. I just... I loved it, and I loved the music, and even... Dick Van Dyke's terrible accent, like it's all, so, it's all just so great. It changes I love a few it. times, yeah. Taryn, um, I don't know if I could narrow it to one anymore, but um, Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. But see, I feel like I'm bored with even saying that, so <laughs> I've kind of moved on to um, the Lion King. Okay, great movie. And actually, Tarzan has always been one of my absolute favorites. All right. <laughs> Jeremy, Mary Poppins. I'm on that wow. team. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You guys are going to love my armchair imagination. <laughs> uh, you're going to love mine. Oh. oh, I would say mine is probably um, Robin Hood. Just again, because of all the memories. I love Robin Hood, actually. That's such a yes. good friggin' movie, I'm, I'm dude. I'm not sure if I've actually seen it all the way through. It's on the Netflix. Or it was. The, the Netflix? The Netflix. The Netflix. Dude, I'm kind of excited about Disney's thing that they're going to do. That's going to be cool. Except you're, we're going to have to pay separate for it, so I'm not yeah, that excited. I know. It's true. It's not just going to be Hulu? Mm-mm. Um, <clears throat> okay, we're going to pass on my movie review. We're going to call a Dan, uh, a.k.a. Mouse Brew, but I'm going to stretch. I'm going to get up and stretch. We should all do that. Yeah, that's okay. true. Did that box of wine ever show up? It's here, right? Because it's noon. <laughs> Would you like it? Ow, it's not noon. It's one. Hell one. yeah. Anybody else? Nooner. Anybody else? <laughs> Oh, no, I don't want box wine. They, Are oh, we yeah. supposed to stop the clock? No. Oh, no, I'm good. Thanks, man. Okay. Yeah, we're not even... Right we're, we're like 45% over on the show, or done with the show. I The last thing I need to do is uh, drink a beer. <laughs> How do you think it's going? You think it's going all right? Oh, it was good until I did that. Is that all Corey's stuff? Did he just leave all that stuff here? Is that Nick's? That's Nick's. Okay. If it's Corey's, that's unfortunate. He gone. He gone. I think it's going well. I'm having a good time. I am actually, I'm never excited for Armchair Imagineering, but I think I did an okay job. Dude, I'm pretty excited with mine also. I'm, I'm, mine is very, uh, 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 grand scope of things. I'm pretty excited about it. Also, Red Bulls are not that bad. I'm taking like small sips and I'm maybe a third of the way done, which I think that's the key mm-hmm. because for me, I have a lot of anxiety, right? And uh, if I pounded this, I would like be jittery and then I would honestly just be thinking that I'm having a heart attack Dude, every single second of my life. Did you not see life. Terrence here when he was talking about a second one? He was just going like this. They're great. And I was like, I'm going to need you to stop doing that. <laughs> I did not see that, no. But uh, uh, but taking small sips is just kind of like... It's keeping you level? Yeah. Ish? It's like little bumps. Let me see your hands. I'm... But I shoot with this one. <laughs> uh, well, look, let's just call Dan now because it's okay. 116 and uh, we'll get him on the line and we'll chat with him a little bit. And, you know, if no one's here, no one's okay, here. Okay, but full disclosure, how happy are you right now to be skipping that movie review? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, look, the movie wasn't wasn't bad. I, I, I will say that. It wasn't a three Caballeros? <laughs> Trace Carboneros. <laughs> 
No, but I will say Jose from the Three Carboneras make uh, he makes a uh, an appearance. Jose is the rooster. Jose is the parrot. The parrot. Dan. Yes. Are you there? Hey, it's Jason. At uh, ears up. How's it going? How are you? Good. How you doing, dude? Hi, Dan. Good. It's been a long time. Congratulations on, is it five years, I hear? Five years. Five years today, apparently, which I found out. quite a milestone, I must say. Last night. Yeah, this is the the anniversary, like, this is the anniversary day. Wow. The 29th of September, apparently. And you guys can still be in the same room together and everything? (laughs) That's true. It's, uh, it's, well, that's why we only, that's the secret of us only doing uh, two shows a month. Oh, yeah. Yeah, otherwise we wouldn't like each other. Like, we couldn't do five shows a week or whatever. That would be impossible. (laughs) Well, I think it's great that it's five-year anniversary today. Oh, thanks, man. Hey, well, you know what? Uh, Before we get started, I I do want to thank you because you were, uh, you were always a great guest on the show and we loved having you on. And uh, it was a good, uh, it was a good time, and, and you were you were definitely a part of that vibe that we had early on. So I, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. I always enjoyed my time on, and uh, especially just as a Disney fan, Disneyland fan first and foremost, and always loved the history portion and chiming in when I could. So oh, it was cool. great. Awesome. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about what you've been up to, and uh, if you've been to the parks, and you know, we can talk a little bit about drinks and uh, just catch up yeah. a little bit. So let's see. So we had my family and I, the two small kids and my wife, we had uh, passes up until May uh, for Disneyland California Adventure, let's see, 2018. And then we decided that we'd never been to Disney World. So we would forgo renewing our passes with, you know, using that money towards the vacation in Disney World. And man, it was it was so worth it. I, I tell people, you know, I was more excited than the kids because, you know, growing up, I had heard about Disneyland my whole life. I'm 30, you know, 35 going on 36. And just I remember all the parks being built uh, as far as like the blizzard beaches and, you know, the animal kingdoms and just always intrigued by it, but never really thinking I would get there. Right, right. So we finally decided to do it and we did it right. We went to all the parks, uh, meaning um, like the four big parks plus uh, Blizzard Beach, and uh, we, you know, seven days, Sunday to Sunday, we did six park days, I think, and um, one day, like one hotel day. Um, it was, man, like we had talked, I remember on the show a couple times about like, you know, the, how they drink around the world and this and that. <laughs> yeah. So of course I'm like wondering what the drink situation is going to be over there. Who's been to Disney World from your show? I think, um, well, I know obviously Jeremy and Taryn and I have. I don't think Bev has, and I don't think, uh, I almost called him Sam. Sam. (laughs) Big black Sam. (laughs) You look a lot like Sam. Yeah. No, I don't. (laughs) Not even close. Yeah, so everybody but uh, Bev and uh, Taryn Sam. I mean, I almost said Sam. Sam. Oh my gosh. Freudian, baby. No, so not. the two things that I was really intrigued and fascinated by was one, seeing how they do alcohol there because that was, you know, a huge hobby. And then number two was comparing just the rides themselves because so many of the rides, like we have Indiana Jones, they have, you know, Dinosaur, we have Radiator Springs Racers, they have the Test Track. Right. And just seeing how they use the same ride technologies but in different storytelling ways. Yeah. Found that so awesome. And you know, everything is bigger there and on a grander scale, but at the same time, not everything is better, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. You know, like, I love Indiana Jones better and uh, Radiator Springs Racers better. 
but um like the first the first park we did was animal kingdom because i wasn't expecting too much yeah but man that park blew me away because i think it was because i went into it thinking oh let's do animal kingdom you know get it out of the way but then i was like wow the theming of that place is awesome it is really um, good, yeah, and and you know, I'm a little disappointed that that we like I did the same thing uh, where I went in not really expecting a whole lot because looking at it, I'm like I don't right. really care about any of this stuff, but and I exactly. we, we should have spent exactly. a little more time there, but that that Everest ride is oh, yeah. one of the better roller coasters I've ever been on. Yeah, and I was just like you know, of course I research things before I go to them, and it's like if it was a half foot taller, it would need like the blinking light on top of it, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the tallest of the Disney mountains, I guess. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's massive, but the theming of the place is great. One thing, the first ride we went on was the safari ride, which, by the way, was way better than I thought it was going to be. Same. You know, I'm thinking, oh, wow, there's a giraffe. And then I'm like, oh, no, there's tons of giraffes. Like, they stocked that thing with so many animals. Um, But in line for the safari, there's, like, a beer cart in the line. Yes. I'm sorry. And I'm like, whoa, where am I? Universal Studios? What's going on? Like. I'd never been to a Disney park where they were serving alcohol in line. So the first thing I was like, well, man, I, okay, let's go ahead. I mean, at that point, it was just like Bud Light and Corona. I mean, uh, Heineken, like 22s. Yep. So they just had the cans there. Nothing, you know, really themed or fancy. But just the fact that they were serving it in line, I was like, okay, that's how they do it in Florida. Uh-huh. <laughs> they <laughs> so know their market, that made man. the line, you know. Yeah, nice. absolutely. So uh, let me Is skip it. Did you did you do yeah. the uh, the uh, drink around the world? So when we got to Epcot, um, I did not do that. No, because I heard Smart. too many horror stories. Yeah. the inebriation, and I didn't want to do that. And once again, family vacation. But I did spend a lot of time in like the German pavilion just because Prost. <laughs> right, <laughs> and. Uh, I, that was cool because the beers and the drinks are all themed across the way. Yeah. Um, I got to say that Epcot was by far my favorite park. Agreed. Same um, here. It's just, you know, the permanent World's Fair vibe, um, the futuristic uh, nature of it, the, the openness, the World Pavilion showcase. It was just that was actually the only park we went back to twice. We we said, you know, if we can go park hop one more time. In fact, we left uh, Hollywood Studios because that was the one where we were just like, eh. There's nothing there, <laughs> this man. Doing for- Hollywood Studios, for me, was like when DCA was terrible. <laughs> Basically, you know? yeah. It was, like, it was like Eisner's DCA. It was like the Hollywood land, and it was just too cheesy. Um, And even like the guys when we were on our way and route, they're like, oh, welcome to Hollywood Studios or as we're going to be calling it, Toy Story and Star Wars Land. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's the only two reasons people are going to be going there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Have you been to to DCA since they've uh, released all those new drinks? So we were actually fortunate enough uh, to go to DCA um, this past Thursday, so just a couple of days ago. Nice. And they, they, yeah, it was great. They do a great job uh, with the theming of the beverages lately. Mm. I mean, they're, they've really caught on to that um, with light cubes, with the alcohol, with the names. I think, you know, most people just want to go for the names themselves because it's, you know, that's half the fun. Right. Um, <laughs> right. What they did with the Lamplight Lounge. Uh, I don't have much to say about that. Like, I don't know. The Cove Bar was always quaint, and um, but then it, you know, it outgrew itself. 
Yeah. Um, but I do, I do like the theming of the Pixar Pier. Um, that was my first time experiencing the Pixar Pier. And the Incredicoaster, man, that thing was done right. Yeah, really? Because really? hmm. I, I mean, because Taryn oh, yeah. and I are going in November, and I, I'm kind of looking forward to trying it, but I feel like it's going to be the same exact... It's the same ride, but... It's the sa- yeah, I, I can't imagine... Yep. I was literally getting makeup handed to her. That was my expectation, my so and just like, you know, with the Animal Kingdom and things like that, I was thinking, no, this is just the same ride, but it's all about the storytelling. Okay. Oh. And they, I don't know how, well, because they're Imagineers, they made a story, a, a complete story from start to finish of that ride, um, taking you on this incredible adventure uh, from the Incredibles. And it's really done right. The storytelling, I mean, I don't know how they did it, but they did it. And there's set pieces and there's scenery. And I mean, I went on it at night and I got to say, I would recommend nighttime. No, okay. Nighttime is the time to go on that. Because there's there's certain lighting effects that I think will uh, be more suited to that time of day. Okay. Okay. That's good. Let me, yeah. Let me talk to you about yeah, this. And I didn't just to finish on that. I didn't yeah. watch any. I didn't watch the ride throughs on it, so I was no. surprised. Yeah. You know what? I've never watched a, a ride through for a ride I've never been on. I don't. I'm not. I never Great. do that. It's like for me. It's like watching a movie trailer. Where I, I want to yes. be surprised the entire thing. I, I know the concept of the movie, and if it sounds like a cool concept, I'll I'll go see it. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch a, a trailer on it or whatever, especially like yeah. the Star so Wars movies. Then, yeah. then it'll be perfect because then that's when you really enjoy it the most. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. So uh, have you tried like the 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 Michelada with the sherbet ice cream or oh whatever in it? Like all those weird funky drinks? <laughs> I haven't. Because I'm just not a Michelada or Michelada <laughs> fan, but those are the most popular drinks. Are they? They, yeah, they You're really. Good. Well, just Jeremy looks I'm so seeing, proud. When I see people in line, when I see people walking out of line, I don't. And I think most of the time, people don't really know what it is, and they're like, "Oh, there's no alcohol in it," or like, "Is there vodka in it?" They don't know that it's just you know the beer. Yeah. But I think they've just become so popular, and like you said, with the frozen, it's almost like that Dole Whip. Um, lore like right. you see it and it's like becoming that it's it's uh i com- becoming like an iconic type uh image with the, you- the rim being of the you know the tahine salt and everything yeah did you say it's a frozen it's that image i think it's like crushed ice it's cr- okay yeah is it is it it's crushed ice dan or what is it I don't know about oh, okay. I don't know about that one the newer frozen variety. I've only seen it in the picture. Yeah, me too. I th- I think it's like has like ice cream. It sounds oh. terrible. I think Ew. like sherbet would, or something. I would think it'd be more creamy. Yeah, would be my guess too. Yeah, with like in a beer. Eh, I don't know, man. I don't, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't understand. That. Like. Tomato flavored ice cream? I don't get it. <laughs> it sounds horrible. So, Dan, I know you've heard that uh, the Star Wars, the cantina in Star Wars land is going to be serving beer or at least drinks. Um, and and I want your thoughts on that because I personally think that's a mistake because you're going to get people posting up at the bar for three hours and it's going to make that impossible to get into. A lot like the, uh, maybe you had the same experience, but in the uh, the Mexico Pavilion at uh, Epcot or mm-hmm. World Showcase, mm-hmm. rather. Excuse me, Jeremy. Oh, wonderful. Uh, um, the the tequila bar, La Cava, I think is what it is. Taryn and I tried to go. We couldn't get in. I mean, super small space when there's a line at the door. It's like it was like a two hour wait. So I think that's a really good point. Um, and I would have to say that this issue, just in general, 
this issue is so polarizing and has pulled the casual Disneyland fan yeah. into the conversation. I mean, when that news article hit, Disneyland will serve alcohol now. I mean, my brother's texting me who is just, like I said, a casual fan. Like, what? You know, Walt's going to roll in his grave? Like, this and that because the purest nature, I apparently... Uh, Magic Kingdom in Florida, they have the restaurants, too, that serve the alcohol. Mm. Um, okay, so my first thoughts on it were when I heard they were doing a cantina, most icely, you know, inspired type cantina, I was thinking, okay, well, it's a cantina, but they're not going to serve alcohol. Right. Um, I mean, it would fit there, so that does make sense that having an alcohol beverage in a cantina, but, right. but that doesn't really matter because Disneyland's always had those type of elements without serving the alcohol. True, true. Um, I, I don't, I didn't really, I didn't really like it when I heard it either because <laughs> DCA has that adult type 21 and over vibe already. And that's where everyone knows. And I think you're right. I think that people will be posting up in there and, you know, not just ordering one and done, but, you know, wanting to make it more of a bar type experience and it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, maybe they could have introduced that later because it's just going to be a madhouse there upon the first several months, I would think. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, but just the, the issue of having an alcoholic drink in Disneyland, that was like the main thing. And I, we all know why they're doing it. I mean, it's money. Um, yeah, the, right. the, they say the demographics are changing, but money. Um, and they've already done it at Magic Kingdom in Florida with the restaurants. And I think we've both read that where you're not supposed to be able to walk out with it or like yeah. take yeah. it to another land because then you could see people, oh, let me, let me buy two and then head out. Yeah. Right. But I don't know how they're going to really control that, right? Right. Everybody has a water bottle. Can you imagine? No, sixty percent of people have rum in their water bottle. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just especially like a, our friends. It's like a normal You're bar. Right. You can't just walk out of a normal bar with a drink. I don't think it was, that's going to be a yeah. problem. I think it goes back to what Jason is saying: is that it's going to be a madhouse because everyone that and wants that, to go there people are just going to post up there yeah, yeah i mean if you can't i mean if you're going to wait for two hours to get a table then i'm going to have five drinks right well and especially because there's a limit part of the well part of the the interaction of the day in that land happens in the cantina you have that mm-hmm. storyline that follows you around so what are you going to do have a, a time limit you yeah. have half an hour in the cantina, you can get a drink and then bounce. Like, ah, I, I, just, I don't Maybe see Maybe make the music like op, like but really obnoxious. Um, the Frozen Forever After, like back in the Hollywood land, and they had that snow play area. Mm-hmm. I remember what they would do is like you'd get you'd be in a line, and then fifteen every fifteen minutes they'd like clear everyone out of it, and then let like let another group of people because otherwise people would just continue playing in that snow area. Yeah. I wonder if this That'd is... Be, well, yeah. yeah. That'd be fine. I just wonder if they're testing it, if they're looking at what's happening at Magic Kingdom and everywhere else and saying, I think so. let's just figure out if alcohol will be okay in Disneyland in any way, shape, or form, and if it is, then it's going to start spreading at that point, because it really is a money yeah. maker. Yeah. But do they oh, yeah. need money? No. <laughs> I have I have a news story. I have a news story, like have a news story uh, to, to, to share later on whenever we have time for news. And it's... Uh, uh, no. I, they don't need... They, they don't, don't need the no, money. No, they don't. And, but... And, like Dan saying, the demo the demo is changing, and mm-hmm. I think you know you're getting some younger people in, um, and yeah, we want to drink. But, yeah. So maybe I'm dumb for not thinking about this. Yeah. Well, let's not even say maybe. Okay. 
Um, I imagine they're probably going to treat it very similarly to the way they do Carthay, where you're going to have to. There's going to be a queue to get into the place. Yeah, but I, I guess what I don't like about that is if if going to these places is central to your storyline, they're 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 putting a lot of effort into making. Every every aspect of Star Wars land, which by the way, I love that every article I read and everybody calls it Star Wars land, and that's not, not what it's called. Yeah, it's what it's called but I love that because it's what it is. Um, <laughs> if they're going to make it that, is, it is. That's yeah, even Toy Story land, Toy Story land, Cars land, Cars land. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, if you're going to make a part of the story in the interaction, then you you can't. You need to mi- keep it open. Like you know, I don't know. So they have to limit the time that people spend there. You have to. How? I would guess. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Uh, but I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be good. I've heard some stuff about it. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about it because I can't. But, you know, privileged information kind of stuff. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's okay. It's fine. It'll be fine. Disneyland, though, is the last park in the world. It's the only park, Disney park in the, the world that serve doesn't alcohol. serve alcohol. So right. I actually don't think it's a test. The test has been done. Oh, that's in true. In Paris, in Magic Kingdom. And so it was I also inevitable, like, I think. Yeah. I and, it doesn't really ruin the vibe. Like a lot of the concerns no, that you really. guys are airing, it's like mm, you don't see people like stumbling around the Magic Kingdom with like beers. Like even DCA, you don't. Even yes, see. you no. do. Oh, yes, you do. I did find a pile of puke in Disney. <gasps> I've in seen Disney it. Mo- I've seen it multiple times. Becca, really? Like, yeah, I Angry, haven't. Angry I Becca haven't and I were on. A, on um, I think it, I think you were with me. We were on. Um, Angry Becca is here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so, we were on Tower of Terror. And uh, we're sitting on the ride, and there's a group of people coming on the ride as well. There's three or four of them. One of them is literally being drugged onto the line. Like, they're laying down and being pulled up onto the elevator, up the stairs to the to the chair. And I'm looking at the cast member, and I'm like, R- really? Like, really? You're not going to stop them? Like, really? <laughs> and, but this is not... This is not something that I've only seen once or twice. I've been on like screaming with people who are obviously more than just happy, but like drunk. I've seen it in DCA a lot, and I do agree I've with been you. Been there Jeremy. with a guy, yeah. I know, I've been that person before <laughs> <laughs> on I, screaming. But I and I do understand what you're saying, Jeremy, as far as the test being done in other parks. But this is the park that Walt built. And I think that's what the difference is. Is Yeah, I mean, when you open other parks, you can do it there or you can incorporate it at some point. But I think they're trying to say, mm-hmm. this is the one where people are going to be up in arms. And so let's see what we can do. And not not just, all right, go at it. Now you guys can get alcohol in Fantasyland but kind also, of a thing, you know? They're not going to take it away. Like, it's not, that's not going to be something they do. They're not going to take it away. But I think that it's going to have to be tweaked because I think the problem they're going to have is that you are going to have the people who are drunk there because they can't take it out. And the people are saying, I'm going to get my money's worth. I'm going to sit here for two, three hours. I'm going to drink probably a drink every 30 minutes. By the way, turn, tune in for the secret show. <laughs> and, um, and I'm going... And I'm going. Well, and to, they're going to be going there just for Star Wars land anyway. Yeah. There's going to be these pass holders that are going to be like, I'm going to spend my whole day in Star Wars land. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a mess in there. Sounds man. amazing. Said no one ever. I'll check it out in 2024. Right. Yeah, I hear you. There is that piece around, like, is nothing sacred? Right. Like, couldn't we just have left well enough alone and, like, do what you and want in the other one? I also thought it was really I cool. I hear you. you. Like, I actually also thought it was really cool that you could get alcohol at Disneyland, but it was very exclusive. Like, yeah. I, lo- I thought it was neat that you could only get it at Club 33. Right. Yeah. Right? That is, and that is cool. I will say, though, I think if Walt were alive, a lot of these changes that we all think that he would be so against, I don't think he would be Yeah, against. he was a drinker. He'd have been like, all right, give me a scotch mist right He'd now. He'd be like, now I can walk around my park with my scotch mist. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't 
Who knows? Because he also he did change with the times a lot. Like he mm-hmm. died, so we only have what he believed then. I do sort of think that. Can Although the alcohol thing, he was pretty adamant about. Yes, yeah, but I agree with. Can you. I ask a question though? Yeah, who cares what Walt thought? Who cares? Well, who cares? I understand what you're saying, but that's why people hold this park so high because this was Walt's park. He walked sure. around right. it. He surveyed it. He. But it's also that romanticism, like you know, Walt yeah. wouldn't do this, but but Walt also smoked a lot in public. Yeah, is that cool now? Like, should we just open it back up to smoking in public? Like, no, I, you I, know, I, he would change with the times, just like everyone's. No, I understand. Everyone's saying, but also that's why that park is so. That's why Disneyland, the the brand is so special, is because of what Walt built. Yes, I agree with you. So there's it's, that part, too. It's also not like it's suffering. You know, a company can make the argument that we have to change with the time so that we stay relevant and we, we don't... But they're they're fine. They're making a lot... Like, <laughs> they're, the, they're the place is wall-to-wall wall people. Yeah. Like, yes. it's mm-hmm. not a problem. If I could see if things were getting bad, maybe we should try something right, else. But right. they're just shoving this on a really successful park. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Do you know that your accent is my favorite? I have an accent? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> show. <laughs> what? Yeah, bro. Yeah, you just said, if they have a problem. <laughs> I love it. A new Jersey, like, New York it's, accent. It's my favorite. I absolutely oh love it. Oh, my God. I never not knew I had oh an God. accent. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. It's just your, your vowels are a little softer. No, we have it. We have the accent. <laughs> yeah, it's all of us. Wow. I feel like a foreigner here. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Yeah. That's what happens when you come to Frisco. Yeah. Hey, anyway, uh, I think someone's on the line. Dan. Dan, Dan uh, real Sorry, quick. Dan. So let's talk about some of the changes in downtown Disney. Not necessarily what's leaving, but what's coming. So what do you think about Ballast Point and, um, and the Black Tap uh, place coming into downtown Disney? I think it makes a lot of sense. I like it. I like um, because there was only going there to the... Like the Uva Bar in the center, mm-hmm. and then the people go down to the ESPN zone or whatnot, Trader Sam's. I think it, uh, you know, without the, um, without having Hard Rock there anymore, mm-hmm. it fills that gap. Um, but I mean, I gotta say that the end of downtown Disney is just a mess right now with uh, the city of Anaheim and mm-hmm. Disney, you know, falling out with the whole hotel thing. They got food trucks there, which I was just at Disney Springs, and it's kind of that Disney Springs vibe. Okay. Um, but it's it's weird. Yeah, Disney Springs was a weird. It definitely was a weird vibe. All the shops were really close together, which I found odd. Oh, it was super crowded. Yeah. Um, all right, Dan. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you taking the time, but uh, we're <laughs> we're about fifteen minutes behind schedule as it is, so yeah. uh, we're gonna have to let you go. Uh, but again, man, I wanted to get you on and, and kind of talk a little bit about what's what's happened in the parks and uh, and really just to thank you for being part of the show. You were uh, you were uh, early on part, and uh, we we really appreciate it. Thanks. It's, it was great to get to know you guys and. Um Wish you all the success, another five, and onward with the marathon. Hell yeah. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Dan. You got it. I do. Cheers. Bye. I like Dan. I do miss those segments, man. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got the windows open, and there's a barbecue going on at the park across no, the street. No, that's cookies. That's cookies. No, these dude. are cookies coming from our house. Oh, whoa. Thank I'm sorry. You. Really? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was barbecue. I like how I'm like super <laughs> fat girl. I was like, <laughs> cookie? Yeah. You were like, great. I think they're chocolate chip. <laughs> <laughs> there's a hint of cinnamon. A, maybe, maybe just the right oh. amount of vanilla. 
Yeah. Oh, man, they smell amazing. Yeah. Are these keto friendly? Great with this box of wine. Are these keto <laughs> friendly? Everything is keto friendly today. I'm glad my Sierra Nevada. Is it keto, is keto or keto? keto? It's keto. 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 Let's oh. uh, not talk about it. Um, <laughs> he hates it. Let's see. So it's 140. We're, we're 10 minutes behind for Armchair Imagineering, but I thought Kyle was going to be here so by now. I, I texted. They are they are at this point now about 10 minutes out. Okay. okay. So let's do the okay. movie review. Let's do the movie Perfect. review. Let's do the movie review. Perfect. <laughs> oh, sorry, buddy. That's a fun, no, dude, don't get me wrong. It's fine. By the way, can I just say, our kid put herself back to sleep, and now she's still sleeping. So I just, I was oh, like, yeah. Taryn, is is Alice still asleep? Yeah. Totally asleep. She was screaming there for a bit. Was it, What was that about? No, she, she wasn't screaming. It was like, when I went upstairs to the like restroom, she was like ago. screaming. Oh, she was making her noises. Oh, okay. She was having she was having a great time by herself. Okay. Is that why you asked me for an Ambien halfway through this? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's okay, everybody. Okay, <clears throat> so movie review time, everybody. Yes. This movie was called Melody Time, and again, it was one of those packaged films that they were doing in World War uh, Two. Mm-hmm. I almost said three for some reason because I feel like that's just where we're going. Give us a year. That's where we are in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh dear. A couple cool notes on it. Uh, our friend uh, Ub Iwerks was credited in the uh, film for uh, quote special processes. Okay. Which I just thought was kind of a nice tag. Right. Uh, Mary Blair had an influence on this, too. She did a lot of design as well. Um, in his book, uh, The Animated Movie Guide, someone called Jerry Beck gave Melody Time a rating of two out of five stars and Great. described the film as, quote, odds and ends from a studio geared up towards revival. He said that by the time this post-war formula of releasing anthologies had become tired with only a few of the segments being interesting. And feeling as if the animators kept pushing for something more creative to do, and that was kind of the overall concept. Was right. the animators like, dude, we're just we're doing the same stuff. Let's let's do something cool and funky. And this is definitely it, kind of on the scale of Fantasia, but oh. not as not as uh, esoteric or whatever. If okay. that's um, he did say, uh, okay, well, anyway, let's move forward. Uh, it was released in 1948, and it was set to a popular music of the time, which had zero auto tune. If you can believe that. Wow. So I don't understand. It doesn't sound good at all. No, it really wasn't. I wonder what that sounds like. <laughs> Hold on, I'll show you. No. I'm just uh, so there's no common theme, really, just to have a good time. In fact, the working title of this project was All in Fun, which is very 40s. Okay. By the way, uh, to, to me. Um, the first one uh, opens up with a, a, a skit, a short, I guess, called Once Upon a Winter Time, which is classic Disney. It opens with a call of true love with a pair of animals along for the ride on a sled, mimicking the humans as they skate along the frozen lake in the middle of a forest. Of course, tragedy strikes the young couple, and through the power of animals and humans living together in peace and prosperity, everyone is eventually saved. I enjoyed this one. Uh, again, it's classic Disney story telling pleasing to the eye heartwarming and the horses in the pulling the sleigh had no eyeballs which i found huh? awesome i don't know why <laughs> they were just, they had blinders on and there were there were no eyeballs huh so there's that okay if you're into stories about horses with no eyeballs that's weird uh the next segment in the movie was called bumble boogie which was very reminiscent of Fantasia and that the animation is pretty surreal, vivid, and quick. The plot is a bumblebee trapped in some sort of a nightmare of musical instruments, but at times it's more Dolly than Disney. The music is inspired by Flight of the Bumblebee, but in a very jazzy way, okay. which I really okay. like, very That's 40s sweet. jazz. Yeah, it was, it was probably one of the best 
one of the best ones. I really is short. One of the best skits. Yeah, but kind of, you know, it's really neat. So is it actually Flight of the Bumblebee, but played yeah. differently? I wonder if I can find it. Let's see if I can find it. Um, oh, you played Flight of the Bumblebee jazzy. Bumblebee. <laughs> I guess that's not it. <laughs> wow, there's actually a clip of Liberace playing Bumbleboogie, but... Uh, <laughs> Bumble Boogie Bumble oh, Maybe it's like an actual song. Let's do the Liberace version. Why, Why You're not? You're going to go. <laughs> you go Liberace. Right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for your very generous welcome. I'm certainly thrilled to be back with all you nice people. Okay, again. He sounds just, like a bee himself. I'm going to It's not bad, <clears throat> but um, it's insane. It was cool. I really liked the animation. I thought it was dope. I thought it was wow. neat. Um, the next one was Johnny Appleseed, and I forgot that this story had something to do with the Bible, which kind of turned me off right away. I don't know why. Uh, John Chapman was the guy's real name, but for obvious reasons, he became known as Johnny Appleseed. The opening song is called The Lord is Good to Me and Thoroughly Annoyed Me. Um, Johnny gets convinced to go join the movement west with the pioneers and spread his love of apples across the frontier, but an old settler, or by an old settler, who essentially is getting him wasted on apple cider and telling him about how apples are good. What? He gives him apple cider and then they talk about baking pies and it's this weird song and then he basically gets lured into a cult of apples. Sounds very religious. Huh? It is. Um, I didn't like this one as much. I don't know why. It didn't hold my attention. Perhaps it was that breathy, soft country narration or the religious undertones, but I wasn't a fan and totally skipped ahead. Okay. So, um... Yeah, I don't know. It was, yeah, I thought I would like it more. Right. Johnny Appleseed, everyone knows Johnny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Little Toot is the next one. Little uh, Toot? Which is Excuse unfortunately me. not about flatulence. <laughs> He's a, that's actually a new rapper. <laughs> Little Toot. Little Toot. Little Toot. Little Toot. <laughs> uh, they, that's uh, my sixth best rapper of all time. <laughs> Little Toot. That's, that's trappy. <laughs> um, Little Toot is narrated uh, by song, and it's uh, sung by the Andrews sisters. Very popular act at the time. Little uh, Little Toot is about a very happy, small tugboat who just goofed off all the time. He got in trouble for doing something. I kind of was on my phone and didn't pay attention. Um, and was, I mean, he got in trouble for something. I don't want to spoil it, nice. but you guys should watch it because it was really cute. Um, <laughs> and was literally towed away in chains by, by cop tugboats. Tote chain? Tote Chain. Tote Chain! Which is my seventh favorite rapper. Um, by Cop Tugboats, which was sort of too far down the anthropomorphic rabbit hole for me. Like, mm. there's just races of different boats that all have different jobs. It's just really weird. Uh, they tow him outside of the town, essentially banishing him. Uh, sooner or later, again, in true Disney fashion, he's redeemed and all is well. This one was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. The Andrew sister did a great job singing the narration on this. The animation was good and the story was cute as hell. Okay. 
I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, the next one was called Trees, and it's based on a poem from 1913. Um, called Trees. Called Trees, yeah. <laughs> it's recited via song, very like operatic, you know, grand, um, whatever. Uh, well, I couldn't understand the words at all, which, uh, you know, keep that in mind, parents, when you complain about the music your kids listen to today. This one from 1940, I could not understand the words. Okay. Um, I think it was about a tree during the seasons. I don't really know. Uh, but the art was really cool, and the music was really not. Okay. <laughs> it, was kind of, it was kind of bad. Um, the next one is called Blame It on the Samba, which is our friends Donald Duck and Jose from the Three Carboneras. Um, <laughs> but it's a, a lively segment about the samba. Oh, Okay. And samba music. Uh, you get a cool little live action scene with Donald and Jose dancing on what I can only assume uh, is the samba. I don't know. They're dancing. I don't know what it is. Okay. Um, on like a, a, an organ, a piano. It's a cute short, and I think the kids would be into it. I think it's it's very much, uh, again, sort of that Fantasia thing where, you know, the musical notes are going and they're kind of interacting with all that. It's, you know, I liked it. The last one is called Pecos Bill. Sure. Okay. Sure. sure I love him. <laughs> Uh, it's narrated by, of course, the famous Roy Rogers, oh, nice. and uh, it is our final story. It opens with very slow country singing and animations of the Old West, like tumbleweeds and stuff like that. Then it finds a campfire with another live-action scene. This time, Roy Rogers, his horse Trigger, uh, a singing group called the Sons of the Pioneers, which apparently was the very first like uh, country uh, vocal act, like singers, right? Okay. Um, and they've swapped out a whole lot of members of that group, and it, I think it's still going today. It's like one of the longest-running like, singing groups. It's like Minuto, but way older. Right, yeah. Uh, uh, what? Um, anyway. Uh, changes. I didn't I didn't. Ricky Martin that. was in Menudo. I knew yeah. that, but I didn't know that there it's was a going. before or after. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, someone called Bob Nolan and those two annoying kids from the Song of the South. If you guys have seen that, the live action yes. kids, yes. they're in that. Oh. Yeah, and everyone's like around the campfire and they're very clean. Like imagine like a 1940s like singing cowboy, like Roy Rogers, very much like, you know. Yes. Anyway. Um, of course, everyone is shocked when the two dumb kids that hadn't heard of the story of Pecos Bill, or Pecos Bill, but they all pronounce it Pecos. Uh-oh. Like P-E-K, not P-E-C, not Pecos Bill, but it's Pecos. Pecos, yeah. Pecos. You never heard of Pecos Bill? Wow, tarnate! You know, this is really weird, but uh, whatever. Uh, after falling out, the story is, after falling out of his family's wagon as it crossed the west, little baby Pecos Pecos Bill was raised by wolves which might sound familiar to you, Jungle yeah. Book fans. I don't yeah. know. Uh, he was a tough kid who apparently could out-hiss a rattlesnake um, and all a bunch of other stuff. He's basically just a tough kid raised by wolves, right? Right. Okay. Uh, Pecos then eventually found a girlfriend called Slewfoot Sue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys, that should be a name familiar to you guys. Golden Horseshoe. Um, Because Sue is the owner of a certain Golden Horseshoe Saloon in a certain park in Anaheim. In fact, the stories are so uh, tied together. During construction, the Golden Horseshoe was actually known as Pecos Bill's Golden Horseshoe Saloon. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure how he got bumped, but, you know, whatever. Um, During the Golden Horseshoe Review, Wally Bogue... Right, our uh, yeah, the yeah. mentor to uh, Stephen Martin, who is my favorite comedian in the entire universe, uh, began his Disneyland stage career playing Pecos Bill on stage, and he would interrupt Slewfoot Sue's things, and it was a whole nice whole thing. thing. Anyway, it's the for me it was the strongest tie into the parks I've seen in these kind of movies so far, and the best one because it's very subtle. 
Okay. If you hadn't seen this film, you'd have no idea, really. It's just a cute, uh, a tad slow, but action-y, you know, and okay. it's very much like uh, praising the, uh, I don't know, it's like um, Paul Bunyan. You know, the, the story of Paul uh, Bunyan, just like all the cool things he did, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that, where like uh, how they got the Gulf of Mexico is uh, Pecos Bill rode out to California and lassoed a rain cloud and drug oh, it back, you know, that yeah, kind of stuff. But it's okay, all animated yeah. and yeah. it's cute. Okay. Um, <clears throat> like folklore kind of a thing. It, it, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's an established uh, folklore, right. you know, anyway. Um, so, I don't know. All in all, I think it holds up pretty well. Some stuff was real boring, but it's cool because it's episodic and you can skip all that. Okay. You can skip right. the stuff that's really boring. I would recommend skipping trees okay. if you have kids that are going to watch this because it was really, really dull. Okay. Um, but I got a couple cool notes. Um, for some of these sketches uh, to preserve the look of the original story sketches from trees because it was based on a book uh, layout artist Ken O'Connor came up with the idea of using frosted cells and rendered the pastel images right onto the cell before being photographed each cell was laminated in clear lacquer to preserve the pastel coloring the result was a look that had never been seen in animation before okay so again we're, we're, we're setting trends here um Let's go back to Johnny Appleseed. According to a source, upon reviewing the music that Ken Darby had composed for Johnny Appleseed, Walt Disney, quote, scorned the music, describing it as, quote, it's like New Deal music. What does that mean? Like, like very the, Roosevelt? Yeah, I guess. Like wow. The, like, um... I don't know. I don't know. I meant to look it up. <laughs> uh, Darby was, quote, enraged and said to Disney, quote, that is just a cross-section of one man's opinion, which sounds wow. like he dressed down Walt Disney in the time. Yeah. Uh, Darby was only employed at the Walt Disney Company for a short while what? after this. Yeah, I can't imagine why. Right. That is just a cross-section. I can just get the uh, finger wag. Um <laughs> Let's see. Uh, animated movie guy Jeff Beck, uh, dude, we're talking about um, Bumble Bumble Boogie. He called Bumble Boogie Disney's best piece of surrealism since the pink elephants on parade sequence in Dumbo. Nice. That's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, uh, Melody Time, which uh, specifically the uh, Blame It on the Samba routine, was the uh, last feature film to include Donald Duck and Jose Caroca or whatever until the 1988 movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Donald Duck had not been in a feature film until then, apparently. Wow. That's what the internet says. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, the internet never lies. That's true. Especially Wikipedia. Uh, this this movie wasn't released for like 60 years. It wasn't released until like later on um, in the whole uh, in the whole deal. Um, it was last released on June 6th, 2000 on VHS and DVD as part of the Walt Disney Gold Classic Collection. However, the cigarette, there was a cigarette, so Pecos Bill is rolling a cigarette. Okay. Um, and he, uh, in a uh, tornado. He does that in every movie. <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah. true. Um He's rolling a cigarette in a tornado and used a lightning bolt to light the cigarette. That dude. That is. That dude's a G. He's a badass, right? Yeah, that's yeah. badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Disney went through the whole thing of no smoking in movies, so uh, the cigarette was digitally removed in the Pecos Bill segment mm-hmm. in America. But it was not the case in the UK Region 2 DVD where it's unaltered. So, like, the rest of the world got it. It was totally fine. It but in America, for some reason. They just and and so I guess what happened is they took out that entire segment, so it just made the the story made no sense. Right. 
oh, this doesn't make any sense other than a lightning bolt lighting a cigarette. It's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> right. this had, now that I know that, I get the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and then back to Jerry Beck real fast in his animated movie guide book. He comments on a risque joke in Pecos Bill that somehow made it past the censors. When Bill first kisses Sue, his guns apparently rise from their holsters <laughs> and begin to fire by themselves. Oh, snap. And then, of course, Wikipedia goes on to explain that that's simulating... We know what it's... Uh, right. Uh, I thought he just had a gun Wikipedia. in his pocket. Now I get it. <laughs> you got a pistol, or are you just happy to see me? Exactly. And that is the movie review of Melody Time. Nice. I will put this online uh, on the website uh, once Terrence writes it for me. <laughs> very nice job. <laughs> Good job, Jason. Thank you very much. So it's one fifty-seven. We have a little bit of time. I know Kyle's here. Somebody's trying to bring us food. We got food. You guys want to take a break? Yes, dude, yeah, I'm starting. starting. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick break to eat as much as I don't want to. Five minutes. What should we put on to listen to? Spectra Radio? D- uh, thriller. The Thriller album? Yep. Start at the top. Ow. It's right there. It's right there. Yeah. No, it's just the song. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay, well, we're going to put, put on Thriller for some reason for you guys. And uh, when we come back, which is going to be very soon, don't worry about it. Um, We'll be fed. It'll be a good time. So, uh, and I'll cut this out of the pod because then I'll cut it out of YouTube. So, if you're listening live, enjoy the sounds of "Wanna Be Starting Something." Ears up, top forty. <laughs> so, basically, I forgot that "Wanna Be Starting Something" is a six-minute song, and then the next one is "Baby Be Mine," which is a terrible song. What are you guys talking about? Oh, yeah. Greg, sit in, dude. Whatever. What do you want to do? There's a fridge full of Red Bulls. If you guys want Red Bulls, it's right there. Pound them. <laughs> Just go. We got a bunch of free Red Bulls, man. Sponsored by Red Bull today. Whiff of cat litter? Yeah, I know, man. Hey, you got cats? You got to put the litter box somewhere. Um, okay, so the crew's just getting a little food here real fast. Taryn, like I said, made a bunch of gumbo, um, which might be a little too salty, but don't tell her I said that, please. It's fine. I thought it was really good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I'm just kidding with her. Um, and someone made pulled pork. A friend Matt and Michelle made pulled pork, dude. So we had Bro. pulled pork sammies like, waiting for us. Amazing. Like, Amazing. All right, we figure out how this is going to work, like microphone-wise. So... Um Kyle, why don't you take the yellow one and then have Taryn and Bev share the pink one? Okay. Sounds good. Jeremy has his yellow one. Jeremy has his yellow one. Yeah. Kyle, what's up, dude? Hey, thanks for coming all the way up here. Yeah, it was easy. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I don't know if I would have done that. I mean, it was kind of an excuse to make a vacation, so... But you go home tomorrow. You guys... No, we don't. Oh, you don't? We go home Monday. Oh, nice. Yeah, we leave first thing Monday morning. Okay. What are you guys doing tomorrow? San Francisco. Nice. Thank you for calling it San Francisco and not Frisco. San Fran or Frisco. Frisco. We're going to Frisco. We're going to Frisco. I'm talking to, I'm talking to uh, uh, Kyle on the like chat the other day, and uh, I'm like, yeah, so what do you Oh, yeah, we're going to go we'll do like touristy stuff. We're going to go to like walk around Pier 36 or whatever. I'm like, you should walk around Whoa. Pier. So go to Pier 39. It's a much better experience. Yeah. Pier 36 is on the opposite side of the freeway. That's <laughs> awesome. You're going to get bodied over there, dude. Why are people da- Why is what's that? that smells like gunpowder. Why? <laughs> well, no, there's just going to be like a rave going on. Uh, on that side, maybe. Yeah. Pier 36. Are we on air or are we... Yeah. yeah no, okay. we're, we're, yeah, we're here, man. We're talking. We're here. Uh, we're just waiting for Bev. Oh, 
All right, and Jeremy. And then uh, we'll start our armchair imagineering, dude, which I'm really excited about. So what I think you should know, Kyle's already breaking stuff. Yeah, that's what I do, right? (laughs) (laughs) I want a detailed sketch on how we could have done that better. That's what I want. Of this? Yeah. On my desk by Monday morning. It's just a terribly flawed design that shouldn't exist in the first place. (laughs) Fair enough. I'm going to say, though. I'm just going to let everybody know right now, my my idea is going to be the best. Disagree. Like I said. I told you, I have a printout. First time ever where I'm like, eh, a printout? About mine. Yeah. yeah. Do I need to take notes on this? Nah. <laughs> just no. Just It's good. Uh, just, just I just, make sure I, I, I felt like I needed um, some extra help in describing it, so I, I put a little thing together. Okay. okay. A little something. A little something. Yeah. A little overachiever. You have, did you print yours out, Beth? You got it. Right How many there. do you guys have? One, dummy. <laughs> Not a dummy. I was trying to make sure that we had enough time. To so I have a, I have, a, I have a couple, uh, but I'm you calling have a couple them, also. But I'm calling throwaways. Like they're not super defined. Like my final one is. None of mine are super defined. Okay, but I had some ideas. Mine could go in two ways. Okay, there's two ideas, but it would be essentially exactly the same thing. Oh uh, well, okay. if we're talking about that, to be fair, I did a whole land, so I actually have several within the one. No, thing. that's not. No, that's, that's one, one idea. Okay, right. good. That's one idea. Good. I did follow the Terrence, rules. Will you get friggin' Jeremy, please, so yeah, we can me, do this? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Texting Debney. <laughs> <laughs> we wish. Leaving him voicemails like vo- voicemail diaries. <laughs> well, see the problem. It's day two hundred and seventy-four. <laughs> And I really loved Illuminations. I, feel I like. thought about you today. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> hey, Jeremy. I like Jeremy's drinking wine out of a coffee cup. Yeah, we have a whole cabinet of wine glasses for you, and you picked a coffee cup. Well, I didn't want you guys to know what I was drinking. <laughs> this is Folgers. You know, there is purple stains on the side of the coffee cup. <laughs> and probably the sides of my mouth at this point, so that's totally fine. It's uh, it's pomegranate juice. I'm antioxidizing. Yes. Right, it goes with my keto. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Kyle, welcome back to the show, man. Thank you very much. This is the first time you've been here yeah, in the studio. Well, I was at your old studio, but not this no, new true. fancy one. That's true. Everything runs together in that studio. I have a hard time separating all the stuff that we do over there. That's life. Yeah. That's life. That's true. Um, <laughs> but, you know, blah, blah, blah. Thanks for coming. Um, I want to get right into it, man, because I'm really stoked about this. I'm not going to lie. Armchair Imagineering segment. Um, so what I think we're going to do is just go around the room and you're just going to listen. And okay. then at the end, just uh, maybe even at the end of every one, Terrence, or just at the end overall. What? So um, give feedback? Yeah. Give just feedback ba- at the end of each Basically, one. like not super detailed, but just explain if it's feasible or not. Well, because as I under- you, you guys are going to be sharing a mic. I, as I understand it, um, this is not a competition, correct? Yes, it is. Well, I mean, it's not a comp. It's not like who wins, but you know, everything's, everything's so, a competition. So, well, I guess yeah. what I'm saying is, does Kyle have to end up telling us who is the best? Yeah, I think he should say which one is the best idea. <laughs> yes. Okay. Right. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I personally hate so, that idea. The confidence is just oozing out of you oh, right now. I, I, I despise it. that idea. <laughs> yeah, everyone I, gets a medal over on that side. I can tell you who will come in last place, and it'll be me. 
Uh, maybe. It's so where are we going after this? Is. Who's taking me where after this? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oakley has uh, uh, the finest Oakley has there to offer. There we go. There yeah. we go. <laughs> um, which I don't know what that would be. Rayleigh's, I think. You go to the deli section. Yeah, we have a bar and grill. We do. We have a, a place called Providence. Yeah. You have a Mr. Pickles. <laughs> Mr. Pickles. <laughs> That's true. Uh, who wants to start? Do anybody want to start? I'll start. Terrence, baby. Let's go. Armchair Imagineering. Right. Okay, let's go with this one. All right. Shout out to Modern Mouse Radio. <laughs> yeah. So, um, sorry. Well, what's that? I said shout out to Modern Mouse Radio. Oh, goodness. So, I think um, I created a land. I did this this morning at about 4.30 in the morning. Um, I think that while we have a little bit of this stuff within the parks, I don't think we have enough. Um, I think this is an iconic movie. I think that with the movies that have come out afterwards, I think that we need to do something to make sure that the younger people not only appreciate what they get now, but what came out before them. So um, I'm going to create. Okay. And I, you have done this before, but I'm changing it up a little bit. Alice in oh, Wonder. Oh, so you've already stolen an Alice idea in Wonderland. Me. Land. Classic Disney. Okay. Alice in Wonderland. Land. Now, um, this is not going to be like the maze they have in Shanghai. This is going to be an entire area of the park that's dedicated to Alice and Alice in Wonderland. There's going to be a berm uh, that's basically going to be about 15 to 20 feet high because while you're going through this land, you're going to have some areas where you're going through where everything is gigantic because you, being Alice in the story, are going to be shrinking at multiple times. Uh, There's going to be some areas where you go into things and everything is miniature because you've gotten bigger as well. Um, There will not be a ton of attractions, but there will be different things to do. Number one, uh, you're going to have mini golf. So instead of croquet, it's going to be a mini golf themed area. All the clubs will be shaped like flamingos. A ball will be painted to look exactly like a hedgehog as well. There will be obstacles throughout the course. There will be animatronic uh, guards that the king has as well. They'll be moving back and forth to different areas. And there will be a cast member dressed as the Queen of Hearts roaming around challenging people to a hole of, of golf, a different holes on there as well. So interactive there. Um, you'll have a... <laughs> going down the checklist. I am. You'll have uh, a Mad Tea... It's interactive and, here. and uh, You'll have the Mad Tea Party. So it'll be themed just like the house. It'll serve crumpets and tea as well as Coke and other sweets as well. Um, and then the Mad Hatter will be there wishing everyone a very merry on birthday. Non-keto. Non-keto. I know. I'm sorry. I couldn't I couldn't get that in there. Um, and then the last thing I could come up at that time in the morning was a trip into Wonderland. This is going to be an Omnimover style ride, very similar to the Mermaid ride. Um, it'll take you through uh, the first portions of the movie as well, so going through the looking glass, uh, things of that nature, and you'll be going through and looking at m- multiple scenes from the movie as well, uh, so not only scenes of like the flower singing, but you'll see the, um, I can't believe I can't remember the guy's name, the caterpillar guy caterpillar yeah caterpillar man is i know he has a name are you yeah exactly so you'll have a scene like that as well you'll have um the cheshire cat um appearing and disappearing in multiple areas of the ride as well before you come out and when you come out is when uh the the exit to it will lead you directly to where you go play mini golf okay that's my idea number one just one, we're getting just one at a time. You want me to keep going? I don't know. Okay, I'll, I'll do know? a couple I more. I, mean, I, can, I, can, stay at one. I can review just it. Shut or your I can, mouth. Should we, should yeah, we review, review yeah, me. Ahead. Okay, so first of all, uh, incredibly feasible. Okay. So feasible, it's been considered multiple times. Ah. Mm. So feasible, it's been considered multiple times even as a standalone item really? outside of the parks. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the mini golf, the, the uh, restaurant, attached to restaurant with a small ride. That's a recipe for success that they've played with many times before. Okay. But it's never gone off the ground. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's a steady theme that okay. that's very cohesive, and you can pull together a full experience with that. So we're done. You're saying, yeah, okay, let's okay. end. All right, perfect. Thank you, guys. <laughs> but it's never been done, and that's it's I think, never the been key. Done. I know. So it's they thought about it, but they realized there are better ideas that haven't there been are, heard yet. They're all yes, they're all. Go ahead, keep, ideas. go your second one. Too. Okay, um, forget about it. Why not? Okay, I had another one that was soaring around the world with a Christmas layover for uh, <laughs> for the Santa Claus. So, oh. so let's skip like that the one. Movie? Yeah, I know. Well, I actually was chuckling as I was writing that as well. Like, oh, this is terrible. Uh, uh, well, you know, Tim Allen dropping off bricks wrapped in paper for people is not unheard of in his reality. Oh my gosh! Exactly, exactly. So um, we'll skip that one. I had another one, which would be. Um, there's a ride at Magic Mountain called X2. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's basically a roller coaster where the um, seats are attached with like a, a shaft, I guess, which allows the seats to rotate 360 degrees. I don't want and, it. Oh, it's, it's such a great ride. Uh, that would be the new indoor ride for um, Iron Man. It'll be the Iron Man Proving Ground, and you would uh, incorporate that with like a, a power glove kind of glove and you would shoot at things on the wall as well power glove okay. for all you nintendo fans right. uh the last one i'll say is mary poppins the ride mary poppins the ride will be a lot like peter pan uh space balls the toilet paper yeah, exactly <laughs> uh the the ride would be a lot like peter pan where you're suspended but the vehicle itself on either side you look at it will be basically the be jingles it'll be the horse on the outside okay with a chair in the middle um it'll take you through uh through london you'll start off um coming down from the cloud going to the bank's house as well uh you'll go through the chalk drawings at one point when you go into the chalk drawings you'll actually find yourself inside of the drawing and uh, the horses that are suspended at multiple areas on the you know from the wall behind you on the sides of you will make you feel like you're in the horse race then you'll uh, you'll win the horse race. You'll skip across the roofs of London. Uh, well, they'll be stepping in time, and then you'll come all the way back in uh, to saying goodbye to the kids and going back up to the clouds that you came from. I would never ride that. <clears throat> I would never ride it. Why? Because you don't like Mary Poppins. Yeah. Okay. What? Rude. I don't know. I was I was expecting a little more interaction. Uh, sorry, uh, I was trying to be funny. I was sorry, it was just a joke. Everyone got really offended when I said I wouldn't ride Terrence's ride. So is that an indoor dark ride? Indoor dark ride, a Fantasyland, Fantasyland style, style ride. Yeah. Okay. Like just like just like Peter Pan. Just like Peter Pan, except. Okay, so, so it's Peter Pan, just themed to Mary Poppins. Yes! Where would so you it's a Mary Poppins okay. overlay. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate Mary Poppins that. Overlay. <laughs> Basically, Wait, where yes. do you expect it to go? No, what? It'll replace Peter Pan. There, I'll just say that. Okay. All right. What do you think, okay. Kyle? <laughs> uh, with replacing Peter Pan, that's a terrible idea. No, I, you know what I mean. <laughs> I didn't know that we actually had to find places for it to go. It'll be just like Peter Pan. And it'll, I don't know, it'll replace the... I don't dumb. I mean, it's I it's know. that's also an idea they've played with a lot. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors. Actually, uh, it's actually relevant because there's been a lot of rumors that right now they're considering putting a Mary Poppins ride in England, mm. in uh, Epcot. Uh, and Smart. originally they were talking about a dark ride, something kind of similar to that. Now it sounds like it might just be a spinner, though. Um, but at okay. least that's the, and it's all rumors, so I don't like know. Like teacups? Yeah, like mm. no, no, no. More like uh, Dumbo. Dumbo. Oh, so think terrible. Well, you mean think you're on a carousel horse and the carousel basically flies flying. apart and starts flying and yeah. you know you get to enjoy going around on your flying carousel. I mean okay. that would be kind of cool. Yeah. I don't think it meshes well personally with 
the the current atmosphere in England because that's a very pristine and nice environment right now, okay. and very uh, it's got honestly a little bit of a pompous feel. I would even say hmm. um, very English. Yeah, it's very yeah. English, but uh, <laughs> very proper. But putting in childy, cheesy Mary Poppins to that. I mean, not that Mary Poppins is cheesy in a bad way, but I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's cheesy in a fun way. Yeah. But putting that in there, it's. Uh, I think it would distract from that environment personally. Yeah, I agree. So, okay. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, good job, Terrence. Do you still, now that it's all out and you've said it all, do you still feel like your oh, yeah, ideas are terrible? terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's fine, though. It's fine. I didn't think they were terrible. Uh, Terrence, why don't you go next? I've done better. Super Mario Land. Come on. That was way better. Super Mario Land. Crumbus. Crumbus. I forgot about Crumbus. Okay. Crumbus. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so... That was perfect. <laughs> Why was my baby screaming? I don't know. Right. That was perfect. Sam did it. Um, I, I'm not going to be able to concentrate if she's screaming, so somebody else should maybe go till we figure this out. All right. Okay. Beverly, go ahead. I'm up. Oh, dear. Jeez. Becca broke it. She's broken. Okay. I'm a little nervous about mine, but whatever. Don't be. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's pretend didn't... Disney didn't close all of the shops in downtown Disney and then scrap their plans to build a hotel. <laughs> okay. 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 Right. okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Haunted Mansion Hotel. Oh. Okay. Um, because it's Disneyland, I'm going to start with pricing. Rooms are going to start between $400 and $800 a night. Okay. okay. Very reasonable. Highly reasonable. Suites will start at 1000 and go from there. Okay. Oh the entrance will look like an old plantation house with towers in the back to support the rooms. Hate it already. <laughs> Whatever. Just genetically, I hate it. I hated it. PTSD. Go on. Uh, sorry, Terrence. Oh, I just got it. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm like, I could watch the joke going across the table. It's just like, God, I that one. <laughs> All right, well, this will be a completely immersive experience. Okay. All staff will remain in character. All t- <laughs> That's not- <laughs> that is not hold what on, I hold mean. On. What year oh is it? God. Let's do that. Uh, it is, uh, I don't know, whatever year it's supposed to be at the actual Haunted 1863. Mansion ride. 1863. <laughs> 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 it's going to be after the Civil War. It's, it's I was after, giving you an out. It's after the Civil there War. There you go. Sweet cheers. Well, now I'm never going to win. Freya Rabbit comes along and invites you. In. I'm not. I'm okay. not the one judging it. Okay. It's your bag. Okay, you guys took it so much darker than I ever intended this to. This would be the worst LARPing ever. <laughs> it's horrible. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Let's, oh, let's go. Ahead. No. Okay. So after the Civil War, yeah, it's current time. All staff are supposed to remain in character at all times, meaning they're supposed to be very somber, very dark, very <gasps> not. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the secret show. You hold that F word back. I did. I know. I saw. Oh, and they okay. chew your bottom lip off. Terrence, you proofread this and did not tell me any of this stuff. I know. I didn't think about it at that point, but go on. Excuse me. <clears throat> all characters, <laughs> all of the staff members are to remain in character at all times. They're there yes. to assist you, but they're also there to serve you, um, to serve, they're there to assist you and to serve you. But Just also, like the Haunted Mansion, right. But also to yes. provide you with a show. Yeah. Right. You okay. are, you are staying in a haunted old manor. Mansion. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. The lobby will be dark. Music 
uh, organ music will be playing in the background. There will be electricity, but most of the lights will be gas lanterns to really give it an old feel. Okay. Right? Set in the mood. I like it. Exactly. Um, all of the rooms, no matter what room you book, it's going to have the wallpaper from the ride. Um, there will be intentional cobwebs in the rooms, wooden creaky floors, distressed just, like to give it, just to give it an overall <laughs> yeah. spooky vibe. Okay. Uh, floors one through six will be basic themed room, nothing too extravagant, suitable for all ages. Uh, floors seven through 12 will be concierge level. Okay. They'll be, just be a little larger, and then they'll provide you all the things that you get at the Disneyland Hotel for <laughs> concierge <laughs> level, okay. including okay. happy hour. Oh. Uh, the concierge level, okay. however, will be held on the 13th floor, which most hotels do not have. Okay. Okay. Even though when you're on the 14th level, you're it's on the third, third, level. Third, right, yeah. Um, Floors 14 through 17 will be the suites level. Each suite will be themed differently from something directly from the ride. So there'll be a Madame Leo. And, and when I say suite, I mean it's going to be like, if you've ever looked at the pictures of the themed suites from the Disneyland Hotel, it's like all out suites. Like okay. extremely themed, like to the nines. Um, for example, like a Madame Leota room, a Black Widow Bride room, a Jack Skellington room. Oh, like just, even some just overlay All actually. of the things, yeah. Got it. All right. There will be an on-site restaurant. Um It'll be designed as though you're eating in a grand dining room of a long-neglected plantation mansion. Think big, ornate stone fireplaces, dusty, Mm -hmm. old, gross chandeliers, but it's all intentional. It's not really gross. Uh, To very closely mimic the dining room scene of the ride uh, without the ghosts and the dancing people and the shooting, because it doesn't need to be too cartoony. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, live piano player in the room, but think like Lurch is playing the piano. Yeah. Nice. Right? Okay. Um... All of the songs have to be played in a minor key. <laughs> okay. With a, just a generally ominous vibe. Right. Much the same as the hotel, all of the waitresses and waiters are supposed to be um, remaining character at all times. They're serving you, but they're like, they could not give a crap. Like, right. Hello, miss. Right. You know, that kind of crap. That kind of vibe. Um, all food will be general, genuine Creole fare. The hotel grounds will resemble as much as possible a creepy family cemetery. Think mausoleums, large stone statues like from Mausoleums? The, ma, ma, isn't that how you say it? Mausoleum. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Like uh, like that scene from the Adams Family movie? Like the Adams Family Cemetery when they're walking through? Oh, yeah, yeah, Like yeah, that yeah. kind of thing? Okay. Very ornate. Uh, but not quite as strange. Yeah. Uh, organ music will also be playing on the grounds with uh, spooky animals okay. mixed in with the music. Taryn, okay. what was wrong with my baby? That's it. That's all I got. That's good. Yeah, Yay. that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I have a quick question for you. Sure. What star level is this hotel? Like, do you think this is like a three star, so, no. a four star? I went four to five diamond. Four to five diamond? Okay. Like, it's going to be expensive. So, f- <laughs> yeah, so your prices are low, actually. Well, that's because I've never stayed at a yeah. <laughs> so I have no baseline. Your prices are the same as, like, the Disneyland Hotel. Okay. So, you would need to go up a little bit. Sure. Um, the number of stories would need to drop dramatically, and we'd have to have different wings. Because if you went above about eight stories, you're going to be visible ah. from anywhere within Disneyland. Good call. So that well, would they they not destroyed be okay. most of downtown Disney, so we could do wings. That's fine. well, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, I thought it's really cool, though. Thank you. You keep touching on the immersive experience with storytelling, but you never kept quite took that jump, and I was curious why. What do you mean? Well, so like they're coming out now with this new hotel for Star Wars, right? Uh, and in that hotel, you're going to go, and it's going to be more like going to a cruise ship. So okay. you're going to check in. There's going to be check-in dates. And once you get there, you get a room. They even give you clothing so you match 
the Star Wars experience. Oh, wow. But um, at that point, there's going to be a story that's told during the hotel that's going to progress. The hotel's going to fly around because you're actually on a ship, and the windows are actually going to change the scenes that they're in. And there's going to be meetings with the captain at dinners and stuff like that. So, like, meals are included, which they like because they get more money out of it. But then, in addition, they get to tell, they get time with you to tell the story and really develop the plot as you go. And, yeah, you can leave whenever you want and go to the parks, mm-hmm. but you can also stick around and get but the story. So, like, I'm looking and I'm like, okay, we got, we've got this Madame Leota experience. We have a haunted house. What, what if we made it? What if it got more haunted as the days went on? Why not have those ghosts at dinner? What if they came out every hour and did a little mini dinner did show? Did like a thing? Yeah. That's not a terrible you idea. Know, I'm, I'm, those, those are my ideas coming off of it. So I think, I think you have a really good base, but I think you could have taken it. I think you should think about it more and take it farther type yeah. thing. Homework. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get right on that. All right, Taryn. It's your turn now. All right. Have those back. Baby's fine. She fell yeah. on her face. Which is fine. Happens all the time. She but did it too. She didn't have any of her parents around, and she had a lot of strangers that she's not used to, so okay. she's fine now. Right. Okay. How's her face? Her face is perfectly fine. Yeah. It's beautiful. She doesn't look like a pug or anything. No. Okay. <laughs> she looks more like you now. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Drop her again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I decided that I wanted to reimagine all of Tomorrowland. Okay. Wow. Okay. Tomorrowland, I think, has been stuck in the past, which is ironic, uh, for a while. And I'm ready to bring it into the future for real. Let's go, Taryn. So we're we're moving away from the space aspect of it because, honestly, it's not the 1950s. No one cares about space. I mean, space is cool, but we've we're been there, done that. Okay. So now it's all about technology. So, Jeremy, this is right up your alley. <laughs> yeah. You should know exactly Will what I'm talking VCR? about. VCR, <laughs> because <laughs> I know how to set the clock on those. <laughs> nice. Um, so to start off, um, I had this vision of of changing the whole facade. So right now, it's kind of got still those gold in the, like the rocks at the beginning mm-hmm. and the big rocket ship thing with the stuff, and it's it's kind of old, um, been done. Don't like it anymore. So I came up with a, a new... It's going to be a lot of blues. Ooh. Okay. Um, so Taryn is showing us a yeah, uh, printout. I hope that wasn't printed at home because that's a lot of color. It ink. was not, of course. Right, oh, my it. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Uh, right. Kyle, is there some destiny in there? Look at the, bo- look at the bottom know, right, right corner. It looks like a little... So that's how I imagine, especially at night when you're walking into the uh, Tomorrowland, you have lights beneath you. You have lights on the side and kind of like pulling you in. Okay. Kind of a matrixy style thing. Yeah, a little bit Tronny. Um and Tronny. then <laughs> Tronny. God. Uh, Lil Tronny. And like then that. the uh, <laughs> What's up, little Tronny? Yeah. So Astro Orbiter is going to just the cars are gonna change. Um, well the the cars in the facade. So the facade I found this photo. I don't know if you guys can see it on the camera, but um okay. this kind of photo, that's kind of the more of the facade for it. because um, the theming of that ride's gonna change just a touch. Can it's, you describe it for yeah, people who it's, aren't watching? Um it's like a uh, actually it kinda looks like the, the ball at midnight. The uh, New Year's Eve New ball. New Year's Eve yeah, ball. Okay. You're talking it's, about this one in the top right? This one in the top right, uh, it looks yeah. It's kinda like a hydroponics tower. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it has it, it's kind of a cone shape with a ball on top, and it has okay. all these green and, and blue lights around it, so like okay. softer lighting. Yeah, and right. so that's kind of what I imagine um, Astro Orbiter turning into. And then it has the in, instead of the cars that it has, the cars are just kind of reimagined a little bit into these more white pods, just to give it kind of a more um, futuristic look to it. Okay. Um, other than that, we're not changing any of the mechanics of that ride at all or anything like that. You know, while you pull up your thing, you know what I want next time we do this is for you and Bev to work on something together because you both like help each other out <laughs> explaining your, mm. your things. And uh, I would like to see what the combined brain would, uh, if we get both halves of the brain together. Place yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That'd be scary. Yeah. Um, I want a hotel where you build it yourself. It's <laughs> a Lego hotel. Yeah. Eight month minimum. Oh, my gosh. Um, Drywall experience a must. Go ahead. Next up is uh, Buzz Lightyear. Uh, We're not going to change anything to the actual ride. We're just going to change the outside facade and bring it into that blue kind of vibe that I want to talk about. Um, Finding Nemo Voyage literally could not think of a way to change it, so that's going to remain exactly the same. Okay. Uh, Jedi training um, is going to become uh, Imagineer tech training. Oh. And we're going to try out some new technologies, some of the stuff maybe that we um, saw in that that episode that we did where we all had to come up with, it, 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 we armchair imagineered based on those education, or the patents yeah, yeah. that they were working on, that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. He did that. <laughs> well, this at, that, at the tech training, it would be like Jedi Imagineering, but it would be more interactive, of course, for little kids, and it wouldn't be like... You know, really right. learning how to engineer, but it would be like playing with iPads or like a big screen or something that hasn't been fully developed in my head okay. yet. But okay. Interventions meets blue sky kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Because um, wow. I'm, t- I'm basically taking Star Wars out of um, Tomorrowland except for Star Tours. Yeah. Well, Star Wars is a, a, an old story if you want to get technical. Well, yes, exactly. You know they have that. Uh, Space Mountain, I'm not changing the. <laughs> Kyle's talking to you. Kyle's oh, talking. I'm sorry, what? You know they have that. The tech training thing? They do? Yep. At, Di- at Disney World in Innoventions. Oh, well, perfect. Yeah. Then it's already done. Yeah. Just move it to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> Saving money all over the place. Um, Space Mountain, I'm not changing the ride because it's perfect. Um, but I am. At night, the mountain is going to get some more of those blue uh, lights going okay. up. Not all the time, though. Just like maybe every hour. Okay. You know, okay. have a little show. Okay. Uh, Tokyo does that. Oh, see? Again. Where's Nick? Again. <laughs> What's up? Are you going to keep the, it's gonna the overlay? The what? The Halloween overlay? Uh, Kill it. Unknown. Kill, Kill it with fire. Kill it. Unknown. Burn that ghost. Okay, so here's where it gets a little... It Call gets, Supernatural. Where's Dean and Sam? Let's go. I went on it two days ago, yeah? and I think they switched out the projectors for cheaper projectors. Really? Seriously? Yeah, the light leak is just incredible. Oh. Wow. It's, it's not a good show. I hate it. Wow. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is where it gets interesting. Autopia is now going to be sponsored by Tesla. Okay. And it's, of course, yeah. going to be all electric cars. Um, we are also going to reduce... We're going to take... So Autopia has two tracks. We're going to take one out. Okay. And we're going to reduce that single track by 50%. <laughs> okay. Well, I know. Wait, what? So you're gutting it like 75%. It is. If you look at the track for Autopia, it is so spread out. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a way to redesign that without getting rid of the ride because no one can. We can't get rid of the ride. No. And I understand it's going to be really hard on um, on uh, line capacity. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. However, they're Teslas. They're much 
better suited for going maybe slightly faster or they're just going to have, I think, better mechanics to handle that transition. So you're basically just getting so you're getting rid of one of the the tracks one full and track. then reducing the other track. Yes. Do okay. the Teslas drive themselves? They yes. Well, they can. <laughs> they they cannot bump into each other Jeez, because yeah. of that technology. So okay. that's also a positive. Okay. Okay. A positive. Um, Alanis Morissette. Okay, and this is all going to come. <laughs> this is all going to come full circle at some point. But yeah. um, so the people mover. This is actually how I started with this idea because I wanted to reimagine the people mover. Realize it's really impossible. So <laughs> okay. the people mover is becoming Walt's dream come true. It's going to be a walkthrough. The walk-through people mover? Yes. Uh, the track is going to be a moving sidewalk huh. that gives you a look at the future of commerce and agriculture, um, how we get our goods in the future, and a look at um, the agriculture in the future, sort of similar to the living off the land ride in, um, in at Epcot. Okay. Uh, and then innovations, we're getting rid of that whole building. Gone. So, now we don't have innovations, and we don't have... We have half of Autopia. So what we're going to do, this is where it gets awesome. <laughs> we are going to build a new e-ticket ride. Okay. It is going to be a roller coaster unlike any roller coaster you've ever seen in your life. Oh. We're using technology called um, magnetic levitation. It's this, called Terran technology. No. Or Terran I'm, tech I'm literally short. not making this up. So it, trains are already using this in Tokyo, uh, in, in Japan. I don't know why I said Tokyo. In Japan. And uh, basically, it allows, it allows a ride, or it allows their trains to move without a track. So the, the thing is in the middle. There's magnet, magnets on either side. This is very technical. Um, <laughs> it might be up over your heads, uh, but um, uh, you know, stay, but try to keep up. They are actually actively working on this technology for roller coasters, which would sort of. And I, I am. This is not my idea. I just, in my research, found this and was like, Disneyland needs to be the first to do it. So it's a ball. So everybody, there's three people in in each car, and the car is a ball, and the ball is on this track, and so you're all facing each other, and it's. I'm picturing Lost World right now. It is. Yes, it's okay. actually very very similar. Like the the images that I saw for the kind of conceptual drawings of this is kind of like that but it's a roller coaster and it can go really fast like crazy fast and it can actually like it's not on the track so it can do things that that others can't do so i'm just going to read the description that i found and again i didn't create this but this is good so a six foot wide uh, transparent sphere replaces the traditional open top car all three passengers strapped in with traditional um Padding restraints would get a clear view of their fellow riders gawking faces along with the world spinning by. The majority of the track would be a tubular with an open top to keep the sphere on the right path. Like a maglev train, that's the trains in, in Japan, the sphere would ride just above the track with powerful magnets lev levitating and propelling it. Gyroscopic technology would let the sphere roll along the tracks without exposing riders to dangerous G-forces. The magnets would work as air brakes, slowing the sphere to a safe speed as the riders uh, dive underground. So it's, it can also go underwater, which is also really cool. Uh, after riding uh, up another ramp, the sphere would leave the track as it jumped into a second, much larger funnel or maybe a water-filled basin. The jump would be the central attraction of the ride, advertised as the ultimate in extreme rider experience. So that's really... 
the core. Dangerous G-forces. Yeah, we're getting rid of those. Oh. That's what this is. This is avoiding those dangerous G-forces. The only dangerous G-forces I need are in Compton. You know what I mean? So this ride um, is called... (laughs) This ride is called the Maglev. Okay. And um, I... My third favorite rapper. And this is... uh, this is my reimagining of Tomorrowland. All right. Good job. Good job, wow. Taryn. Nice work. Wow, you got a spontaneous round of applause. That's cool, too. I know. That's fun. So I have a question. Where did you find the information for the maglev system? Uh, Google.com. I hacked. <laughs> where where did you oh. out? Uh, on, uh, it came from an article in Wired. Wired? Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. Curious um, if it was legitimate or not? Well, no, because <laughs> so this is this is a thing that comes up a lot. They come up with uh, magnetic uh, roller coasters. So we actually use magnetic systems today to propel roller coasters down the track, and we use that actually at California Screaming mm-hmm. to get that system, and that actually works fundamentally the exact same way as what you're proposing. Oh, okay. Uh, the difference is that it's not floating. The advantage of having a floating train mainly is the fact that you can eliminate all moving parts. Hmm. And by eliminating moving parts, you eliminate wear and tear, and everything gets easier to run and operate. The drawback is the energy cost and the Mm. safety that's associated with it. Um, So everything that you were talking about sounds really cool, but I keep thinking safety, 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 safety. You know, yeah, I wouldn't go on that. I could see that. There's no no way. What if the the gyroscope fails? What if... What I mean, and there's ways to get magnets so that they don't fail and and are safe and and that type of thing. But a gyroscope ball situation, I don't I don't ever see. I won't want to say this, but I don't really see that happening anytime soon. Mm. Um, I don't ever see a tubular track being a thing simply because it restricts view and people prefer open views, wind in your face, and everything you're talking mm. about takes that away from the roller coaster ride experience, which I think people really love. That's true. Um, but Beyond that, having a magnetic track could be a really cool boon. Um, we're currently doing that in the fact that we in, are in, introducing magnets in way more places along roller coasters. I mean, there's even – I think there was a roller coaster that op, uh, opened recently that had a magnet in the top hat portion of the track. Do you remember the name of that? Yeah, Six Flags did that. So, yeah, full throttle. It has magnets on the top. Hmm. Yeah, to keep it going. I think it's just to stop it. Okay. Yeah. So as that technology gets better, we're able to use it in more places. But it's not in the. It will someday be a place where yes, we will use magnetic tracks to run roller coasters. That we are on a track where that we will probably do that someday. And magnets um, heal the body. That's proven science. <laughs> so that in crystals. Yes. Yeah. It's a healing ride. Um. Everything else, though, I hate to tell you, is band aid. Oh no! I knew. I know fully that. So that it all suffers. But what else can you do? So that that's called the Tomorrowland problem. So the Tomorrowland problem is the fact that the future isn't now, but it's going to be now soon. Yeah. <laughs> and and now be now. Yeah. Kyle. Just just soon. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever they do a Tomorrowland redesign, it has a shelf life, and that shelf life is much shorter than they want it to be. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about this before on the show, but when Disney invests in an attraction, they're looking at their investment as twenty-five to fifty years. When they build Little Mermaid, they plan that to last 25 or 50 years. Most people, when they build a facility, plan 50 years as the maximum life. They're planning that as their minimum life before they need to reinvest to make it better. But it's supposed to last even longer than that, Mm -hmm. which is why we still have rides like Peter Pan around today. Um, 
but unfortunately, because of that, they need to think a lot more about longevity when they do this type of stuff. And Tomorrowland hasn't really held up. And while there is probably a way to do another Tomorrowland, doing Tomorrowland in the same vein that it's been done in the past probably won't happen again at this point. <clears throat> probably be doing something different. I mean, originally the concept to replace Star Wars or Tomorrowland and Disneyland was with Star Wars Land. Uh, they got rid of that at the last minute, but that was originally the plan. Yeah. When I was working there, that was the plan. Hmm. Uh, they talked about that in-house. Hmm. Um, but but they moved away from that. But that was their way to get out of the Tomorrowland issue. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's got a good foundation. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Nice work, Taryn. Thanks. Jeremy, why don't you go? And then I'll close it out. Okay. <laughs> so my idea is for something called Mary Poppins Land. Box Wine Land. Box Wine Land. <laughs> where you go in and... Fly out this bigot. <laughs> so it's a water ride. <laughs> initially, I think this is uh, something that could be a land in a park like Hollywood Studios or Walt Disney Studios or California Adventure. Um, but with the coming property, uh, the, the new sequel that's coming, and if it's successful, potentially something behind it, more content from those could maybe make this even a fifth gate. But put that to the side for a second. So... First of all, the, the different areas. Instead of a Main Street USA, you walk down Cherry Tree Lane, um, experiencing kind of the whimsical stately houses that are on that street. Um, looking off to your left, you could look up and see Admiral Boom's boat that he made <laughs> his roof into the into a boat. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a park, Bert's sidewalk chalk drawing. So another section of this land could be where you're somehow immersed into his sidewalk chalk drawing. Um, a London Park area, which is in the movie, is across the street on Cherry Tree Lane with a bandstand. Um, maybe like in the beginning of the movie, the um, Jane and Michael get lost at the zoo. Um, so maybe you have some sort of whimsical zoo, maybe not with reanimal, real animals, but animatronics or something like that. Um, a shop selling kites, an ice cream stand. Main attractions. Um, of course, you could have a carousel, um, but also the main attraction would kind of be like what Terrence was talking about, but this is a horseback ride, as I envision it, a horseback ride through Bert's chalk drawing. Um, but here, instead of being suspended from the ceiling, it's more of like a trackless experience like you have at Ratatouille that's um, in oh. Disneyland Paris um, and is coming to Epcot, I believe. Um, so you have big... 3D screens in front of you, you're in, in Ratatouille, you're in a rat, um, and you're going through experiencing that. So you could be going through the race course of Bert's Chalk Drawing. You could be finding yourself in the fox hunt. Um, so that would be my vision for the, the sort of the e-ticket ride. Um, but I also thought that you could work in some of the other properties that relate to Mary Poppins, like um, Saving Mr. Banks. So you could have a railroad that is sort of like the real her journey to Alara um, in Saving Mr. Banks when she is a nice. child. And that's where she kind of goes or when he loses his job. And then also I just thought a standard dark ride um, through Mary Poppins, kind of like Snow White does and all the rest of those two. Is Alara a new sleep aid from Pfizer? Yeah. Um, Non-prescription Alara. <laughs> um, in terms of entertainment, um, you could have a pearly band in a bandstand or going about the different areas, um, which is the band that sang Supercalifragilistic, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> whatever the infernal thing is. Um, Confound it. Uh, you could have its own nighttime spectacular. 
um, on the roofs of Cherry Tree Lane, where you could have, thinking about the portion of the movie when the chimney sweeps are dancing on the roofs, you could almost do like a projection mapping thing onto the top of the buildings of of, uh, Cherry Tree Lane or the parts around London, and you could have Admiral Boom launching the fireworks like he did in the movie out of his cannon. (laughs) Figure it out. I don't know. Um, Dining. I think you could have a lot of different dining experiences based on the movie so that you could recreate the cafe from um, Bert's picture drawing where they danced with the penguins. Um, You could have Uncle Albert's tea room. Um, And maybe there's even a part in that. I think someone was telling me recently that in the Trader Sam's in Florida that I think maybe even the the chairs might go up and down. So is there a way to recreate a table floating in Uncle Albert's laughing tea room? I don't know. Figure it out, Imagineering. I'm just coming up with the idea. Um, (laughs) Thanks, Walt. (laughs) You could have a fishmonger selling quick take away fish and chips like you have at Epcot. Because um, in the beginning, she says, we're going to go for a nice Dover sole and a pint of prawns. Um, you could have a place selling like takeaway meat pies, like Katie Nana's meat pies. Um, and that's my idea for... so. And then maybe there'll be even more ideas. We're about to get a new movie. I'm sure there's going to be more places that they go and adventures that could be worked in. But that's my initial idea for a land and maybe a fifth gate. Well done, Jeremy. Not bad. Pretty good for the kid, huh? I know. So a lot of potential. I mean, you've you've definitely explored a lot of different ideas, and there's a lot of concepts that you know could really be fleshed out. I think you're hired. Um, but also, there's a lot of them that haven't really been thought through as well. Like like I like the floating table idea. That's something that Disney's actually played with a lot. But to do that, we got to put guests in seat belts throughout the meal, right. and that's going to be interesting. <laughs> and what happens if you drop your fork? Or have to pee. Or have to pee. You have to unbuckle. The fork is really actually the bigger issue than the (laughs) the peeing. I also um, envision, like, if maybe the tables aren't going up and down, but maybe there's just a way that you have, like, balconies, like, coming out throughout the restaurant. Yeah. Where you're kind of, like, in the air. Yeah. So, like, maybe there's staircases that go up. But I mean, and and you're talking about uh, the cartoon world, and I was thinking, oh, wouldn't it be cool if, as the day progressed and we did the projection mapping later at night, you could bring out the cartoon world more and projection map overlay on everything, the cartoon world, and kind of like have all of the park enter that as the day goes on. Uh, the projection mapping for the fireworks shows is an awesome idea. And especially with like Disney's now talking about using drone technology in some of their fireworks shows, we could build a drone ship. Uh, it could be oversized and we could have a, we, you know, we couldn't, we could maybe put an animatronic on it that looks like a person that fires a cannon. And then the fireworks could go off. That's a great idea. Wow. You know, that's 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 tech that's achievable this day, and it's it's something awesome. Uh, your trackless ride, I want to ask, why is it trackless? I'm only, I'm not, I don't care that it's actually trackless. Okay. To me, that doesn't matter. Okay. I only reference that because that's what I just, I just went on it. Okay. So I'm like, it's a trackless ride. <laughs> you went but on Ratatouille? I, yeah. Okay. Um, so. What do you think of Ratatouille? I'm just curious. So I've never seen the movie. That's fine. <laughs> it's also okay. not shocking. Not surprised. Shocker. Yeah. Um, but I really liked it. Did you feel like your experience on that ride was unique and that if you had ridden it again, you would have gone a different experience? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really think about that. Like, you honest. saw there were two other cars with you, right, as you went? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind then. Sorry. I know you. I, what, tell me. Nah. Well, I've been I, not even. No, 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 no. This is, nah. this is yeah. the answer. This is a personal thing. This is a personal thing. Okay. So, 
a lot of people right now are really obsessed with trackless rides and trackless rides are cool mm-hmm. and I think they're really cool because they can tell unique stories and there's great examples of good trackless rides like Phantom Banner I think it's called yeah, at, Banner, yeah. at Tokyo that's a great trackless ride during that ride uh the cars will surround stages where the entertainment's shown, and then they'll all move off and they'll do their own individual thing and have mm. individual experiences with an animatronic and move on to another experience. And they know they don't necessarily all exhibit the same experience. Same thing with Winnie the Pooh. In Winnie the Pooh, you'll go up to like a guy shooting a cannon. This is the same one in Tokyo. They have a trackless Winnie the Pooh for those who don't know. Sorry, uh, they, they you might go up to one. A guy shooting a cannon, where someone else might go up to a giant honeypot. Like, there's different things that can happen on that ride, and depending on which car you're on, you get different experiences. Uh, I found that uh, uh, Ratatouille doesn't give that. At least the one at to- uh, at Paris, you literally all do the same thing, watch the same videos. You just take right. a slightly different path, right. like dodging underneath the table. And to me, that's like, well, why even bother doing that? A waste of the time. Why not just put it on a track at that point? Yeah. So, you know, you, you, tech tech is there to... tech. Uh, one of the things, and this is just an armchair imagineering like, critique in general, tech is there to enable you to tell the story you want to tell. Tech is not there to be the main experience of the attraction. Right. So there's always the question of why are you using that tech when you bring in new tech? And that's something that Disney does. That's why... Little Mermaid in Calvary Venture is an Omnimover ride. Right. Because an Omnimover ride can feed through a ton of people. It's very low maintenance. It's easy to do. And it tells that story perfectly. So, okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> all right. Cool. Now, are you guys ready for the main attraction? The e-ticket ride of all uh, ideas? <clears throat> so I had a few ideas, uh, but they wouldn't be feasible. I was trying to like think out of the park. Think out of the box. Think out of the park, right? Like, um, for example, my first idea I had uh, driving to pick up Jeremy last night, as a matter of fact, was turn the DMV into the Disney MV. Oh, God. Oh, uh, because I wanted it, like out of the park, right? Like you don't need to be in the park. It's just a Disney themed thing, right? Wow. So you would make waiting in line more fun in this interactive queue. Issue a pair of VR goggles and you're like killing invader aliens or whatever, right? This is literally you while you're waiting at DMV? No, while I'm driving to pick up homie. No. No. Oh yeah, no. But like you're <laughs> like you're sitting down and you wait for like three hours. Like when you, you got VR memory, goggles, you got, dude. Yeah, goggles. or explore the underwater world of the Little Mermaid while waiting to get your smear lapped jorked. Like what? whatever, right? I'm sorry. Say that again. Smear. La- and it just made up words because she made up words. Okay, right. That's all. But. <laughs> Then I thought that's not that's not feasible. So maybe let Disney design the Hyperloop, the Tesla Hyperloop or whatever, and you run it from SFO to the parks somehow. I don't know. Uh, the ride cars are maybe all enclosed, and they're playing scenes from uh, one of your favorite movies, or maybe background artwork from Disney classics, or maybe it's an interactive shooter like a Duck Hunt, but in 4D or whatever. I don't know. Then I thought maybe a brewery. You can have a lot of like like uh, animation, like the life of a grain, animated in that '40s kind of style, nice. with a little grain germination, and you know, he's flying around, and you know, yeast budding, and the foam, and all that kind of stuff. And then I thought, well, why not a distillery themed to Trader Sam's? And then I thought, well, they kind of already have that, the lost uh, whatever. Okay. <clears throat> but none of these are really truly up to snuff. So let's talk about the best <laughs> idea for Disney to develop. It's an overlay, not for just a ride. But a park-wide overlay. What? Okay. Everything gets overlaid, featuring the Muppets. Okay. (laughs) Splash Mountain becomes Kermit's Swamp. 
<laughs> in the dancing scene uh, at the end or whatever, uh, the, there'll be the whole Muppet show, like opening set. Rolf will be playing the piano. You're going to have Kermit on a log playing his banjo. Maybe Robin hanging around being super annoying. Um, Scooter in waiting boots bringing Kermit coffee or whatever. Uh, okay. Fozzie Bear takes the place of Rare Bear. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. All the thing. Uh, great moments with Mr. Lincoln becomes a live Muppets show. Oh, nice. Okay. With Sam Eagle busting in talking about how this is a, yes. a disgrace to our country's history and we should yes. put everything back exactly <laughs> how we found awesome, it actually. and I leave like Mr. Lincoln alone. That's pretty yes. awesome. <laughs> the Grand Canyon diorama gets a few Muppet tweaks as Gonzo tries yet another crazy stunt <laughs> and shoots himself across the Grand Canyon from a large cannon. I do want to see that. That's actually kind of awesome, I kind of love this. I know, I know. I know, right? Uh, Delicious, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and his associate Beaker will soup up them slow-ass cars in Autopia. Nice. The cars would be kind of an easy overlay, like lots of tubes and like glowing lights and whatever to kind of make them, you know, supercharged. Uh, The queue could be littered with all flotsam and jetsam of past failed experiments, maybe an explosion or two from the main building, which has now become their main laboratory. Uh, the Finding Nemo submarine ride. This is Chef Kiss. Mwah. This is this is where this is it. Uh, it becomes date night with Pepe the King Prawn. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. I'm oh, sorry. Hold on. Excuse me for a second. <laughs> so well done, sir. <laughs> we all know Pepe is a prolific flirt, and he doesn't discriminate against species. Right? That is amazing. <laughs> So riders in the submarine, we want a trip to Pepe's house to meet his family. Oh, God. And Rizzo, his rat pal, <laughs> makes an appearance a la Sandy in SpongeBob SquarePants, you know, a little helmet or whatever uh-huh. so you can breathe. And uh, so that's the whole thing. Haven't really thought that too well, but whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Walter, who is the obsessive Muppet fan of the world, he overlays a small world in homage to the Muppets' humble beginnings. <laughs> So you, you you start the ride with a Sam and Friends TV show in 1955 that Jim Henson started when Kermit made his, his debut, and they were very simple hand puppets, very basic kind of stuff. Moving on to a montage of Kermit and Rolf performing on various talk shows in the 60s, like Ed Sullivan, for example. Then you get into Sesame Street years, so you can have the Muppets Jim Henson created there. Uh, then, of course, the Muppet Show, for sure, all the films, etc. And uh, best of all... It's a Small World song would be replaced with the Muppet Show theme song, nice. which is infinitely better uh, on a loop. At the end, all the Muppets are represented on stage, but as created by Walter, because Walter's very childlike, so you have a, a very exaggerated childlike features on all of them. It's very cute, but we're not done. <clears throat> the Swedish chef will be roaming around the park doing live cooking demos from a, like a, a trailer or whatever. Um, he's putting his own spin on something called the Borgesmorgalarka Derpa de Churro. <laughs> Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem are the supporting band in the Golden Horseshoe. In <laughs> the Golden Horseshoe? Yeah. <laughs> Not the Tomorrowland stage, the Golden no, Horseshoe. Yeah. Okay. When asked why they chose that venue, Janice says she gets a good vibe there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, for sure. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Star Tours becomes Pigs in Space. Okay. Lou Zealand, my favorite Muppet of them all, a Sweetums, Animal, Bobo the Bear, the Muppet Newsman, and a bunch of other characters invade Pirates of the Caribbean Caribbean. The ride starts off at normal until the Muppet Newsman breaks into the narration with a blow-by-blow account of what's happening. (laughs) Miss Piggy, of course, is in the treasure room. 
Where else would she be? Dr. Bunsen, Honeydew, and Beaker are in the bedroom scene trying a new experiment to reanimate the skeleton that's in bed there. Uh, in the ship scene, Animal is hanging from the rigging while the penguins are being fired across the boats into the city of Puerto Dorado. The redhead is, again, Miss Piggy, of course, because who else is it going to be? Uh, towards the end, where the drunk pirates are shooting each other, Lou Zealand is there flinging his boomerang fish across at everybody else. And that's the general idea. Wow. wow. Pretty good, right? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I do have a question. Mm-hmm. I think it was wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> I was missing, however, Chip the IT guy. Where does he yeah, fit in? Yeah, I, I couldn't figure it out, or as he's now known as Jeremy the IT okay. guy. <laughs> he just he just comes out whenever a ride breaks down. He, <laughs> right. he comes over and he fixes Sorry, it. let me fix this right yeah. now. <laughs> Please remain seated at all times. Chip, we are working very hard for you. <laughs> so I found this amazing and Oh Absolutely goodness, ridiculous. Yeah. I loved it. I know. It's pretty good, right? Go ahead, Kyle. Please I, I'm, keep I'm, your, your rewards on so me. So this is awesome. Yeah. And uh, I think I think that they should... I think that they should close and hire you right now. Where's my um, contract? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I gotta ask one thing. Where's yeah. the Mu- Muppet Treasure Island ending with the cruise ship experience on Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Where um, is that? And maybe the Tom Caribbean? Sawyer's I'm island. Pirate actually, Island. What's the, wait, what's I'm, the Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. I'm what is that, right? I don't know that right. <laughs> oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I didn't understand your uh, pronunciation of that one. Go on. <laughs> are, we, are we really doing this? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Caribbean at Disneyland, and it's Caribbean everywhere else. Absolutely. Okay, okay. there we go. I'm not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. Oh, uh, yeah, Pir- uh, Pirate Islander, Tom Sawyer's Pirate Islander. Oh, I'm just saying that you got that awesome montage song thing that they did. That's the true. I didn't, I didn't think about it. you didn't incorporate that anywhere. I didn't. You didn't do it. No. And where's the Muppet Christmas overlay with Scrooge? I haven't. I didn't. I don't know. It, well, it's it, you know. I imagine. didn't get that far. Okay, I finished at about <laughs> nine thirty-eight this morning. Uh, well, I think you should refresh this idea out and represent. I think, it I, sh- I, think I should. <laughs> I think I should. I actually did think there were actually some really good. Uh, items in there like i actually like the gonzo jumping jumping the grand canyon and yeah. i can see them doing yeah, like yeah, like if you did a one of the things i always thought was fun is disney does these you know summer promotions where they say like toy story pixar pier mania or whatever taking over the park right but then like they don't really do anything we get a restaurant in disneyland you could add a couple projectors here or there doing these little things like you're talking about and it would be huge so i just thought that'd be really cool Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, uh, thank you for your notes. Appreciate that. I got one. Oh, Kyle has one. It's not big. Okay. It's small and simple. All right. But I wanted Just to like give you an idea that I actually really liked. Okay, so. go ahead. Um, so, think Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Think your simple Dumbo spinner. Yeah. Just like every other Dumbo ride or Aladdin's flying carpets or whatever. Okay. But the difference is, is that in the center you have Ursula. And Ursula is holding on her tentacles each car which is basically float sam or jet sam or we can make up other characters of the same name mm-hmm. strain but they're all the same and you are trapped tied up between float sam and her tentacle spinning and as you sing the car or make noise or yell or anything the <laughs> car goes up Whoa. i like that that's the whole ride I like that. That's the whole Very story. Very good, Kyle. Kind of look at that. Look at that. Way to play yeah. along. <laughs> um, okay, so which one was the best and why was it mine? Um, <laughs> answer me truthfully, this. please. 
Uh, I actually liked Bev's the best, to be honest. Yes! Wow. Um, Dude. <laughs> Just give me this. Just one. Who was in second give it place? To me. Uh, second place? It would be close. It would oh, be so first loser. It would be probably yours. There we go. Thank yeah, you. it would actually probably be. You yours. like your huh. too tall hotel more than mine? Or whatever. <laughs> well, so totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. The reason I like Bev's is it's a it's a direction that Disney's going right now. Uh, Disney's mm-hmm. trying to now deliver more of these hyper hyper themed experiences where you are an element in the story that's being told, right. and Bev gave something that's existing and it was extremely racist and <laughs> an opportunity to is that why you liked it no, do I I'm need to move kidding. to the other side of the room <laughs> I just think maybe we should do it to there. the Disney World theme you know yeah so my other yeah. so I I fielded yeah. this idea Way to between go, two man. people between Sam and Terrence and they both chose Haunted Mansion but I also had a Hollywood Tower Hotel where it would go well, when you said 13th floor, idea. I was like, so is there an elevator to get up to this concierge right, so that level? Was, that was actually my original <laughs> idea, and then I went in this direction because hmm. they told me it would be better. You know, they, they originally thought about making the Hollywood Tower Hotel at Disney World a hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but That'd they legit. And it would be, right? Um, but they realized, which for some reason they forgot when they built uh, Grand Californian, <laughs> that having an attraction going through the middle of the hotel would be very, very loud. Right. Right. Uh, which is why there aren't rooms very close to the monorail, and they try not to fill those when they do have them. Hmm. Uh, so they they kind of got rid of that idea. Can you get them uh, on a discount? Yeah, <laughs> Can you right. get them on a discount? Care about the noise? Jeez. <laughs> well, it's it's so loud that I don't know if you've ever noticed, but when you're on the now Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, whenever somebody, whenever a car is dropping, they play audio of like. An, an ethereal noise or mm-hmm. a monster making a noise or something to cover the screams of the people in the shaft screaming mm-hmm. because know. you can hear it because it's so loud. I mean, you can hear it throughout the whole attraction. That's why a lot of the noises and bangs and stuff in the boiler room are actually being played as well is mm-hmm. to cover that screaming. Wow. All the time. That makes sense. It so, does make sense. Not all of it, but some of it. You know. Sure. Excuse so, me. That's cool. I just thought that would be an interesting factoid. So... Uh, and that's great, but so where is mine in the list of these? On feasibility or creativeness? Just like a coolness. Like, like just I mean, it's one, pretty... one grade overall. <laughs> just one grade. You already got Bev's and you already got Terrence. Where, where's, where's Jason Lane? I give it two rainbow connections. Two rainbow connections. So out of, <laughs> out of what? Ten. Out of <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> out of the ultimate rainbow connections. I'm going to bring this one back. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, you're not going to give me what I want, so. Uh, Moving on. Thank you very much. Um, we're going to do a little, let's do a little bit more of uh, demand questions from us or demand answers from us. Um, let's see. For, uh, why does Ro- why does Terrence hate Robin Williams? What? I don't hate Robin Williams. Uh, this person says you hate Hook. Ergo, you must hate Robin oh. Williams. No, 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 no. Apparently, Robin William uh, Hook was peak Robin Williams. But I, I mean, I no, don't necessarily. I don't, I don't like Teen agree Wolf, with that. but I like Michael J. Fox. So you don't like, don't like Teen Wolf? I didn't really like the movie. What are you, Jeremy? No. So you have to remember, <laughs> I actually see, never seen it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen these movies until I was an adult, and by that point, I was like, meh. Okay. When I saw it as a kid, I'd probably like it. Fair enough. Um, let's go. Uh, let's go. This one. What is on your Disneyland bucket list? Taryn, go first, please. Uh, Disneyland Paris, or whatever it's called. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, probably Disneyland Paris. Okay. Um, I'm sure that's the... Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Tokyo Disneyland. Tokyo Disneyland. Uh, Disney Sea, to be specific. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Yeah. I'd like to eat at Club 33. Actually, drink at Club 33. Oh, I've done that. You've never been there? No. no. Oh, because you're other clubs. You know, they have yeah. that piano bar there that is like a Trader Sam's experience with things that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool, but I've never seen it. Huh, well, maybe we can. Uh, uh, my Disneyland bucket list: I want to eat at the Royal Street, the Twenty One Royal, Royal Street. But I don't want to spend fifteen thousand dollars to do is, so. I actually uh, don't even know what that is. What is it's that? like a super expensive shishi, like fifteen person experience. Yes, yeah, a dozen people for fifteen grand. Yeah, I saw that. an article on that the oh, other day. Yeah. They finally let press in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and they they had good reviews. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it looks cool. I'd like to watch the fireworks from there again rather than having to pay to go there again. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, here's the next one. And keep in mind, we have about you know five minutes before we get on with Rand. Uh, it would be awesome to learn more about what you all do for a living. Give as much detail as you're comfortable with. Oh, jeez. Jeremy, we'll start with you. Uh, I am a buyer for a retailer in Europe. <laughs> Like how that is it. He started the jeggings trend. Thank him for that. That's what I had on yesterday when we went out to dinner and on a period. Terrence, go ahead, please. Um, I am a manager for a biotech company, second largest in the world, called BioRed. All right, that's pretty rad. Kyle, go ahead, please. I am a civil engineer. All right, engineering civility. Beverly, I'm a producer for a podcast, (laughs) not this one, and I'm a business owner. That's it. We work on valves. Okay. Very, very complex. Go ahead, Terry. I am a director of investor relations for a senior living company. Okay. Uh, I do this show, and I do another show, and I do another show, probably another show, and then I do um, <laughs> some work for an online label company called Grog Tag. And I'm sure there's something else. Oh, I'm a full-time You're dad. You're a full-time dad. I'm a full-time caretaker. Hardest job in the world. If you could be in Disney Imagineer. What would your dream Disney job be? Taryn, go now, please. Full sentences. Let's go. Imagineer. I don't understand. But like what con, like what area? Like what part? Sure. There's areas, right, Kyle? There's a little the different, different. Yeah, uh, so there's different teams within Imagineering. So, yeah. like, uh, uh, first off, there's. Uh, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give a quick little <laughs> rundown for everyone before we get into this. Okay, yeah. so first off, there's ED and E, Environmental Design and Entertainment, and those are the people who come up with how the buildings look and how the lines are laid out and how everything kind of fits together. Then there's the ride group, <laughs> and the ride group okay. does like this is the tech we're using on this ride to get this experience to work the way that it works. Oh, and I this don't is want all that. this. Okay, the next one is. <laughs> is creative and creative is like this is kind of how we're going to make this work and they also do the labor to get all the props put together and kind of figure that stuff out so like a creative person will spend half their day in a room locked up coming arguing over a photo for (laughs) Beauty and the Beast because they want one where the Belle and the Beast are together in summer but in canon the Belle and the Beast never uh, are together in summer, I like that. so it's during winter. So they argue for four hours. God, okay. that would be this. my dream job. This yeah. is this is totally a true story. I love. And then that. after that, they all cl- quit for the day, and they get books, old books from the library. Well, not from the library, but just old books. And they start gluing all the pages together, and then gluing the books together, so that it can be a wall unit that they ship over there and have a nice glued, steady wall. Wow. Huh. So are, okay. that would be Creative's Day. Okay. I, want that. Um, I want that. What's that called? Creative. Okay. Then there's modeling. 
and modeling uh, does models I'm for model. both. You know what I mean? <laughs> they take they take people's ideas and they give it physical form. Okay. Um, and they do it just for temporary, so like so that we can look at oh, this is an idea for this attraction. Like they're building dioramas. Kind of. So they do those, but they also do it's middle school for terror. They also do final. They also do construction level models, okay. where it's like this is exactly how the rock's going to lay out. Let's scan a three D model of that. Like okay. I talked about that one time, and they also do. This is the skin treatment for that animatronic, and yes, this is the final one going on that animal tr- animatronic at the okay. end of the day. So that's modeling. Okay. And that's and then other than that, there's like your standard HR financing. Oh, okay, boring. Executive. Um, I would say modeling. I like that. Really? Yeah, I was going to okay. say creative, but actually, I I just really enjoy um, building little things. I know I don't ever do it because <laughs> no. what do you do with that stuff? That's why I don't uh, do it. Throw it away. After also, they could have totally restructured, and I could be totally wrong because they restructured. But we're just all basing it on your just, thing. Yeah. In case anyone's out there listening. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Beverly. Please. I'd like to be the assistant to an Imagineer because I don't want to do any of the things that you just described. But if you give me direction, <laughs> I can do it. I love getting coffee. Yeah, I will. I will get coffee. I will glue this. Out of some books, but I don't want to argue. I don't want to model. I don't want to. That's not my jam. So. Okay, Kyle, or did you already do? Yours? You don't want me to answer this. question. Yes, I do. You don't want me to retired. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. retired. Let's All right, that okay. Uh, parades is parades one. I mean, so like, what do you mean by parades? Like parades? No, no, not just a con- not just a concept of what the parade is, but actually fleshing everything out. So, so like, how is it going to look? What's going to happen? At what so, like when they come up with like. the parade concept, will someone in concept will come up with the parade? Someone in model will model out the parade. Someone in ride will build the floats. Yeah, I'll do concept. Someone in in land development will put in all the infrastructure. Yeah. I want to come up with the idea and then go. Okay, go. Yeah. We'll make it happen. Thank you. I want to be Walt. But you might have to sew together the costumes or, you know, track down the uh, random barrels that you need that are clean and the right colors for Mater's Junkyard. I can do that. These are all things that that real Imagineers did. I think you can do that, too, Terrence. I can do that. Jeremy, go ahead, please. Well, kind of like Terrence, I want to be Steve Davis in VP Parades and Spectaculars. Right. You got trying to get that to, job. Gotta yeah, fight to I, the death. and I love that because it's a specific title. It's not just in general. Like you know exactly parades and ter- what is what is spectacular? It? Spectacular. <laughs> no, spectacular. <laughs> I actually heard it. I want to be, <laughs> I wanna be Steve. Like, oh, Steve Jobs, creative spectacular. <laughs> yeah, that's what when they interview him. That's what it says below his name, and I'm like, that's great. <laughs> Like, is one day he's in the Spectaculars department, and then the other he's in the Parade. The Parade, the parade yeah. department. It's a, a, a hashed sign. you got to balance those. Yeah. I would be creative, because I like arguing like the minutia of bold crap that doesn't matter. But to the certain amount of people who would notice, like you were saying, the Beauty and the Beast thing, how many people would ever really notice that? But if I knew that, I'd be like, the, someone will, and this is what it needs to be. And that was days. That was a multi-day argument. God, I would love that so much. Over one photo. Yeah, oh. I would love that. Absolutely Use your microphone, I, Beverly. I'm Come sorry. on. I forgot I didn't have one. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. That sounds terrible. I, I mean, I would actually much rather just glue paint. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, look, man, we all have our dream jobs, and mine is arguing about stuff that really doesn't matter. Right. What? Um, Kyle, thank you very much. Oh, no problem. You're all welcome to, to, to stay on and hang out. We're okay. going to uh, dial up Rand right now. Talk a little bit about uh, Disneyland maintenance, man. I'm pretty excited about it, honestly. I really do have to use the restroom. 
but uh, I'm not going to right now. We're just going to go. We're going to soldier on. we got 45 minutes. It's 3.15. Rand, are you there? Hi, how you doing? Hey, good. How's it going, man? This is Jason, the Ears Up podcast here. Hi, hi. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate the uh, the time, man. I appreciate you sending us a couple books for us to, to flip through. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not a problem. Not a problem at all. I hope you... Uh, did you actually read them? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I didn't, oh, okay, I didn't finish your chapter, though. I didn't finish your section, um, but I got uh, most of the way through it. Um, oh, okay, good. I, I liked good. it, man. It's a very easy read. And uh-huh. uh, and and very interesting, as a matter of fact, too, because you, I, I always like to hear about the stories, how people start, not just this was my experience doing this thing, but how uh-huh. how you got there and what you're doing beforehand, and um, I, I, I like that part of stories. Oh, okay, good, yeah, good. So I, I really appreciate. It. When did this book come out? It's called, by the way, it's called Elbow Grease and Pixie Dust: Memories of Disneyland Maintenance. Yes, it came out uh, over the summer. I want to say June, July, around about there. Oh wow, it's pretty new. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I worked on it for about a, a year, uh, a year or so, and then uh, so I'm really happy to have it coming out. So. Excellent. Did you have to get uh, any approval from from Disney for some reason? Uh, you know, I was yeah, I was concerned about that. I mean, obviously, I don't work there anymore, and uh, but uh, my partner still does, and that was really the whole point of this of doing the book because I wanted to tell her story and her yeah. experiences and she's still there. So I checked with the publisher, uh, Deep Park Press, and and Bob said that he had he never had any issues. He said the issue, the only issue is if she wanted to be a co-author. But as long as she was an interviewee, then all the responsibility for what she said was on my shoulders. And so, uh, and so that was, so there we go. And so you're willing to take the hit. In case, <laughs> in case well, wrong. you know, I mean, you read it. I mean, there's yeah. really nothing all that, you know, earth-shaking in there, you know, controversial. I try to, you know, the whole purpose is, I mean, nobody's ever written about maintenance, about Disney maintenance in, in any, really any sense. I mean, Bob Penfield, uh, Cloud 55 member, he came out with a book uh, about a year or so ago. Um, I don't know if you guys read it. That's really good. Um and he was a he was a maintenance person, uh, but most of what he talks about is his time in operations and uh, the old old days in the fifties and the fifties because he was a he was a park opener. So, oh, okay. um, sorry. No, I, I just said that that sounds interesting. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that this was a good opportunity to to tell a story about a, uh, an aspect of the park that is always ignored and, and is so incredibly important. I mean, the gates would not open if it wasn't for the maintenance division. And uh, and then uh, what uh, what really sparked me was, so I'm a librarian, and uh, I buy books for the Chapman University Library. Okay. And, uh and so one of the uh, one of the areas that I buy in is local history, and so I've been buying books uh, every now and again from Theme Park Press and some other uh, presses that that publish these types of uh, stories uh, from Disneyland. And uh, I saw that there was one that come out on the custodians, uh, the custodial mm-hmm. operation. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, uh, so well, look at that. And so I got it and I read it, and and uh, and I said, well, shoot, I can. I could easily do that, and if and if something got published about the custodians, then I figured that certainly somebody would want to, would want to read about maintenance, uh, and 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 something other than just the, the typical Imagineers, you know, oh my gosh, you know, uh, artistic kind of thing, the the more day to day operations. So so I reached out to Bob at the Theme Park Press with my proposal to tell uh, Eileen's story, and then I figured because Eileen, uh, as you as you saw in the book, she uh, definitely had a different experience. 
and and she operated at a much higher level than I did. I was I was very much the uh, uh, you know just a lowly hourly. And so I figured between the two of us, the fact that we were we were there through the eighties and the nineties, that uh, between the two the two viewpoints, that we would tell a very interesting story about well about really what was. In the 1980s, that was probably the high point of Disney maintenance as far as our, uh, just as far as a lot of things. I mean, by the end of the 90s, uh, there were some major changes that happened to the division that weren't positive in any, really any sense of the word, and they're still suffering from those, those changes. So, oh, wow. Um, yes. Uh, well, uh, what what happened? Why? Uh, what what are they still suffering uh, from? I mean, I understand like well, it's it's uh, a it's a huge organization. So once you reorganize and kind of shift people around, it, it could create all sorts of mess. But I, I would think that that they have the infrastructure to maybe correct th- things that they know aren't working too well. Oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, without getting into it, I don't I don't talk about it in the book. I stopped in 1997 mm. because that was about the time that these changes. Uh, started okay. and also it was the time that Eileen and I met, and it just seemed like a good point to stop in the book. But, but to um, to just elaborate a little bit on what I said, they brought in uh, the McKenzie uh, group uh, in the late seven, late nineteen nineties, and they hired in a fellow named T. Irby, and essentially they brought them in to uh, to flatten the organization and to reorg for just for cost savings. So one of the things they did is they laid off about 90, 95% of all the uh, management and maintenance and, uh, and then brought and then backfilled them with, uh, with ex-military officers that couldn't get work in, in the um, aerospace industry. Uh, and because of, if you recall in the 90s, there was the military drawdown uh, that Clinton uh, brought in. So, so the military was uh, separating a lot of officers uh, that couldn't make their uh, promotions. And normally these types of people would go into aerospace and defense industries, but at the same time, because of drawdown, the budgets for uh, new uh, procurement was also low. So then, uh, as the air, you know, the defense industries were also uh, drawing, you know, dropping their uh, production levels, and so these people didn't have work. And so Tierby was an ex-army general, and uh, so he knew this, and so he brought in all these officers, uh, and that. That caused that. That also caused some problems, but mainly it was the McKinsey, uh, the McKinsey people that uh, essentially came in and just slashed a lot of our programs. Uh, we had a, a, a very vibrant uh, preventive maintenance program. They just threw out the door, said that we didn't need it. Uh, they made the argument that there was no need for uh, rehabs, um, that all maintenance could be done on a no down uh, schedule, mm-hmm. and that. That never survived the, the first year. Uh, we had, uh, I don't know if you remember the details of these things, but we had a massive uh, uh, failure on the Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, I'm, I'm totally talking, you know, uh, uh, off uh, script, but they, uh, and so what it was is, uh, you know, nobody was allowed to call it rehab, even though it was down for like three months as they were trying to fix everything. <laughs> they basically let things uh, slide. So it was, it was a bad time. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into your uh, into your story. Uh, and I was reading the sure. book, and, and I noticed that uh, you had mentioned a few times that uh, it seemed like, at least the, the vibe I got was that it was it was actually really hard to be in maintenance and getting from one side of the park to another. How how is that if you're responsible for maintaining stuff and, and you know driving forklifts and stuff? How annoying is it to really get from one side of the park to the other? 
Oh, well, you know, as, yeah, as I said in the, in the book, and I don't know how it is now, but back in the 80s and, uh, and the 90s, you know, there was only so many gates you could get into the park, and, and um, everybody had scooters and all that, but um, you had to drive around. This was before DCA was built, and so you just had the one park. And, uh, and so far in, in my kind of work in, in maintenance services, when we were driving construction forklifts and, and pulling large, uh, large giant trailers and that sort of thing, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these gates were pretty narrow. I mean, the, the small road gate was, was, uh, really literally just a few inches wider than the, um, than the Tom Sawyer rafts. So you had to take them, you had to take the rafts in just at the right angle. And you had to watch, and you had to be very slow and very careful, as you'd expect. But um, there was there was not a lot of room for error uh, moving through these spaces. And then, of course, as you probably know, uh, some of the gates, like Harvard Gate, things like that, they go through a tunnel uh, that go under the berm. Uh, storybook, uh, the tunnel behind the storybook, uh, Fansland, uh, Fansland Tunnel, that kind of thing. And these tunnels are kind of, uh, well, they're kind of steep. And then they go down, and then they go up, and... Um, and so you have to you have to deal with that as well. So, um, but yeah, it can be challenging. I mean, for maintenance services, not so much for regular maintenance folks because they they were used to be on little these little three wheel Cushman scooters, and, uh, and and they also had trucks, and and then later on had bicycles and that kind of thing. So. Okay. What I found fascinating and what I didn't know, I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't claim to be an expert on Disneyland by any means, but I didn't realize that uh, there was a gas station in backstage in the park. Oh yeah, what there used to be. I had no idea, and I found yeah, that I fascinating. And I don't know why. I don't know why I was really interested to know that. Oh yeah, it, it was actually an old-fashioned kind of nineteen forties kind of looking gas station. It was right there. Uh, it's hard. Well, it was across the street from what used to be a, the, the dog kennels where the security would keep their dogs. Mm. Um, it was. Um, it was just north of the Fantasyland Tunnel that went underneath the berm. And it was this little little thing, and it had two pumps and uh, the service station. Those folks that worked out of that that little uh, department, they they're the ones who fueled all the uh, vehicles inside the in, you know the attractions, and they also did all the uh, oiling and lubrication, I think like that for all the different attractions and you know the uh, the boats and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. I also learned that there was a lumber yard backstage as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, um, I, I'm trying to remember when they actually, when that went away, but it was there for uh, for a long time, at least through, I want to say, the mid-80s, and uh, it was over there behind, uh, so it was west of uh, Splash Mountain, and it was uh, the Bear, you know, where the uh, Bear Country Gate is right there? Yeah, yeah. The big double gate. It was, if you went out, if you were leaving the park and you went out that gate and you hung a left as you passed the... Uh, the berm, it'd be, it was there to the left there. It was pretty big. And then, uh, and then that was, that was taken out at a certain point and they put, uh, trailers, trailers there for a while. Okay. All right. Like little office trailers or whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who was in there. Uh, I think it, I think it changed. I think, uh, maybe accounting was in there for a while and, and you know, people, they, they move offices around quite a bit. At least they did back in the day. Oh, the juggle everybody around. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, that makes, that makes total sense. You know? 
Yeah, yeah exactly. I, don't, I don't know why. I'm just, uh, you know, I, I guess that's kind of the lore of Disneyland. Like, uh, you know, nerds can get excited about the fact that there used to be a lumberyard. You know, and and where else could you ever get excited about something as weird as a lumberyard that you've never seen or never had any interaction with, but it's there? Well, even well, yeah, exactly. I mean, just when I was new, it was it would blew my it it just would blow my mind. I'd be driving through the rear areas, and there'd be this uh, this 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 fish, you know, uh, these all this fish animation from the submarine voyage would just be sitting out out in the open because they were, it was being made, you know, worked on or whatever. As you drove past the staff shop, you'd see all this animation just sitting out there, and it was like, wow, look at that! It was just, it was it was kind of I mean, it had a quite a, a film studio kind of vibe, you know, yeah. like, you know, driving through the back areas of a film studio. It kind of felt that way. Definitely. Were you a, a Disneyland fan before you got a job there? Well, you know, I'm a local, so uh, as I said in the book, I, you know, I grew up going to the park. We weren't, we weren't really all that, you know, well off. So even back then, it was kind of expensive if, if you were a working class. And so we went now and again, and um, so it was a treat. You know, yeah. we lived in one park, so we tended to go to Knott's Berry Farm because that was much cheaper. Uh, <laughs> but every now and again, we would go to Disneyland, and, and uh, so yeah, I was, I was, I was a fan. Yeah, absolutely. When you uh, started seeing all the stuff behind the scenes, behind the curtain, I suppose, uh, and working on things and whatever, did it ruin any of that magic for you? Um, or spoil you know, it? I got to tell you, not really. No. Uh, if, if anything, it just heightened it because hmm. uh, it was amazing the the clever solutions that the the people came up with over the years to to you know to. And just the the old fashioned theater tricks that they would use in the attractions, you know, like the Pepper's Ghost, uh, you know, things yeah. like that. And uh, I was always just really just I was just really impressed with how clever everything was. I mean, it's it's you know really definitely you know the attractions were made out of plywood, you know, on plaster and fiberglass and and you know and and really good lighting. You know, and but they did. They just pulled it off. It was just uh, such beautiful stuff. And when you work behind the scenes, uh, you really appreciate the you know the, the craftsmanship that that goes into this stuff, uh, okay. and the and the craftsmanship that goes into maintaining it. Because to be honest with you, while I'm kind of ending about it, <laughs> a lot of these things are are designed without any kind of um, uh, concern for maintenance. Right. Okay. And. Uh, so, uh, so then what happens is then when they're turned over, the attractions are turned over to maintenance, a large part of the job is to try to figure out how to actually maintain these things, um, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So uh, they were just designing stuff and not really cared about, well, how are people going to get in here? Yeah, perfect. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so you're like, going- for example... Uh, um, I don't talk about it in the book, but I'll tell you. Um, you know the Astro Orbiter there that's in, that's yeah. at the entrance to Tomorrowland? Yes. You know that attraction? Yeah. 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 The, um, you know how it kind of it goes around and around, and there's this kind of uh, kind of planetary kind of sculpture thing in the center that, that spins around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, when that was turned over to uh, maintenance, um, the... When they designed it, they never designed it with access panels to get inside the uh, inside the attraction. So there was no way to to change out the bearings or even to lubricate any of the any of the bearing races or anything like that 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 uh, allowed the, the sculpture to spin around. And so everybody was scratching their heads for it. it was like, well, how are we supposed to actually? Because they just put it together. They didn't think about how to take it apart. So it really wasn't designed to be taken apart. 
So it, it took a it took some people to kind of scratch their heads for a few days, and then finally, you know what they ended up doing? They just ended up going up. A welder went up and torched uh, um, some holes into the uh, structure, and they made hatches <laughs> to be able to access the, uh, everything they needed to access. So. You want to hear something funny about that, Rand? A few years ago, they replaced those panels, and when they replaced those panels, they didn't even put the hatches back in there. They had to take another welder up there and do the same thing all over again. Really? Oh, my. Serious? Really? Yep. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I appreciate see, I appreciate stories like that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's you would think in Disneyland, it's so over-engineered right. in places that you would think of stuff like that. But I guess at that point, you're looking at show. You're not You're not trying to figure out how well, can we keep this moving. It's just uh, how does it look. Well, isn't that part of yeah. the... Part of it, um, I forgot who it was that told us this. It may have been you, Kyle, actually, that when they did the Tower of Terror, the reason why it juts out at the top is because they didn't have a way to get to the pulleys at the top. Hmm. And so they had to... Yeah, there's there's no actual solid roof on there. I mean, they, <laughs> you know, like like what Rand's talking about, they try, and, they try and get better at this. But at the end of the day, nobody really knows how these things are going to be maintained because they don't... They, a lot of this stuff's never been done before. Right? Yeah. And... Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of the times it doesn't get discussed early enough in the process, and then it falls onto the maintenance crew at Disneyland to come up with those solutions that are very unconventional sometimes in order mm-hmm. to get these things working. And exactly. it's and it's unfortunate because a lot of these things could go a lot smoother and have less downtime if you know these things were thought up out front. You know, you mentioned pirates, and the thing that I always think about when I always think of pirates is pirates is just a wood facade to everything. You know, yeah. yeah. You go in there. I, I, I don't know about you, but I would go back there and I would get lost almost every time. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with that. Especially when the attraction was running. In the old days, we could enter the attraction while it was running, and oh, really? it was dark and and all those catwalks and everything. So, yeah. Um, and you know, part of the also the other problem I think is is just also the cost. If they take that extra step to um, to speak with maintenance and get their input that might end up adding cost down the road and uh, or excuse me cost at the design level and so i don't know i mean you know i'm sure that there's reasons why they they don't spend a lot of time um thinking about the maintenance cycle but uh, <laughs> i think in the long run it would save them a lot of a hassle they, they do it do. a lot more now i've been part of those teams in the past um oh, wow. you know they did a lot for shanghai but it still comes down to that you know you get there and then at the end of the day you realize that you just didn't know how it was actually going to work yeah. And you run this yeah. problem still, and that's why you guys uh-huh. are, you guys are the, you guys are the lubricant that keeps the parks running, and you guys have the most important role, you know. Oh, okay. absolutely, totally yeah. With that. Every role a starring role, Kyle. Yeah. That's how it goes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, one uh, thing I found fascinating in your story is how the uh, CMs restock the shops, like on Main Street and uh, the restaurants and Pirates. Can you talk a little bit about how? Uh, to me, it sounded hyper annoying <laughs> to be to be pulling stock and 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 shuffling all the stock for everybody to uh, to put on the shelves. Oh, uh, you mean when I worked in the warehouse? So yeah. that was that was how they did it back then in the early '80s. So I, I can't tell you how they do it now, but That's fine. Yeah. Um, in the old in the old days, uh, yeah, it was you know we pull the orders and and load them up on these trailers, and and the food went on the pallets, and then these trailers were uh, had little uh, casters on them, and then and you just had to pull them out. And you had to get them out there to, before the opening crews, the, the merchandise crews would show up. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes that didn't happen, uh, especially because the, the warehouse would be understaffed. And so the orders wouldn't get picked, uh, 
picked on time, so then the day shift would have to do it. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's always, you know, one thing or another. But um, and then of course the wagons would always have to get shoved into the into the little alleyways and these little nooks and crannies uh, behind their shops, and uh, and then the people you know the merchandise people would then tear the carts down and and so on and so forth. Some of them, the ones like say in, in Fantasyland, uh, you'd have to deliver the, the uh, carts out into the park, and so then those had to get picked up before uh, park opening. Yeah, and uh, and that that would cause problems uh, potentially, anyways. Huh. I, I remember I didn't I didn't mention this in the book, but I remember one time uh, I had to take a pallet of uh, food out to uh, Plaza Inn, and it was really close to park opening. And so uh, and so, what we would do is when we loaded the pallets, uh, you know, you had big bags of flour and and all sorts of things that the kitchens use. And um, so I went underneath and I picked up picked up the pallet. Well. Unbeknownst to me, this this, fly, this bag of flour had kind of like worked its way down between the flaps of the pallet, and I had punctured the uh, oh, the bag good. Uh, <laughs> with with the forklift blade. Yeah. So then, so I'm driving uh, I'm driving through the rear areas, and then I drive through a small rural gate, and I'm driving down the parade route, and it's literally like 15 minutes from the park opening, and people are like yelling at me and trying to <laughs> get my attention, and I'm just wait I'm waving at them, smiling, you know. <laughs> Because I didn't bother to look behind me, because I was leaving a trail of flour behind me. So I left, I left this trail of flour all the way down the parade route, all the way down Main Street, and through the egg house gate. <laughs> and oh, before amazing. the security guys stopped me. <laughs> wow. So yeah, so and actually it was a slow opening. They had to they had to bring a custodian had to bring a scrubber in and, and clean my mess up. Wow, it was your fault that you guys had a late open. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what, what happens? I, did you get scolded? I mean, you know, I imagine you didn't get fired from that. So, uh, but I don't no, know. In fact, I don't even remember getting scolded. I mean, I, it was just one of those, you know, because accidents happen. I mean, okay. yeah. you know, it was only when, you know, something was just really, really, you know, dumb. Uh, right. You know, that was really, it was shouldn't have happened. And you just, you know, you were, you screwed up and you'd get, you know in trouble but uh but no i don't remember actually it was just one of those things but okay. yeah a slow close was really considered a bad i'm mean, excuse me slow opening was really considered a bad thing oh, i can know? imagine yeah. i can imagine everyone's there trying to get in a rope drop going what's going on come on let's <laughs> yeah, go security guys are, were really giving me dirty looks <laughs> <laughs> we, can't, we can't open yet there's some com- kind of white powder on main street <laughs> <Yeah>. what <laughs> And it was the 80s, let's go. Exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. We'll help you clean it up. Straws and dollar bills. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, in the 80s, it was yeah, very much, uh, you know, buyer's seat kind of stuff. Everybody, yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, that sounds like it. Uh, I do want to talk to you. Uh, we're running up a little bit against it, so uh, it might be the last question. I don't know. But uh, Walt's ghost. Oh. <laughs> uh, in the book that you said you never really told anybody I think until if I yeah. remember this correctly until the until you wrote it down uh, yeah. can you talk a little bit about uh, about that experience please well the reason I never told the story I, I think maybe I mentioned it in the book a little bit was that uh, I had heard a story from a uh, uh, a female electrician had mm-hmm. claimed to have seen uh, seen Walt's ghost somewhere in the park one night, and so the and that got that story, of course, went around, and she got heavily, heavily, uh, you know, ribbed about it. Yeah. So um, and so I never, I, so that's why I kept kept my story, uh, clo- you know, just on the down low because, well, I mean, you know, it's 
yeah, oh yeah, you saw Walt Disney's ghost. Yeah, right. You know, that kind <laughs> yeah. of, what were you drinking? You know, that kind of thing. Right. So, um, but but I was very young. I was uh, I was new. I was I had only been working uh, at the park for uh, maybe about a year. I was on graveyard, and so um, I firmly believe. I mean, you know, I'm not normally that type of person, but I firmly believe I saw Walt because at that time, you know, we had people that you know that were older, long-service uh, employees, and they had facial hair. There was not very many of them out there, but there was a, there was a few because you were grandfathered in if you had hired in before they uh, started the grooming policies. And, um, but I only knew of like one or two. So this fellow that I saw standing in the Main Street hat shop, he had a mustache. And it was like, oh, and, and I remember... That I remember thinking to myself, well, that's extraordinary uh, <laughs> that he has a mustache because I know that you weren't allowed to have mustaches. Being a yeah. new employee, I knew that was a big deal back then. And, and it was like, wow. And then he wore a, a very nice gray suit. And it was like, well, you know, and, and the only thing that it struck me was that I thought maybe he was a custodian supervisor or something like that. Um, at that time, supervision tended to wear suits and ties uh, regardless of whether they were out in uh, guest view or not. Um, okay. it, you know, as time went on that, you know, that kind of shifted a little Realized, bit. But yeah. so that's what I, that's what I, that's who I thought it was. And then as I got closer, it, it all of a sudden occurred to me that he looked kind of familiar. And I was like, well, now where have I seen that face before? And he didn't, he wasn't looking at me or anything. He was just staring out the window <laughs> across the street at the uh, firehouse. And he wasn't moving a muscle or anything. And as I got closer, I go, ah, oh, he looks really familiar. And then all of a sudden, it occurs to me, that I think that's Walt Disney, but that's that's ridiculous. Right. And as I drove past, I lost sight of him. And then, I, and then as I passed the corner of the building, I looked through the window to see if we get a better look at him. And, of course, he was gone. So, so that was my little experience with Disney. But, you know, as you work there, you hear ghost stories. I mean, there's, you know, there's the ghost uh, up over there in uh, uh, Pirates of the uh, Caribbean in the stock room there. And also the ghost that's a woman that supposedly hangs out in the uh, the old gallery up there above pirates. And then, you know, you hear about these ghosts. Huh. You know, some people see them, some people don't, you know. I, I would supposedly. think... I would think that if I saw um, saw that figure, and spent, he probably had a cigarette and a scotch mist in his hand, like I wouldn't know that was Walt right off the bat. Yeah. Well, see, that would have been even more. Yeah, that would be even more of a clue. Yeah, right. yeah, he was uh, smoking, and uh, yeah, especially if he had a drink in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> so to this day, you do you do you think it was Walt Disney's ghost, or do you think yeah. your eyes are playing tricks on you? Really, you think it was? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think it was, especially because uh, I never told anybody at the time. And then, late, like I said, a few years later, I heard the story about the, uh, the electrician. And so then I thought, oh, okay, so I'm not the only one. Then, then. <laughs> and so, That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I would have done. I don't know what I would have done. I would have yeah, freaked, you know, but I believe you. It was just one of those things, you know. I, kinda, like, I believe you, too. Hmm. I don't know. I, th- I feel like you were a my- mild-mannered young person if a, a ghost of Walt Disney didn't freak you out. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's just. Uh, but I figured I'd throw it in the book mainly because, uh, well, the publisher had asked me, he said, "Do you have any Disney stories?" And I said, "Well, all right, why would I? He was wait long gone after I uh, I showed up." And then I then I remembered the the ghost story. It's like, oh yeah. But I then do. I remembered also the story I told about that was secondhand about him uh, dealing with the the laborers. I thought that was a good story. 
Oh God! Which uh, would you do me a favor? Remind me. I, I it's striking a chord in my brain, but I forgot. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember. Uh, it it. Was, yes, uh, it's a good it story. It was a story that was told to me by one of the maintenance services laborers, and he had uh, he had worked on the uh, park opening on uh, when the park was being built. Yeah, and he told this very interesting story about uh, he and these and his and the guys that he worked with. Um, that they would go over to Sunkist, and Sunkist would have a uh, table in the back where they would give out, give you coffee and donuts and orange juice and that sort of thing uh, in the morning. And um, and these guys were laborers, you know, they were hourly, and so you know, uh, and so they'd sneak over there and grab something, and they'd sneak back to the to the job site over in Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day they were uh, they were coming back from uh, Sunkist, and Walt Disney walked by, and he stopped him, and he said, "Hey, you men there." Where'd you get that stuff? Where'd you get the Where'd you get the coffee and the uh, donuts? And well, they got afraid. They knew who he was. They'd seen him around. Yeah. And they were afraid. And they just said, "Well, you know, the sun kiss they gave it to us over there." And he he looked at me. He said, "Well, okay, I'll see about that." And he and he stomped off. <laughs> so they were they were all paranoid. They thought they were going to get fired. And Absolutely. They went back to the job site. And they were kind of worried. And, and but nobody ever came to them. They nothing happened. And so then they kind of forgot about it. And then a couple, a few days later, they were taking a break under uh, a couple of trees, and Disney comes walking by with a cup of coffee and a and a uh, donut, and he, he smiles and he says, "Hey, thanks for the tip. Great donut." Walking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. I like that. I like that yeah. too. Nice. <laughs> well, Rand, I'm going to have to let you go, man, because we're we're about out of time. Uh, we're sure. we've already uh, kind of messed up our entire timetable, but uh, I definitely recommend everybody getting the book "Elbow Grease and Pixie Dust: Memories of a Disneyland Maintenance" uh, by, of course, Rand Boyd. Available at ThemeParkPress.com. I'm sure on Amazon too, or whatever. And also Amazon, absolutely on yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, everything's everything's there for sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, and it honestly, it, it was a good book. Uh, I, I like you have some really cool photos of you as a young guy on big old forklifts and uh some of the forklift <laughs> stories and like the forklift racing story was pretty good oh, yeah. uh i you know and there's a, a photo of you on the on the bridge on pirates like hanging out with the pirates like, just a lot of cool stuff in there that if you're a disney history buff uh you're gonna like hearing because uh, Rand definitely goes through and just kind of lays out the parks this is how everything was at the time this is what we did this is how we did it yeah and uh these are the stories uh, what happened to me so uh I appreciate you taking the time, Rand. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, hey, thanks for asking me. It was uh, quite the treat. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Have a good rest of your weekend, huh? Okay, you too. All right, Rand. Bye. Bye-bye. That was cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that guy. The Walt's ghost thing is amazing. <laughs> I know, right? It's freaky, man. It's, it is freaky. <laughs> really freaky. Um, I know we kind of sort of bumped Kyle, but what I want to do is, is use the restroom and then come back and do Kyle's segment. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Um, so you talk amongst yourselves. I got to go as well. So that I can talk about that T. Irby thing and what went on after that. The what? Well, so he covered, he covered the maintenance up to, uh, up to the 90s, and he said that it kind of dropped off, and I can kind of talk about that because I know a lot about actually what happened there. If right. you want to, uh, yeah, you and Jeremy so, and, and and Charlie over here. Yeah. And tell me Nick, more. Nick can sit yeah. down, and it'll be great. Well, so so T so in the nineties, we got Cynthia Harris and Paul Pressler. Both went on after to go to Gap, and a lot of Disney aficionados call that kind of the dark age of Disney or of Disneyland, because what Cynthia Harris did and Paul Pressler did is they tried to game the parks to kind of come up with more money. 
Cynthia Harris introduced uh, uh, release parties for merchandise. She introduced release parties for movies. She really kind of pushed together the annual pass holder program. She pushed together fast passes, and she hired T. Irby to kind of bring down maintenance. Before, when uh, Rand Boyd was working there, the motto of the maintenance department was, if it's going to break soon, fix it now, because we don't want the downtime and we don't want it broken. And they'd have multiple redundancies to make sure that everything was working fine. When T. Irby's team took over. And so over, does, this, does this apply to rides? Does it apply oh yeah, to the rides, light bulbs the tra- on Main Street? Everything. Like this is everything. The paint job on the trash cans. Yeah. You, the, cha- the paint job on the castle, for instance. Right. Uh, everything. How, how, did the, how do fast passes influence making money at the parks? Uh, we, we'll get to that later. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to talk about that during my segment. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but... Uh, what they did, though, was Tierby is he came in and he said, okay, well, we're wasting a lot of money by having all these redundancies and trying to make sure nothing ever breaks. Let's let some of the redundant systems break and then fix them because that's why they're redundant. And the answer, and the problem was is that they wouldn't fix them fast enough. And the, eventually the redundant systems would break and the second redundancy would break and the third redundancy would break and they'd be down to the wire. Um, and that's when Indiana Jones's face is like half hanging on the on the armature. And the- <laughs> actually, what happened is a lot more solemn than that. Mm. Um, in 2003, there was an accident on uh, was this Big Thunder? Big Thunder Mountain. Oh yes. yeah, where the front car of the Big Thunder Mountain train derailed and fell back onto the train, and it killed the first two people in the in the front row. There were multiple safety systems that existed and were in place that could have been activated but did not activate because of the park maintenance policy at the time. Mm. Shortly after those two people were no longer working there or those three people were no longer working there and Matt Omiet came into power and became president of Disneyland and the park turned around overnight. Maintenance policies that weren't in place for years came back. Uh, it no longer was fix it once it's broken to it went back to fix it if it's going to break soon even the castle got a brand new paint job mm-hmm. and uh you know it was night and day and you know he left right before things got really dark and he probably got out at a good time because nobody would want to be around during that type of corporate environment where you can't fix something that you know is broken and you know is is uh is something that actually impacts guest safety you know? So when this was happening, was this specific to Disneyland, or did those people have? Were they also over other parks? No, this is this is specific to Disneyland. Paul okay. Pressler at the time was president of the parks, okay. um, and Cynthia Harris was right underneath him as president of Disneyland Resort. They were using Disneyland as kind of a test bed to okay. kind of bake in Disney World's policies. Disney World has never had a strong. Uh, I I, want to be careful here. Disney World has never had traditionally a strong of a maintenance policy as as Disneyland has. They've always had a good one. But Disney World has the luxury of space. So if something breaks and they don't want to fix it, they can leave it and they can let it sit and they can just put in something new um, and entertain guests that way. And then they can get to it when they want to get around to it. And they do that a lot. Um and because of that, Disneyland's safety policy – or not safety. Safety is not the right word. Maintenance policies are a lot better because uh, okay. Disneyland can't afford to have something down. Right. You know That's why, that's why T. Irby really wanted to make sure rides do not have downtimes because when Pirates is closed, 
you lose a lot of money in that park off of merchandise sales, food sales, everything else. So, so on the one, it was kind of you. We blame them in hindsight, but they they were trying to. Sorry, Jason. Sorry, right. they were trying to. Thank you, Jeremy. Get the most out of. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, trying to get the most out of it, but in the end, it was. Yeah, they basically they game the system yeah. too far. They they focus too much on the profit margins and not enough on the redundant safety systems that they had in place. And they impaired the attractions that they had and knowingly did that. Yeah. And unfortunately, at, at the end of the day, it cost guest lives. Mm. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. See, I just get more annoyed when the lights aren't all on, you know? Like three light bulbs are out, and I get really pissed. And take a picture. <laughs> you you but said there's that. more. You there's more obvious, and I take a picture. But there's that. You you point to something that's a lot more serious than that, and that is people trust Disney. Mm-hmm. You know, and, they, and that's kind of why when that happened, they realized their upper management finally took a good close look at what's been going on because the parks had been doing so well that they were hands off, hmm. and uh, they said something's wrong here, and they went in, looked at it, and fixed it hard. So you said at Disney World they have the luxury of leaving something for a while. What do you mean? Like they close a ride for a while and they don't open it for yeah, months? Yeah, um, Splash Mountain used to suffer a lot from that problem. They've actually gotten a lot better uh, now. They now they're so focused on capacity and they're actually having competition with Universal okay. that they can't afford those downtimes like they used to. But um, Splash Mountain used to actually close seasonally and they used to call it a rescheduled annual refurbishment. But really, it was just to save money uh, because they didn't need to have Splash Mountain running year-round because it wasn't it's cold yeah it was cold and it wasn't a huge draw attraction during off-season months so it was cheaper to just close it and to just kind of let it go and sometimes splash mountain would break and they'd go well this repair costs 80 percent of our repair budget so we don't have the money so we'll just let splash mountain sit for a year and then save up the money and do it next year rather than pulling money from other budget places in the park Disneyland would never do that. Disneyland would have to repair it right away. Oh, for and sure. They'd have to, they would pull budget from uh, promotions, like their summer promotion, um, which might be why Pixar Piers. <laughs> <laughs> you, you trailed off there. Oh, the sorry. Did, yeah. I, did I trail off? It's <clears throat> uh, fine. Um, all right, Kyle, let's talk about fast passes and why they're totally terrible. Okay, so going back to what I was just talking about, yeah. uh, Cynthia Harris, like I said, liked to game everything, and one of the things that she wanted to do is she wanted to keep people buying things. Okay. That was the biggest thing for her. And in 1999, she and a team came up with the idea for FastPass. Um, and the idea behind FastPass was that you could basically allow your guests to wait in line without actually waiting in line, freeing them up to purchase things from restaurants yeah. and merchandise stores and everywhere else. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and that would give you more money. In 1999, <laughs> they introduced the first Fast Pass for Space Mountain in Disney World. 89, you say? 99. 99. 99. Okay, sorry. I remember it was, that. It was only on Space Mountain. You could get one Fast Pass once a day for that one ride. I'm not old enough it. to remember that. And I think they even Bulls handed them crap. out. They'd take down your ticket number and they'd hand them out. <laughs> wow. Um... But okay. after that, they had such a good experience because guests were, that would have fast passes at 7 o'clock at night, they took surveys on these guests and they said, you know, we were thinking of leaving early. But then we got the fast pass for Space Mountain at 8.30, mm-hmm. so we decided to stay. Okay. And they're like, well, what would you do during that time? Well, we went to a couple of the shops and we sat down at the restaurant and grabbed a drink and something, et cetera, et cetera. And they went, oh, okay. Yeah. Cha-ching. So Disneyland got fast pass literally two years later. 
And when Disneyland got it, it was installed on pretty much all the attractions we have it on today. Yeah. The system's been so successful that in 2014, Disney World made FastPass, FastPass Plus. And in 2017, Disneyland got MaxPass. And while they're both, each one of those is basically enhancements to to FastPass, but built around the culture of the park. FastPass Plus allows you to pick all of your reservations in advance and plan your whole day out. Because a lot of people going to Disney World are doing full week vacations and they want to have a plan. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. let you get three in advance and then date each one after that. Whereas Disneyland is still, you get it while you're there at the moment because most people are just there for the day having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the FastPass system is based on capacity and storage. And the idea of it is that we're going to sacrifice capacity and storage in order to get more people buying things. So first question you got to ask is what's capacity and capacity is the number of people that a ride can get through well well, can process through and it's measured through something that they call the theoretical hourly ride capacity and i've talked about that before and it's called thrc Mm -hmm. from here on out i'm just going to say capacity make it simple because i don't want to confuse people but theoretical hourly capacity. if you hear theoretical hourly ride capacity or thrc that's capacity yep Third. So if we take Indiana Jones, right. Indiana Jones has 15, 12 people cars that can run on it at the same time. So that's 180 people that can be on the ride. The ride is three about three and a half minutes long, and it has one minute of about boarding times where the car is in the station. So that means that you get uh, four, a car every four and a half minutes basically going through the ride. So okay. each car, if you take an hour and divide it out, you get 13.6 trips. And if you do all the math and say a 15 person or 15 cars times 12 people times uh, 13.6 trips, you get a capacity of 2,500 about. So that means Indiana Jones pushes 2,500 people from the line out the exit every hour. Every hour. Every hour. Wow. Okay? Damn. So <laughs> That's damn with a B. That's damn. Yeah. I don't know why. Damn. Put an extra letter on that. So ride, all rides have different capacities. Fantasyland rides have like less than 1,000. Omnimover, or most rides in the park range somewhere between 1,000 and 1,600. Omnimovers go up 2,000 and above. And then the biggest rides, which are the boat rides like Small World and, and Pirates, those go over 3,000. Wow. <laughs> they are known as the people eaters. What's the absolute, <laughs> what's the absolute least capacity yeah. ride that exists in the parks today? What is it? Give Dumbo. Me the bathroom? <laughs> Give me. So I, Casey's uh, train. One of the things yes. I have here is I have a nice little graph that can tell me that number because of I does. pulled it out. So the actual answer, if we want to consider it, is the Davy Crockett Explorer Canoes. Mm. Oh, um, but sense. if it's it not that, sense. it would probably be uh, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin is pretty abysmal. Feels like huh. when you're in line. <laughs> but it is just a cool line. At least the yeah. line is cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that doesn't count things like shows like Animation Academy. But, uh, you know, that's like 560 people per hour for for uh, okay. for uh, Roger Rabbit's. That makes sense why those lines always feel like forever. Because you're not moving very quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why. Okay. So that's capacity. And capacity is the first part of the equation. The other part I talked about was storage. So storage is how many people the ride holds at any point in time. 
Including the, the queue? Including yeah. the queue. Okay. Okay. So that means how many people are actually at that ride, you know? So storage is really important because storage is like anything in – any people in storage are taking up numbers in the park and they're not shopping. They're not doing anything. Like most of those people are just in line. But but it's 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 an interesting number. So so storage is the lines and the lines are based basically off of demand at Disneyland. So um, – if we were talking about a ride and the ride and we just did a simple equation where we had, okay, this many people approach the ride an hour and the ride takes up this many people per hour. And let's say that was a thousand people come and ride Space Mountain every hour and Space Mountain can only get 900 people per hour. Well, that means you get 100 people in line the first hour, 200 the second hour, 300 the third hour. It's like traffic. It kind of compounds. Right. But so you would be saying the line would be getting longer and longer and longer. Yeah. But on most rides, we don't see that happening. What we actually see happening is it hits say 65 minutes for Chase Mountain and then it doesn't get any longer than that and what that's called is that's called draw so each ride has a draw component to their line and the draw is relative so on a busier day Space Mountain might be 90 minutes but on a lighter day the Space Mountain might be 45 and that's based off of how the guests are basically feeling and it could be based on how crowded the park is uh, what's available and open uh, what time of the day it is can even do, uh, compound draw because people want to be at restaurants the draw lines are going to be less so draw is the number one factor that that we talk about when it comes to to lines so uh so if a, so for lines when we uh calculate storage I, I know i talked about draw but we'll get back to it later sorry there's there's so many aspects that make up fast passes <laughs> and i'm getting myself lost in my own notes because i'm going on my own tangents you're doing great I'm let's just bad let's just right. get the square root of all those yeah numbers exactly first before you can move on so Storage yeah. is the capacity times the length of the line, and that's how many people you have it in the line. Okay. So if you know that you have a thousand people per hour and your line's an hour long, that means there's a thousand people online plus the 150 who are actually on the car. Right. So we can then calculate for Indiana Jones that if we have a 60 minute line, we have 2,500 people in that line plus 180 people on the line. So that means we have 2,680 people at Indiana Jones at any minute during the day when the line's 60 minutes people, long. People riding the car and waiting in line. Exactly. And, th- and all of those people are not buying merch or going to a restaurant. Exactly. So what we should do maybe is just replace the queues and the rides with restaurants and shops. <laughs> right. So you're just standing in line in a shop. Yeah. So they were great. Take a ride through the restaurant. And that was the idea. And so, that's, that's, so now they were like, okay, well, what if... Instead of waiting in line, we had a ghost of a person wait in line. Mm. So you say, I want to go here. And you say, okay, so your ghost gets in that line. And then you can go do other things, which hopefully isn't riding rides. Mm-hmm. And then when your ghost gets to the front of the line, you come back and you get on the attraction. That is the concept behind Fast Pass. So now Disney has to go, well, what percentage of the ride storage do we want to give up for this? Okay. What percentage is the right number? And right. we can calculate this. And it's been calculated. <laughs> you look, you, you're, you're, your face is glowing because you you're so, so excited. excited. I want yeah. you guys to get into to the guess. numbers about this. And I'm like, oh, God, calculating ride, theoretical ride storage. Well, this is easy. That's what? why I'm not an, imagine, an engineer. I know, but <laughs> what, what percentage do you think did they give up? What percentage? So if they said, okay, 3,000 people can be on, are in line for Indiana Jones, yeah. what percentage do you think they want to get rid of? Now, remember- 10%. 
every single person that they put out there is in the shops, the streets, everywhere else. So it makes the whole park feel more busy. Mm -hmm. So by giving up storage and capacity, they're also giving up the overall park capacity and how many people they can let into the park every day and on all that type of information. Right. And how and it it affects it affects guest happiness. So how much did they give up? I would guess for for that ride specifically, I would guess ten percent. So I'm going to give you a hint. It's the same on every ride. Oh, that was my next question. Okay. And it's more. I want to say 30. More. Holy say like 40 boss. or 50. More. What? Keep going. Six, like 70. 87. Last year, too high. It's wow. about 75 or 80%. Wow. So, so, so. That means that for when you're standing in line and you're at that fast pass choke point, right? Mm-hmm. Where you see the fast pass go, people go in. Yeah. And you see them let. 40 people go in mm-hmm. and then they let eight people go from the standby line. That's the ratio. They'll let 40 people from fast pass go eight people from standby. They actually, I think they use 50 and 10. So they let 50 people from fast pass go 10 people from standby. That's the ratio. Rude. <laughs> yeah. Because, because in theory, those people were already in line. They're, they're ghosts, they're avatars yes. or whatever. They were already waiting in line, mm-hmm. not taking up space. But they were reserved. Yeah, so what they did is they calked out all these numbers like I did, and then they said, okay, well, Indy gets 2500 so mm-hmm. we'll give out 80% of that. And then we'll give out that many fast passes per hour. And then they divided that into 15-minute blocks, so they divided it by four, and that's how many fast passes are available in every 15-minute block a day, which is why when you go to a fast pass machine and you get there at 8 a.m., the first fast pass is always for 9 o'clock because it's always a fast pass system just starts an hour late. They'll sell a quarter of the eighty percent of the Indiana Jones capacity, and wow. then so if it's if it was a thousand and it's eight hundred, a quarter that's two hundred. So they do two hundred for between nine and ten. Then it switches to nine fifteen and ten fifteen. So that's another two hundred, and then it switches nine thirty and ten thirty, and that's another two hundred. Yeah, okay. And they keep doing that until they run out, and that's why attractions like Racers runs out because right. the demand is higher than the capacity that's available. Has that has that percentage that they're willing to give out changed evolved over time? Yes, oh, okay. it has. It has gone it higher. Has increased. Higher. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if we want to talk about that, talking about storage now, going back, if we take Indiana Jones and we take eighty percent of that line and we put it now in the park, that means that a line for sixty minutes instead of having uh, actually, let me pull up Indy because I don't think I have this written down here. I'm sorry. Give me a second. Do, 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 do. While you look that up, yeah. I want to bring up something else, and then you can address it later. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Disneyland Paris last week, and they've added something else where you can buy a fast pass. What? Yeah. So you're standing at the line, and it's like fast passes are for five hours from now. You can wait for 90 minutes. Or you can go to the store next door, pay 20 euro, and get on now. Yeah. That's what they have going on. <laughs> That's, what they, That's gross. You, so, you sound they, like, a, like a yard dude, like a narc or something like that. They have that at Disney World 2 right now, too. Say word! Yeah. <laughs> you, If you're staying at a concierge-level hotel, oh. you can pay $75 per day and get three extra Fast Passes per day. Per person, but you can you so the per can person. you go on whenever you want? Because the thing about this no, was you could buy magical, that Fast Pass. They are magical experience Fast Passes. 
Yeah. That's rude. Okay. I don't like that. That's dirty. <laughs> that yeah, is dirty. That's dirty pool. Dirty, not only, dirty not only do you have to pay $75 a day, you also have to be staying on concierge level. Yeah. But you, let me tell you something. I need My to hotel's get out. really expensive at concierge. <laughs> at, a, at a deluxe level hotel, too. It's I, only at deluxe level hotels. I needed to get on Ratatouille. I didn't have a lot of time, and that twenty euros. Fair went enough. Like that. Twenty My euros. I go, we we didn't know how much it was because they don't Wait, tell you. Right. What's the equivalent? Twenty US for, dollars for one fast pass. Bucks. Okay. For one fast pass, so oh no, maybe it was fifteen. So my we were we were we either were just, anything over ten bucks U.S. is too much, Jeremy. So we were saying to each other, we were, my friend and I, we were there together, and I said, she said, I said, well, you know, we don't know how much it is. What's what is it? Like I she I was, what's the minimum? What's the maximum? She goes, mm-hmm. you know, I'd want to do ten. I said, I would do twenty. And I think we went in. I think it was fifteen, and we were like, guess we're going, we're paying. Darn, okay, yeah, was it worth it for sure. <laughs> How long was the wait normally? I think it was like 120 minutes. It was yeah. long. Yeah. How long did you actually wait with the fast pass? Five minutes. Okay. It was a fast, fast pass. Then it like, wasn't one of those where you get on and you're like, I thought this is the fast pass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know those? Like uh, Indy? Yeah. Yeah. So going back, the numbers, Indy, right? I said 2,600 people per hour or was the capacity. Mm-hmm. It goes down to 800. So... We've just decreased that number by a lot, you know, because the rest of the people are now are fast other passes, places, right? Other places. Okay. So what that means is, on a busy day, if you run all the numbers and you count, add up all the attractions, and everything else, on the busy days, the park feels actually forty percent busier than it does if fast pass wasn't a thing. What? Sure, because they're out doing other stuff, yeah. like you said. Yeah. Said that totally makes sense. That oh, yeah, is a okay. huge, massive number. Wow. And that is why the fast pass system sucks. Can I talk about my opinion on why the fast pass system sucks? Yeah. No. Sure. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go ahead. I'm going to use Indiana Jones as an example because that's the one we focused on. It killed the queue. It did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It totally did. Absolutely. Like, that queue was made to entertain you while you waited in that long bleeping line. <laughs> and. Now you just breeze through it. Well, whether that, you, that whether first you part, waited an hour or you waited 18 minutes in your fast pass line, like you just walk through the cool part. And I have to say it, the, the Indiana Jones fast pass is not a good deal most of the time. Hmm. Whenever you tr- approach Indiana Jones and you're like, I think I want to get a fast pass, you need right. to look at how many people are standing outside. Because those are the people that are actually in the standby line. It's just the people outside. It's Because once you hit that switch it's point, true. it's all the same line. Right. That's true. Because you wait 20 minutes on in that line, and you don't even notice it, even when you have a fast pass. Go ahead, Terrence. I've actually found that when I get a fast pass for that ride, I wait 10 to 15 minutes longer than the fast pass says every single time. Exactly. And I can wait 90 minutes in the queue and not not mind, because it looks so amazing. <laughs> and it's it's shaded. <laughs> it's a nice spot. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and they... Uh, yeah, I, I know with the app, they're going to have... Um, First of all, you can't get friggin' cell reception in the queue for di- for Indy, so I don't know what they're talking about. But yeah. with the app, they're going to have like the decoder. They're going to put the decoder in there, so you can do they're the Mara, already, whatever, yeah, Mara Glyphics, or yeah. Um, you, imagine people just hold it. Like you're you're waiting. Well, I need to decode this thing. Like you're holding up the line. I think it's just I don't know. Get out of my way. Wait, wait, get out of my way. Use your microphone. Also, do you, do you have any numbers for the amount of people they'll let as single riders? Because I know I've gone to Indiana Jones and like we've reached our capacity. It doesn't. Rider, it doesn't really riders. work that way. Um, um, with single riders, what they do is they... Come on, Nick. They, it doesn't work that way, dude. I should have known. <laughs> Rookie mistake. So they, they, it's not that they, they ran out of capacity. All they really did is they ran out of pieces of paper. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah, I've that's all it Indiana is. Indiana Jones tell me that they wouldn't, they're not allowing single <laughs> the, rider. The Indiana Jones. The, the Indiana Jones so they told me that they wouldn't, they were not allowing single riders. Well, I've snuck past it. We're not allowing single riders right now. They won't run single riders if they are running a man short. Um, because they don't have enough people to actually manage the single riders because of those elevators and all that stuff that's involved. They yeah. need to have someone kind of watching that. But the single rider system is just a demand-based system. I mean, people people come up to it, they get in the line, and whenever they need someone to fill the spot, they grab a single rider. Um, and because of that, it just moves as it moves, and it's kind of just been self-sustaining. There's not a lot of numbers. I don't even think Disney tracks that very well. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's just kind of a nice little flex system that they can offer guests that increase satisfaction. So, uh, so anyway, because fast pass rides hold like 75 to 80% less people in them, we get a busier park. And you know, when you think about it, Disneyland has 35 rides, 10 of which are fast pass. DCA has 19 rides, seven of which are fast pass. So we're talking about a lot of rides. Um, and that, but that's also a lot of people walking around per hour that normally wouldn't be there. Yeah. And th- if you add up those rides in the numbers, it's 22,268 people Whoa. that are per out hour? of the line every hour. God. To put that in perspective, the capacity of both parks are estimated at about 120,000 people. So we're talking <laughs> about tw- 25%. So the Disneyland parks feel 5% busier on their busiest days. But when it's not the busiest days, it can feel as much as 40% on a light day. Um, so there are no more light days, essentially, really, because of the fast pass. Fast pass killed the light day. Yeah. And what we're talking about, Thanks. too, is we're talking like a ride like Space Mountain, that could, the 60 minutes line long, yeah. that could be 36 minutes. You know, or that three hours racer ride would only be one hour and forty five minutes if they just got rid of fast pass. So don't. So everyone, don't do fast passes. Stop yeah, doing good luck. it. <laughs> yeah. I use fast passes and I love them. I'm a max pass person, you know. Okay. But All right. because it's a great system, but uh, you know. But so, what do you do, do when you do uh, when you have a fast pass and you go, okay, I have a fast pass for this ride. Where are you going? Are you shopping or are you doing other rides? I'm usually on rides. Me too. Which is why right. this is. But but quite honestly, there's sometimes where I'm sitting and shopping. Sometimes I'll sit down and have a drink. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Greg and I will will you know Done we that. live close to Disneyland, yeah. right? Yeah. What's your address specifically? <clears throat> Give it out right uh, now. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> uh, we live really close and we go after work. Yeah. We have that luxury because we live so close and we're you know it's it's it's. Uh, you know, it's something that we might not be doing soon, but because of the cost and everything that's going on. But, you know, what, one of the things we'll do is we'll we'll drop by the parks after. I'll pull up my phone once we get in, mm-hmm. grab a max pass for whatever ride I want to do. And that might be, say, Space Mountain, which is has its next max pass available at 8 o'clock and it's 6 p.m. And I'll say, Greg, what do you want to do? And he'll say, well, why don't we just go grab a drink? And we'll grab a drink at uh, the terrace and sit down and enjoy the drink, and then walk over to Space Mountain, ride a ride, have, right. and that's our night, you know? That and sounds awesome. We wouldn't Can do you, that. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but we wouldn't do that if Max Pass didn't exist, because we'd be okay. waiting in line. Or we just wouldn't ride the rides. I mean, honestly, we yeah, probably, you would, probably, wouldn't, we ride probably ride. wouldn't ride the rides. Yeah. But for most guests, that's 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 an option. Like, I've gone with my parents, uh, who bought tickets, mm-hmm. and we did a full day, and we took a break and had drinks, because we were able to basically put in a couple max passes and had them banked up type thing. Okay. Um, wow. So another interesting thing is I talked earlier about draw and those draw numbers where the rides bank out at 60 minutes. 
So if we talk about draw and we talk about putting people back in lines, what one thing that's really interesting with draws is uh, traditionally when you go and try and get on, say, Alice in Wonderland, how long is that line? Forever. It's like an hour. 45 minutes. It's like yeah, 45 it's like 45 to 60 minutes. And before Usually, Fast Pass, yeah. it never hit no. that high. It would probably be 20, 30 minutes. What happens is when people people want to wait 60 minutes no matter what for, for Space Mountain, it doesn't matter if it has Fast Pass or not. It's just that's the longest people are willing to wait. So if you got rid of Fast Pass, the line would still fill, fill up to 60 minutes. So those other lines, those other rides, those small rides where people go, oh, you know what? Fast Pass is too or Space Mountain's line is too long. Why don't we just go ride Alice in Wonderland? Alice in Wonderland is now instead of 20 minutes, it's 25 minutes. And it keeps adding up and it keeps getting longer. Well, and in my in my experience, you go to Alice in Wonderland because you're like, oh, that, that ride's short. So that'll be like 20 minutes. Let's go over there. And then you get there and it's 45 minutes, but you're like, oh, well, I'm already here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you don't want to walk all the way back to something else. So you just stand in the line. And it's it's just a weird cyclical thing. Yeah. And and but, so what I'm trying, what I'm getting at, though, is that Fast Pass hurts the small rides more than it hurts the big rides. Indiana Jones is going to be the length of Indiana Jones's line no matter what. But Jungle Cruise's line could be 10 or it could be 40 minutes depending on how busy the park feels. And those are the rides that are taking the hit and those are the rides that you're waiting longer on because Fast Pass exists at Indy. Like it's the overall comfort level of the park exactly. that's suffering. Yeah. I mean you guys have done that. You guys have walked up to Indiana Jones and been like oh, you know it's 75 minutes right now. Never. Splash Mountain is just 10, or not Splash, sorry, uh, uh, Jungle Cruise is just 10. Why don't we just hop on Jungle Cruise instead? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens. Interesting. So, hmm. yeah. So I also have here a graph and the numbers of every single attraction and their capacity and storage. Oh, really? So if anyone's curious about any ride or anything like that, I can answer those numbers. Okay, just read it. <laughs> yeah, you just want me to go off? Just go. Um, what's Winnie the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh? Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Uh, so the Adventures of Winnie the Pooh has a capacity of about 1850. Really? It's pretty high. Believe it or not, because it's the six-seater cars. Right. And they load a couple at a time. It raises the capacity because okay. it, bra- it drops down the, uh, the number of... Uh, uh, the loading time, basically. Loading time's a big thing. So loading time actually, if we talked about Indy a minute ago. I said it's a three and a half minute ride and takes a minute to load. Think about that. Indy has a dual station. So they're loading two cars at the same time. Mm-hmm. Plus they have the seatbelt check. So they're actually loading four cars at the same time. Yet it still takes about 30% of that vehicle's time is just sitting in the station. If they only had one station with one car, it would take just as long to ride the ride as it would to get the car out of the station which is what I call the Knott's Berry Farmer Six Flags problem, where you go try and ride Ghost Rider, and they have two or three cars on the track, and yet there's only one that's actually going at any time because they're so slow at loading the cars. Uh-huh. So capacity is a big thing, and that's why stations are overbuilt. Screamin' is a great example of that. Screamin' is one of the highest capacity roller coasters out there. Hmm. Um, sorry, uh, not Screamin'. The Incredicoaster. <laughs> there you go, or whatever it is. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, and Credit Coaster has a capacity of 2,300 people. And that's because wow. it's a dual station. Most coasters are in like the thousands. So earlier, so you have a lot of very specific data. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but earlier, <laughs> okay. you. Okay. okay, we still with me? <laughs> uh, 
Jeremy. <laughs> but can you follow along? <laughs> I'll repeat Can later. You follow my statement. <laughs> um, no, but so you have a lot of specific data. But earlier you said, well, the the capacity of Disneyland and DCA is estimated at one hundred twenty thousand. Hmm. Is that a more cl- the total capacity? Is that a more closely guarded figure that you, as a former Imagineer, would not even know? Uh, I don't. I never looked into those numbers when I was a former Imagineer. Okay. I don't know the, the. I don't know if anyone really actually knows that number. Uh, that isn't the fire department, or that that isn't. I mean, that number is well known because it's set by the fire department. Oh, okay. The actual capacity of the park is set by the fire department, and that's an established value. Okay. I don't think Disneyland releases it, but it's it's well known by anyone in operations. There's two types of capacity. There's what the fire department calls capacity, and there's what could actually fit in the park. Um, and I'm talking mainly about what can actually fit in the park because Disneyland, I think, usually actually closes before the fireman capacity. Okay. Because they don't want the experience to get so poor that it goes below their um, ridership level per day. So Disney has a rule, and it's a hard, fast rule, and it's that every guest has, or the average guest has to get on this many attractions per day. And if anything is going to impact that number, then they will basically change that thing because it has to ha- they have to hit that minimum every day so when you hear about the parks at you know phase one phase two closure the week between christmas and new year blah blah, blah that's dictated not by the fire department but by what they still deem as a as a suitable guest experience uh, a little bit of both there um you're talking now about what's what they consider to be a cataclysmic event um <laughs> Well, it, it's ah, Christmas. I mean, basically, <laughs> the the fact of the matter is they can't process as many people through the gates even as they want to be able to process. Okay. And y- the people get basically. Uh, here's the thing: people will go to Disneyland and they'll leave if it's too busy. Right. Yeah. They won't do that on Christmas Day. I've done that. I've left yeah, when it's too busy. I've done it too. Hell yeah. Heck, I was like, going to meet you one day, and I couldn't get into the parking structure because of the that's right. marathons, and I was like, no, we're, we're leaving. Oh, yes. that was at the 100 show. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, Jeremy. I left once because it was kind of busy, but way too hot. Yeah. And I feel like sure. that's a factor, too. Like, right. if it's too hot, but not super, super busy, like, I'm still just like, nah. But the thing is, is that on these special event days or something like that, those rules no longer apply. Mm-hmm. And Disney knows that, and so... Rules kind of get a little weird a little bit there, and that's when the fire department numbers really play hard. Okay. And they prep for that, and they try and... That's more about controlling the flow of guests than controlling the the absolute total number of guests. They want to make sure that everything is still running in and not getting clogged up. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, Kyle, fascinating. Yeah. I appreciate that very much. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I, now I don't... Now I feel I feel conflicted... About ever using a fast pass now because I, I feel like I'm contributing to the 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 issue. But it's never going to go no, away. It's not going to change. Right? Yeah, by not using it, you're not going to fix. I'm the only system. hurting myself. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. You're and, playing by and their me, rules. Actually, just don't do what Jeremy did. Honestly, don't pay. pay? Is that? Don't pay, Jeremy. For, don't pay for a fast pass. How um, dare you? Because then, <laughs> then they're getting they're double dipping now. But he. Had yeah. to go on Ratatouille. I know. I get and, it. And I, I had no it. choice. I get and it. 
the biggest problem with Disneyland right now is the sensationalism of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why people have to get on this thing or do this thing or get this bucket because everyone else has it. Oh, my and they God. Have it the on bucket Instagram. lines. It's for like yep. the popcorn buckets. God. And here's the thing. I just want to buy popcorn. Yeah. I don't want to buy a bucket. I just want popcorn. Yeah. But I can't buy popcorn because every single person is in line for the bucket. Um, <laughs> they should have a bucket line and a popcorn yeah, line. I don't ever buy popcorn in the park, though. Yeah. But uh, but the thing is, is that... Why? Is that is it gross? No, I just don't buy it. Okay. Uh, All right. But the thing is, is that make sure. we have a big problem with that right now. And as a culture, as, as a country, and, uh, and these things tap into that. And FastPass is part of that problem. And people need to think before they spend $175 to go visit the Magic Kingdom for an hour before the park opens so that they can ride a ride that's there throughout the whole day. Right. right. Well, that is true. Yeah, that is weird. Speaking of weird... Bev just poured her Red Bull into her glass of wine. Yeah, and it stinks. <laughs> and it stinks. This is also the same girl that one time I think we oh. tried milk and vodka one time because we no, didn't no, have no, no, chaser. No, no. Oh, sure, I chased vodka. it. I chased it with milk because I didn't have a chaser. Oh. How did that end? Not well. <laughs> really poorly. You know, this is just like a Red Bull spritzer. It's fine. Did, did the milk... <laughs> Pinkies up? Wait, wait. Did the milk actually provide... Oh, what the chaser is supposed to do by get or did if, it make- if by vomit you mean I mean <laughs> sure I don't even know see and I, I distinctly remember when we were planning the show specifically saying you know what we're not gonna do drink is drink during the normal show because we have so many drinks to get through right. I know Can we're I drinking red wine and friggin yes teacher's pet over here one beer whole show I, I just cracked my second beer and I'm not even halfway ah, through it the teacher what <laughs> <laughs> I've only had one and a half glasses. What was that, Jeremy? And some Red Bull. <laughs> Jeremy just shrieked at me, stared at me, looked me up and down and said, the teacher. Well, you broke the rule. Terrence. I did break the rule. Because I was Nobody terrified out there terrible. pouring this red wine. Anyway. So we have uh, officially been on for, um, it's hard because the timer's off because we took like a 15 minute, 20 minute break, but we have Fail. definitely officially over hit over the five hour mark, everybody. You called it. Does that mean you're done? Are you closing shop? Yeah, we're done. Um, I do have like a demand questions on me. Let's do a couple of those. I'm not going to do uh, news. We're just going to. We have six more minutes until it's four thirty. So let's just let's just ride this out real fast. All right, let's go. Okay, let's just ride this out real fast. And then the rest of the questions I'll finish on the secret show. Maybe I'll get to some of the news. I don't know. I'm really, really waiting for Greg's story time. Oh, story time man. with Greg. That's what I've been looking forward to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that and Kyle. I mean, it's going to be Greg telling the stories. Yeah, the same for sure. And then Kyle going, tell him the one about the other thing, and then Greg will go off. It'll be a good time. (laughs) He'll be drink five. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, someone should get a couple drinks in him right now because they'll make it. Oh, uh, you've been in here. I've been working in there. Okay, I gotcha. cool. Just want to make Go sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a good one. I'll do my best, my best Harry Carey impression. If you were a food from Disney, what food would you be? What? <laughs> if you were a hot dog, <laughs> would you eat yourself? <laughs> <laughs> if you were a food from Disney, uh, churro excluded, because we'd all pick that. What right. food would you be? Taryn, go please now. Corn dog. Why? No, I don't want to answer that. Never mind. <laughs> right I that have point no in the show. reason. <laughs> Bev, go ahead. Turkey leg. Kyle. Monte Cristo. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> 
I don't even want to talk to you right now. Terrence, go ahead. Gumbo. Gumbo? Yeah. Turkey leg. It's keto. <laughs> it is keto. It's keto. Keto! You are a crazy person. I would be a Manhattan. Oh, oh, you took mine. How did I take yours when you already went? You dummy. I feel like you'd be in a OA. <laughs> oh, <laughs> probably. That's probably yeah, true. Taryn, if you could travel to anywhere in the world for free for yeah. one month, where would it be? Right by Jason's side. <laughs> <laughs> no. God. Um, pro- not probably. I would. I haven't been to any of these places, but to like uh, some island off the the lower east coast. What is that called? Bermuda. <laughs> like, the, like Jamaica. The Caribbean? Yeah, Caribbean. Caribbean. Take you to yeah. Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. See, that's the end of Pirates Chirago, from your idea. Montego, baby, why don't we go down to Tokyo? Right, to Tokyo. Tokyo. It's, it's I like, saw it's Nick on the side of my head. Go down to Tokyo. We'll get there fast. See, that should have been the end of your Pirates Muppet ride. And you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. <laughs> um, what's everyone's favorite drink at Trader Sam's? Uh-oh-a. Jeremy, go. Scotch on the rocks. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Scotch on the rocks. <laughs> Krakatoa punch. Uh, I don't have one because I don't remember the names. Bud Light? Hippopotamai tie. Bud Light. Bud Light. Bud Light. Bud Light. Bud Light. You guys have a name by Tin Barrel? Um, <laughs> what's your, I love craft beer. What's your favorite song from a Disney movie? Nick, you start that one off. What's your favorite song from a Disney movie? Go right now. Probably You'll Be In My Heart From Tarzan. You'll Be In My Heart From Tarzan. All right, Jeremy, go. Let it go. No. Are you serious? He just buried his hands. I, can I can't think of anything else. Right Terrence. Now. Uh, probably um, Akuna Matata. Kyle. Uh, what have I done from the Nightmare for Christmas? Ooh, mm. nice! That is a good song. Mm-hmm. Part of your world, their world, a world, Little Mermaid. Same. As confusing as Bev, or do you know? Like, no, it's actual. part of your world. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, can it, I change my world? No. Yeah. Feed the birds. Oh, that's, that's Walt's too. favorite movie too. You just said it's that out of that brownie point. Club with your answers after you you've just, already spoken. Yeah, he just <laughs> he just said that for the brownie points. Take my song was the best part. Oh. That's a great song, by the way. I think, really like, is. off the top of my head, oh. I think it would be the uh, uh, the song that Merlin sings in Sword in the Stone. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, that's. What do you mean, oh God, Charlie? <laughs> Um, but then also the entire Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack, except for Sally's song, because Sally can go light herself on fire. I Dang, hate that was Sally. Aggressive, bro. Was it? Well, because she's a doll, and she would just go up in flames. That's it was a still was, aggressive. I always wondered when she was holding that burning tree, how she didn't just go up in flames. Um, Scotch guard. <laughs> she's not know. soaked in kerosene. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a couple more. Here we go. Um, <laughs> what's your worst memory from the park, Taryn? You go. Reverse. We'll reverse this whole thing. A good one. Bev, you go. Yeah. I got a good one. Being there on a day that was over 100 degrees. Kyle. I was actually dumped in the park one time. Oh, 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 I told the person, I was like, you cannot do this right now. We are at Disneyland. Are you yeah. And they, they kind of. You should have lit them on fire. Yeah, they were like, no, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care. By the way, buy me a churro. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Wow. So this was the worst, funniest one. So we went for Becca's 21st birthday. We were already married at this point. And we went with a bunch of friends. Last year. Uh, No, no. (laughs) Um, And so, no offense to her, but I'm old, so I know she's... 
It's almost as old. So we were um, at ESPN Zone doing Long Island iced tea races. Oh. <laughs> I was 20, 23. She was 21 and everyone. And I remember... Wait, like ESPN we, Zone was built when you were 23? Yeah. Oh. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> He's his mic. So, uh, so, but I remember we're um, we're heading out and we're gonna go. And I remember her running, like sprinting in front of us. <laughs> All of a sudden, just boom, face down, pavement. And I'm like, oh snap! Are you okay? After I'm laughing, while I'm laughing, are you okay? And she was she was fine, but it was the scariest moment. That's your Cosby. Yeah, that was my. Uh, Okay. No, too I'm sorry, soon. too soon, too soon. <laughs> yeah. We can't hear this anyway. No. So, um, yeah, that was probably my least favorite <laughs> moment in the parks. Uh, when I paid $15 to ride a ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, my friend and I got really drunk drinking around the world at Epcot. Oh, dear. And we were in Mouse Gear, which is like their big store. And we were fighting and crying over um, which is the best version of Illuminations and we got asked <laughs> oh to my god. Oh my god. That, if I had to if I had to think of a story that perfectly oh encompassed god. you as a person, it's it would that. be that. It's that absolutely yeah, we, we were told to leave. It was, it was enough. And then, and then I was like, I might have some problems <laughs> that need to be addressed. By uh by John uh, Daddy Devney. Yeah. Yeah. Big Daddy. <laughs> Jeremy Deb. The question wasn't what your most embarrassing Disney story was. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the question? <laughs> what your favorite memory was uh, of all time. No, no, it's not. Not. <laughs> no. One time he and his friend got really just so one time. <laughs> <laughs> I got kicked out because I cried too hard over illumination. Oh my god. <laughs> like the best story of my so life. what are your thoughts about it going away? <laughs> We're going to talk about the secret, secret show. Secret show. Oh. I may cry. Oh. I think seven. I don't wasn't, have. A I worse wasn't memory. fighting on this. Uh, I don't think I have a worse. By memory. the way, we have ten drinks now for the secret show. Okay. Oh, that's lovely. Let's get Wait, out of here. I have my worst memory. Oh, I'm ten. Okay, sorry, Terry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, it was just. It was at um, was on our honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with our that's, honeymoon. That is mine. You're there right. You go. Shut up. Go dude. ahead, Terry. Uh, we do you remember when we had to wait for that bus at that weird hotel? Yes, because the uh, at Epcot where uh, because you had to take a bus to one of the parks specifically to then get on the monorail to get to Epcot. Yeah, and and then the bus broke down, so we had to wait for another bus, Jeez. and it was 150 degrees and like 90 percent humidity, and we're no exaggeration. We're standing outside of this like random hotel that has like big art stuff on the outside. It was horrible. Art, that was art bad stuff. Just City of the art future. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going into something. No, nope. no, we're leaving. Thing. We're leaving right Wait, now. I gotta, can I plug one thing? Yeah. Yeah. Plug ten. Plug I don't care, dude. Spectroradio.us. If you want to hear Disney music from the parks, movies, and more all day long, it's a happy oh, day. day. What happened to the night? No, well, then you're just going to hear Illumination. <laughs> That's true. 12 hours of Illuminations and 12 hours of terrible covers. Gotta, it has to live somewhere. <laughs> By pop bands. You've got to be able to hear Illumination somewhere. Yeah. Um, okay. We're going we're gonna to leave. I had a whole thing planned, but we've been Man. kind of on 
too long, to be honest with you. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, thank you to our sponsor, Getaway Today. Um, I'm sure that they won't mind that I'm going to cut this short. But honestly, uh, I do want to thank each and every person in this room. Um, maybe not Nick, but... Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know. Uh, honestly, like you guys have, have made this show... Uh, what, Jeremy, I'm praising you. Sh- listen to me. Leave Greg alone. <laughs> Uh, thanks very much for you guys' hard work and effort uh, in making the show what it is. I really, uh, I really appreciate it. Um, it started once uh, as as me just trying to hang out with Terrence and talk about Disney, and then Terrence like, "Oh, I want to," <laughs> and then it changed forever. And I'm yeah, glad it grew and got better. And then Beverly came on, and I don't know how we did the show without without. It felt complete. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate it. And then Jeremy is here too. Um, <laughs> but honestly, uh, it's the listeners who 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 the the passion that you guys have for the show, um, you know, online and, and, and communicating with us and coming out to our hundredth, which I I was convinced that nobody would ever come to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was really cool and very heartwarming. And uh, I remember that first like that we got on Facebook that wasn't someone that we knew. Yeah, I think I called you up. Yeah, I was like we somebody I don't I don't know who this person is. <laughs> It was crazy. Yeah. Um, it was just a really cool thing, and so the community that 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 has kind of grown up around around our show is is really awesome. So to everybody listening, uh, and especially people listening live, I know there are people who have been listening the entire show. Yeah, uh, I really appreciate it, and it, it means the world to us. And uh, we'll keep going as long as people listen to it. Like I don't want to just you know talk to empty space. So. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a break for about 20 minutes or whatever. You Patreon supporters, uh, I've sent the link already to the secret show. We're going to start about 5 o'clock, so it's about 20 minutes or so. Um, that'll go for three hours oh or boy. more. I don't know. We'll It'll try and... go five. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know if Bev can keep her head up on her neck for that long. <laughs> She's done already. Uh, but anyway, fine. it's not too late. Be a Patreon supporter. Get that link. Come hang out with us. Thank you for supporting us. Anyone on Patreon, spreading the word, all that kind of stuff. Thank you very much. Goodbye. And we're back. Thank it's you very much, fun. everybody. <laughs> brings the magic right uh, to your speakers. Ears up. I'm getting sad.